What up, Gift Fresh crew? It's time to get back to some books with the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. I'm America's Sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is episode number 186. 186. Hello, one and all, and welcome to the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of WeirdScienceDCComics.com. For the Woo. week of July 28th, 2018, we are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, the Batman Podcast Network, and the Tangent Bound Podcast Network. Proud. I almost turned into a, a, a robot again, Eric. I don't want to do that Love. again <laughs> because, you know, sometimes when you're a robot, you learn how to do certain things like love facebook at weird science dc comics podbeam weird science dc comics .com, twitter weird science dc and the website weird science dc comics .com, as we said before award-winning eric we also have a patreon account at patreon.com slash weird science where we have a lot of shows uh today i had the solicit show dc's solicit drum i was tired uh, here just think of this i was tired Plus, the guy next door was uh, using a uh, a wood chipper, Amazing. and it was going the whole time. Oh, it was nonsense. Best show ever. Complete nonsense. And I just was getting Who mad. Who knew those solicits. two ingredients were the formula for amazing? Oh, yeah. Imagine. Yeah, there's two that <laughs> and also a dash of love. And that's how it came out, Eric. It, it wasn't. It wasn't my best. I will admit that. But you're not supposed to We're say that when you're trying to push things. It was the greatest thing ever. Damn right. Uh, it was. But. The, the big reason uh, we were having problems this week is we were recording last night, Friday night, and my power went off. And yours did not. Yours flickered, you said. We have the, yeah. We're on the same grid, but this was a minor thing because there was a down wire. Down the street, it was, it was off for like seven hours. Yeah, it was <laughs> off for like seven hours. So I, I ended up not able to do anything. Uh, we had some issues. Or that came up, actually. I actually am I'm not telling the truth. The power came back on. The cable uh, that we get and the internet, that was out then. Yeah. So I had nothing. I couldn't do anything. So in the middle, and you'll hear later, we're doing Chris. At, Chris is there. We're doing Chris. Oh, my. Teen Titans. Yeah. What kind of podcast is this? And uh, at the end, we're like, hey, here. Chris, what would you give it? Boom. It went out. Ship seemed to spark. I, I thought I got shocked at one point from my mic, and then it kind of, you know, one of those where it goes out, and then it starts trying to come back on again, and then just went completely out. And I'm like, this sucks. Ah, uh, yes, but we also have a Patreon spotlight. Where was I? Where has my mind gone? We have a well, Patreon spotlight where uh, the badasses pick the book they love each week, and actually two. And this week they picked... The Wonder Woman number 51, Eric. Steve Orlando's thesis on what it is to be Wonder Woman. And that also, that yeah, that's what he said. DC Beach Blanket Bad Guy Summer Special number one was also on there where it was just me and Reggie talking about some of the weirdest stories ever to be in an anthology book that has a cover looking like it's an all-ages book. There's some wacky, wacky stuff in that one. And, Weird, uh, if wild you wanna, stuff. Yeah, if you want to go and listen to that, obviously go over to the Patreon as well. And we have a bunch of other shows, including a uh, old-time radio show that I like to do, Eric, the Adventure Guy and Guy Kid show that I had. Uh, I only care about Daring Dan and the Space Police. Yeah, he's so. not happening. We had the preview of it at the end of last episode, and we had episode two on the Patreon, and there's a lot of craziness going on, including Guy Kid growing to be a uh, a big big guy with a deeper voice. Eric. That, that was the big uh, thing. Well, yeah, that your was voice the big gets shtick. deeper as you grow, obviously. Uh, yes, it does. 
There you go. You can tell I just grew just from your voice. But we also, Eric, on the badass uh, level of the Patreon Spotlight, they get to pick all the Patreon stuff of the Patreon account. They pick the Patreon Spotlight. And, Eric, I'm just trying to get desperately to the badass roll call. Badass roll call. Here we go. Light it up. We don't know what you're doing. Light it up, folks. Here we go. We have Speedy's Comic Book Showcase by Ron Saunders, Nick Adams, Mark Yeager, Kenny Vengeance, T-Funk, Lord Mike... Oxwelling. Eric, we have Josh Vermillion, Abuse Mom in the Verizon Hall, Aldrin Stoja, All New Dave, Demon, Havlin, Mark Robbins, who is also called Batman Beyond Mark, who's going to be sure on later. We have Bill Beer, G-Man, Manship, Brandon. We'll hear about him. He's a married man now, there. Married man. Bobby, Reggie, Andy, Polly P, Zach Davis, T. Fred Reed's Comics, my man Fred, Eric G, Cellar Dollar, Danny the Street, Luis, Ulysses Jones of the Ulysses Jones Show, Eric, wherever he goes, that show follows, Hakeem, Double A, Ron Monty, Simon, Swanee, Anthony G, Dave J, Ian, Missy T, our man Rob Lewis, my man Pete from NYC, Lone Wolf Marv Jazz, and Ruben. Ruben is Ruben. in the house as always, Eric, and thanks for all of you badasses for everything you all. do and everybody else who contributes and helps us on the Patreon account for all the things that Eric does. That's all it's for. It's for you, Eric. It's all, it's, it's for, all for you. you. But and that usually That's an is an omen reference. Yes, Which you'll it pick is. up over yes, there on the Cellar Dweller show. <laughs> oh, would you? Are you gonna be doing the omen there? Is no. that soon? No, I'm not. You just said that. It was like a preview. And that doesn't work out. You got me all excited for an omen thing. I like the omen though. I, I how many times do you think I've watched the omen in my life? Once. No, I've watched it probably about thirty times. How many times have I watched it fully through? That would be none. Zero. It was on HBO or something when I was a younger guy, and it would come on, and I'd watch it. The kid would freak me the hell out. Only just his look had nothing to do. I could have the sound down on the Omen, and it would no. still be the it'd no. still be the third scariest movie I've ever seen in my goddamn life. That kid, he he scares the crap out of me. But just you got my there. reference, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Just sitting there, though. He's sitting there. He looks like, like, uh, you know, he's got that cap on. It's scary. It looks like he should be playing guitar for ACDC, Eric, at some he point. Does. In that. Yeah, doesn't he? <laughs> and we also, I just want to say before we go off to the books, we also have a Marvel podcast that comes out each and every Monday night where we focus on the Marvel Fresh Start books. Eric, I'm listening. Oh, I'm waiting. Fresh start. Oh, what were you taking a drink there? Holy moly! No, this I wasn't paying attention. Oh, oh, there you go, playing with your transformers. It's one of those things. If, if people will notice this, by the time we get done, there's like the meat and cheese of each section. Yeah. We get to the breading, the the bottom bread of that section where it's me transitioning to something else. You are gone. Yeah, I, I want. I'm surprised. I your your feet going. Feet still fail me now. You're out. You're out the door. That freaking fire coming from your souls. But yes, we do have this Marvel Comics podcast featuring the Marvel Fresh Start books. Fresh Start. Yes, and this week we'll be talking about the Amazing Spider-Man number two, Venom number four, X twenty three number two, Century number two, and Multiple Man number two. Sounds like a and good if, episode if, to me. if you actually know what any of those are, then come and check us out over there at the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. But Eric, that's the end of the intro, and we're gonna head off to the books. Fresh Start. Now we have waited for far long enough for the part.
The meat and cheese of the podcast, the books, and we have three in this section, and uh, some are good, some are bad. Come see, come saw, as I say. Yeah, that's how it works. And if you want to read the written reviews for these, you can go over our site, weirdsciencedccomics.com, and read all the written reviews of these books, everything you'll hear tonight, as well as other things, even stuff from other companies, IDW, Image, Marvel, eventually there's this week as well. There's way more over there than there's all right there here. So stop listening right now. There don't is, People don't still, read enough anymore, they Jim. They don't read enough. They also don't go out dancing enough anymore, Eric. Would you like to don't, go dancing right now? They don't wear suits right to now? go on an airplane hey, anymore. We what is this? That, this used to be where you wear the suits to the movie theater. Now, now you do nothing there. You got your shorts on. You're sitting in front of me. Yeah, got your sweatpants. Yeah, what's this? Now you, I go to the Walmart and I see these these ladies there in their pajamas. Hey! I usually see somebody in pajamas at Walmart, and then I say, Tanya, why did you put pants on? Please, That's get the these thing. pajamas. I in a buff. Yeah, really. Well, really, aren't I wearing my pajamas at all time? Because I exactly what I come home from work, I go, boom, I go to bed. And, and then when I wake up, I start it all over again. Psycho shower if needed or or maybe not. Maybe not. It's always needed, Jim. It is not. I do take showers once a month if I need it or not. Oh, hey, there you go, Eric. And we're going to start with what book? Doomsday Clock number six, written by Jeff Johnson, art by Gary Frank, and a bunch of other people, but they'll never tell us. The villains are gathering to figure out what they're going to do in a world turned upside down, but this gathering isn't going to last too long when the comedian crashes a party to find Mime and Marionette. Yes, Pistol Shrimp. Pistol Shrimp. Uh, Yeah, where you can tell why I would be into this issue more than a lot of the others is we finally see some of the DC characters and see some sort of a... Kind of uh, what's going on. A a little more of what's going on in this world, at least through the eyes of the villains who seem to be gathering up together in these meetings where they talk shade on each other. They threaten each other. They all want to figure out what's going on, uh, you know, with the Superman deal. And uh, with that... The Superman theory. Yeah, and the Superman theory, it seems like this issue, and I kind of do like that, where you thought that this was, uh, you know, governments and news, like, it's all about this bit. Well, the villains don't like it either. The villains no. are wondering who got powers, how, and if they're almost like OG villains and stuff and they don't trust obviously don't trust anybody who got this thing through that you know what i mean like don't trust anybody who works for the government don't trust anybody over 30 and don't trust typhoon or moonbow here's the deal if they're not trusting anybody over 30 they better leave that meeting because half the people look like they have aged at least 30 years since (laughs) the year that's supposed (laughs) to have gone by and that's the weirdest thing we've ever seen is what's going on yeah the the riddler who is the frank gorsham riddler in here which is hilarious my favorite is still only a year and the, the best is you can 
say to me, well, you know, the Riddler, the buff Riddler that we, you know, know and love, the Eric, buff from Riddler Tom with King. The, you know, with the sideburn. This yeah. Is a good looking you know, Riddler. And that, that, for the most part, from what we've seen, a lot of that was the flashback to the jokes and riddles, but it's also been in the present as well, including the end well, of the wedding issue where he's standing there. So a year from then, shit has gone wrong. It's like when Eric turned 30. He oh, no. told me, it's like, oh my God, I'm 30. I'm like, yeah, it all goes downhill from now. And you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you will. You will. You'll A see. Later. <laughs> oh, shit really went bad for you really quickly. And I don't like to say it a lot, but boy, you've really aged a lot, my friend. I told you, when I started working with you, I thought maybe it was you who aged me. Then I thought maybe it was the site, then the podcast. I just think it's age, Eric. Oh. It's age. Yeah, yeah. So you do get that, but it, really, this issue ha- it's twofold. Uh, you get all that with the villains, but you also get a mime and marionette origin story uh, that I really like. Batman liked. chained up to a wheelchair. I'm saying, the yeah, that's part of the deal. Yeah. It's such a weird yeah. thing, though, because I had to go back as. I stopped thinking. I was having so much fun with the villains in this issue. Yeah. I stopped thinking about Batman. I actually had to go back before we got on. I'm like, whatever did happen to Batman? Yeah, this? on because the top when they went crazy. Down. And then the thing is, so we have Joker wheeling an unconscious Batman around, chained to a wheelchair. This entire issue, things start going haywire, explosions, gunfire. Later on, we see the Joker. Like, did he leave Batman in the sewers? Yeah, yeah. What and, and and one of the things that I thought was during this, you have Batman in this chair, Joker, you know, doing his thing. And at one point, he does say something, and Batman goes like he he moans. And I thought, boy, that's like three times what you said in most of these Tom King issues. But settle uh, down, Batman. Don't get so talky. Jesus, criminy. Stop it. But yeah, you have that where you have Batman out. And this is where we talk about with Jeff Johns, uh, you know, being one of our favorite writers. He yeah. does end up coming around through all of this to explain a lot of what's going on. Batman's in that chair. Joker, through natural-sounding dialogue of talking and being Joker himself, does then mention, oh, don't worry about him. Uh, you know, I poisoned him. He's not going to be able to move for a while. So I'm like, oh, that's good. I really like that. Uh, but, yeah, that's how you start with the mime and marionette deal, which is kind of gets back to what you see is when her father's kind of getting roughed up by the police who are on the take that, you know, he's kind of a fence between mobsters and police for he's money. He's a puppet man. And, and it's, it's, a, it's a weird Jim. deal. It's a weird deal because I, I know I kind of like it. But the one thing I don't like is that the cops come in like, hey. Which which one of these puppets here hey, has my up. money? And and it's like, why? Why are you playing this game? And then at one point, like, hey, it better not be the clown. That'll scare my little girl. I'm like, oh, it is the clown. Go fuck yourself out there. But it, it just is a weird little thing that I'm like, why are they playing so much games with this? This guy can put it in a shoebox and just put it down. It's not as if They're this really is nice something. Puppets, Jim. But you know what I'm saying? It's not anything that's keeping it from anybody the the worst part is now i realize why when i was in the bahamas and i'm like hey i'll have that chocolate ice cream you don't want the chocolate ice cream it must have money in it because if somebody comes in like oh my god i want that owl man that no no not for no, sale don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to sell it. Hey, I'm a nice clown. Oh yeah, no, clown no, no, scary. No. I want that owl. So it's oh, such no. a weird deal. Now I will also say Owlman, that even owl. even talking, yeah, even talking with this though, as we're going, because I almost said Owlman too. That's one of my problems. Yeah. Maybe with the differences. Yeah. Well, this is the differences in this. I really think that we're getting away from the idea. And at this number six, 
I'm actually don't actually like that you're actually having scenes from the Watchmen universe because by now we have been six issues and five at least in the DCU. And when you go to there, my mind doesn't go back and forth with it. They they try to kind of give you hints with that. But when you start off with Mime and Marionette with the Joker, then you go back in a flashback that ends up going back to the watch and you bounce back and forth. You kind of lose track of the idea that, oh, I, you know, they are. And we know they're from the Watchmen universe. I don't yeah. think it plays out well anymore. By issue six, I wish that we were done with all of the Watchmen universe deal. Now it is a, a you know, an origin deal, but maybe it would have been better served earlier because I think that it, it, it will. I bet you there's more than one person who is confused, not even confused, because even if you don't say like, oh, that's the watch, it doesn't really matter. Uh, yeah. You know, overall, but I think it was a little bit more confusing. But that this whole deal is is that you know, uh, Marionette's father is a puppet master. He's a puppet master. He's a puppet master, and he makes marionettes. And like we said, he's in the he's the middleman of this kind of fencing money deal. And you get to see that his daughter loves him. He thinks she's, you know, that's the greatest thing ever, this dad who makes, you know, puppets. And then uh, a boy moves across the street, has a shop as well. And that would be Marcos. Yeah, Marcos. And that would be end up being mime. So you have Marcos and Erica who are mime and marionette. And it leads to the whole deal where people are awful. She gets bullied. These people who are just the worst of the worst, these cops, they come to get the money. They start roughing them up pretty much. Give the it's idea. the weirdest part too, because before we even got on, I was rewatching that new like you know it movie that we have, and they're mm-hmm. just so terrible. The girls in that movie to that Beverly Marsh character, like, yeah. you're a slut, you know. Yeah, Beverly, that's like, kind of you know, what it's like, and it upsets these, me. Over the top things, and when Erica's walking home, the you know, young marionette. And she has her, you know, little like what she'll become, what she'll look like, her puppet yeah, her later puppet. on in life. Yeah, these kids just, are, you know, you're like uh, talking about how her father's a pedophile. Yeah, he's he a pedophile, and she's yep. just a little. So I'm like, Jesus! I know, and it's a girl and these guys, and uh, you know, kids, but they're like, you ugly slut, and start hitting. And, and as this is going on. Uh, Marcos, who, because Erica seems to accept them sight unseen, he doesn't talk, obviously, but she's just like, oh, you know what? Me and you is going to be friends. And she's so cute, too. And, uh, Marcos comes and saves her. They're, they're going to cut her hair off, but he it seems like, at their faces. Yeah, at, right in the face. The one kid gets a bottle in the face. He's yelling, I need an ambulance. Well, this girl <laughs> yes, runs away do. and Erica Marionette <laughs> runs and tackles her. And just is going to town and like, give me back my puppet. Take that back. What you said to my dad. He's a good man. And then that's when Marcos comes behind and she has the, I mean, I'm telling you the art in this issue to me, fantastic. I love it. And, and when she turns around and she's this little girl covered in blood, mainly hers because she got punched in the face. So she has to have a broken nose and there's blood. She's about, she's, pun- Hey, Got any more bottles? And I'm like, they might have killed this girl. But yeah, and it goes back. As you're seeing this, you go back to them, you know, with the Joker as adults. But you're seeing what letter. And really, to me, what this is showing uh, is that she finally realizes that you can't trust anybody but possibly, you know, the person you love. And, you know, you better take what's yours and just do that because as this goes on, and we'll just go through this part of the story and then go to the other, uh, her dad ends up having enough of this nonsense of being this middleman, doesn't want any, even says at one point, don't do this, please, not in front of my daughter. I don't want her to see this. These guys are Shut serious. up. Yeah, shut God. up, man. You're Give me that keep money. Giving us money. Our boss owns yeah. you. He brought you over here. Yeah, yeah. You ain't never called back. And then it back. gets bad, though, because <laughs> then it's like, we own your daughter and gets a little like, oh, no. Oh, no. And 
and uh, he ends up hanging himself. He ends up killing himself. You know, the yeah. obvious choice to protect yeah. your daughter. I'm telling you, I'm like, so I there's don't no get it. Protector. Yeah, and also, you know, you have to have it. You have to show why uh, Erica marrying Annette, and even Mime, because while this goes on, you you find out that Mime's mother was ended up getting pushed downstairs and killed by these same guys it seems and he has a stepfather but his you know his mom's dead so it seems to me that jeff johns really wants to show you this awful history but also wants to show you they don't have any more reason ever to go back to the watchman universe They're, they don't have any ties there they're all gone because the dad uh marionette's Dad ends up hanging himself and leaves a note like, hey, listen, uh, you know, Erica, just grab all the money in the till, run. Uh, I've killed myself, so they'll have no reason to come and get you. They won't look. They won't go after you. I'm not so sure about that, but it's just it's so quick. I'm like, there are other steps before hanging yourself, buddy. And And he just does it. That's the worst part, too, is that like when she discovers her father, that's right when the cops come over there, too. So like. If you know, she's if they didn't work out the way that they could have just taken her over to the bar, that's all they're going to do. Like, all right, you're mine now. Yeah, you, you, now we're doing sex trafficking. You're out of here. Where you're going to earn the money back, and it's it's awful. And uh, but what happens is these guys come and like, hey, what's going on? And she freaks out, and she's vicious. She gets the one cop. She just grabs scissors at right in his neck, and the other guy, because Marcos comes over, they start fighting, and she ends up strangling him out, and they die. And then that shows you, you know, the and the, the whole deal with her dad. This letter is like, listen, you know, trust yourself, go run, get out of here, make a good life, have a family, all this. Well, she did. It's not the greatest. And without her father there, you kind of get the idea that she had to struggle and it really changed oh, yeah. her. Her, bo- as her well. and mine both struggle, but they had one another. And even we see the thing where, you know, which hasn't really been talked about a lot since we like for a couple issues now, plus the delays of killing anybody with their kind yeah. of memory if they don't go back and read this. But the whole reason they're here. Because Osmodeus said he can help them find their child. Yeah. So, like, the yeah. whole thing is we're over here because the child's over and here. And that's brought we up see again. her have, like, giving birth we and stuff like that birth, while yeah. the mime is in jail. And he's he sort looks of smashing the wall with his, his fist yeah, because he's, he's not there during the birth of his child. Yep. Yeah. And uh, there you see the child again. And at that, that one point when they're laying down together, they're like, I really want to find our baby. And so you have that. But even like I said about the art, the art, the, my favorite progression of panels, and it's something so small, but for some reason, I just loved it, is when you have the bad guys, these cops come in, and they're like, hey, look at this leprechaun thing. It's ridiculous. I'm sure my kid will love it. Hey, thanks, Geppetto. See you next week. And as he's leaving, you see little Erica with this half cut you know her head kind of caught a little smirk and then it goes to now with marionette in the same exact pose yeah. there as a older crazy what it's so good it is so good uh and so there i complain about how these delays are killing me uh gary frank has come out and said they're mainly his for the art i have to admit i really this issue i think yeah, the art great. is over the top good it's so good but while we're talking about all this that happened in their past in the present they are being led by the joker the joker's going to this big meeting he's got batman it's like he's gonna who wait till they see this i'm gonna really show him you have this side little deal where they run into some of mr freeze's seem to be new henchmen that are trying to find freeze and they, uh, they can't find him they're taken lost. out upstairs yeah. like in the riots on the street yep. and stuff like that they don't yeah. know what to do and they well. were delayed they were delayed by the riots they're 
they're coming in and they don't know where they're going. And it's kind of a weird scene. It, it kind of maybe is there just to show you how the Joker kind of runs at this point. It, it's kind of similar stuff. It gets violent. He gets these Mr. Freeze henchmen. It's like, hey, you want to be my henchman? And like, I don't know. The one guy, the one guy hey, knows shaky. what's up. The one guy knows what's up though. And he's like, listen. We go with Mr. Freeze, like we are now. Look, we got it's, Parkas, we get some pretty, ice yeah. puns, it's fine. And, and the thing is, it's funny, it's like, we really know what we're going to do. Basically, he's trying to bring his wife back, and we got to go rob things to make money so he can. That's it. <laughs> That's the There's job. no problems. That's the job. It's a pretty laid-out job. We go with the Joker. We don't know what the hell we're going to be doing. But he's there, and he's like, like you said, hey, Shaky. And Shaky comes out. I love and Shaky's the yeah. guy. It's this crazy Shaky tattoo artist yeah. who then, like, tattoo smiles. And when this is going on, I don't think that needle was clean. (laughs) That's the best. These guys are kind of like the comic relief at the point because at that one point, I don't know. He thinks he's got hepatitis, but it it kind of. It kind, of, yeah, it kind of ties in, though. Well, really, he's not going to live long enough for that to affect him. He, they end up, it ties in because at the one point, Joker said, listen, to my marionette, you can't go around killing my guys. That's what I do. You can't do this. And, and you'll know them because of the tattoos. Like, the, And yeah. he's planning on giving my marionette them, too. Like, okay, you're going to go up next. And my marionette freak out. There's these big guards there. Uh, one of them looks like, like a 1950s strong man uh, who ends up getting his gun just sliced in half uh but yeah these guys get destroyed uh, the one guy gets his fingers at the mar- mime's fingers just right through his skull and then the best is the, he's holding him then and the joker goes to shoot whoever shoots this guy but the worst is you have joker hey boys don't lose your heads which is the joke because marionette had sliced the one guy's head off it's off She's like, oh, man, that's pretty funny. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is crazy. And it's one of those where you're seeing that are they equally crazy as the Joker or they want to step up because they're well, even that, I, I'm telling you, the, the next bit is my favorite where the mime is just beating the hell out of a guy. The Joker pulls out his giant handgun to stop yeah. it and just shoots this guy in the head. Like, yeah. Oop, oops, that's yeah. embarrassing. And and with that, you have Shaky and the the, <laughs> the henchman from Mr. Freeze just – I think they all shit their pants. And then Joker's just like, he likes it. This is almost one of those. I'm telling you, this is one of those where in a movie where they're having an interview and I end up, I'm in the movie. It's me and you. I'm like, I got to get to the interview. You can't wear what you're wearing there. No, no, I'm too late. I go. And I end up going my shorts and, and a shirt. And the guy's like, you know what? I like the cut of your chip because they have done crazy shit. Joker's like, you know what? I like you guys. Let's go. And it, it's, it's good. This is really good. There's a lot of and humor I, I and dark humor. The, when we actually end up then, you know, the Mime and Marriott, they're down with the Joker then and all the henchmen, they go to the meeting. Everything opens up to this big troll. Like, you know, train car that's been abandoned yeah. where all of these villains They're are all at, there. When she walks out and sees this gathering of villains, yeah. oh, my God, look at all of them. This world is amazing oh, because, yeah. you know, there's just all these villains and she is one of them. Like, oh, she has finally found her yeah. Shangri-La. Yeah, seems uh, like. yeah. I love that part. It's like it's like a guy or girl getting off the, uh, you know, bus in Hollywood and going out and just seeing stars walk by. It's like everything that she ever dreamed, including Hank Henshaw there with this big, ugly head. I actually enjoyed and we were talking. We were talking earlier because we're trying to figure out who may die in the sanctuary coming yeah. up in Heroes in Crisis. And I think I do. You see Poison Ivy standing next to the Scarecrow right there in front of the train car. No, do you? I didn't even... Uh, yeah, that could be her. You're right. That actually looks... And it's funny. That actually looks like that redesigned 
deal. So I think you might be right. That's actually pretty cool uh, because a lot of people had messaged we were afraid, me. Like, yeah. yeah, and a lot of people, other people were messaging me. Do you think that's what's going to happen? Is she going to die? But yeah, that that does look like her. You're right. Uh, the Riddler is the Frank Gorsham Batman 66 Riddler. My favorite Hilarious. Riddler. Hilarious. And he's there. And basically they're there. And, and he says, listen, we're all – here for different reasons, you know, we want passion, revenge, wealth, power, what it is. But the answer is, you know, is it safe to operate alone? They're forming a villain group where Joker even, it's one of those like, ah, uh, they keep trying to do this. This is nonsense. They're and, up as the Legion of Evil yeah, or the Secret they, Society of Doom or whatever name de jour they've come up with yeah, this yeah. time. And with that, you have Gigano says, like, why don't we just go to conduct? We've seen that Black Adam is there to get people in conduct, right? And, yeah. and they say that, no. There's and, and actually, Mirror Master and Captain Colja, hey, we can get you there at a price that's pretty cool. And then they're like, you can't trust Black Adam, uh, where Boomerang says that, but he was there in conduct to kill him. And, and he's Scott like, yeah, hey, you can't trust seems him. Like, you know, look, Black Adam, he's yeah. on the up and up. He's not going to lie about this. Shit is going crazy. We actually might have to take him up on this offer to go to conduct. Yeah, yeah. And, and then up steps the... Judge of Owls. And I'm telling you, I had been sick of the Court of Owls because they have been misused. They have been ridiculous. But the idea that there is this Judge of Owls who they even spell out. This is the thing. This is where Jeff Johns does his thing where he's like, listen, the court is not abandoning Gotham. I have finally returned. So right there, you're like, oh, that's cool. Like within this year, he has returned. Like, this is cool. You're not just like all of a sudden. It's Lincoln March. But really, any other person would have just had it be the Court of Owls. Court of Owls disagrees, and we would have been like, the fuck are you talking Court of Owls? They're a bunch of bullshit. No, this is the judge has returned. I'm like, that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool setup. But the whole deal is this, you know, Superman theory, and they point to Typhoon and It's a weird thing, though. We have this whole idea of the Superman theory where people are coming out and saying, I was given, you know, superpowers by the government and stuff like that. I don't understand why people would be opposed to this. Yeah, we have this whole worldwide threat kind of thing. Like, oh, look, America's just doing this to try to create a superpower that we can't stand up against. So we're going to do the same thing. Because in the back of this issue, we do have the files and this whole military thing about Typhoon, who was given powers legitimately by the government, and Moonbow, his partner and agent, who are pretty much here undercover and have a bad guy persona that they use for the government to keep doing this thing. It's a weird thing, though. Like, why are we so against this? Like, well, why here's the, the thing. I understand Number if you don't one, a government agent yeah, well, yeah, down that, here. That, like, that's know, the first this, part. It's weird that everybody is so opposed to this whole thing and actually afraid of it. Yeah, well, I, I think the government thing is number one. Number two, maybe we're going to find out that some of these experiments go crazy after a while. Or they're just mad because you have these guys. And, I mean, you're really pointing out in the Savannah, Boomerang, Captain Cold, you know, Joker, Riddler and things. These are guys who have been forever and, and ended up being villains because of just awful things. I think they're just like – fuck are you be this is vanilla ice showing up for the rap game eric they, they don't need that nonsense and, and he's weird. a poser like all firestorm villains yeah and it just seems like they're just like you you're posers so how can we trust you and this to me is actually the thing where 
in a subtle way, I think you're seeing that without the Superman theory deal, the government makes these superheroes and these villains. And I don't know why, you know, they make Typhoon to be a superhero, but he goes against it, whatever. It was but, a way to test out his powers. Yeah. It's like, you know, oh, we put him against that, Firestorm for a one way of those to really things, like, see yeah. what his powers can do to like, you know, legitimize things. But and it's stuff really like that. one of those know. things without that, these guys never would have come together. That, that you have something that has polarized the villains to form a team like this where you would never have the Riddler there with Captain Cold, with Savannah, with Hank Henshaw and things. And I think that's kind of the way that they're trying to – that Jeff Johns is trying to show that it's not just the idea that these crazy people are getting powers but also that these villains now have a reason to kind of come together and like we got to get the hell out of here. We're the OGs. I don't want to deal with this nonsense and, and stuff like that. So I don't know. But like you said, it is weird that but it, I think it's just the government, the whole government idea of it. And they think they're probably, you know, oh, they're narcs or whatever. And they, they just don't trust them. But shit goes crazy now because the Joker ends up like, hey, guys, I'm here. Let's start the party. And by the way, I brought Batman. And the best thing of this to me is that there isn't out because there was no I thought, what are they going to do? It, Batman's coming <laughs> in here. There's no out. The out is is that Joker keeps doing this all the time with Arthur, uh, Arkham guards Who or is this, this and now, that. Joker? So it's just, yeah. So when they do, if in fact, which I don't know now because everybody scatters or whatever, but if they do pull off the, the cow, they're like, oh, how'd you get Bruce Wayne? Ha, funny. And they'd never believe him. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, with this, they don't trust Typhoon. Typhoon starts going off. You have Penguin. He calls him Shitbird. Right. So I'm ooh, guessing Penguin ooh, survives that gun blast by Red yeah. Hood, huh? Oh, Shitbird. Yeah, I would say so. So, uh, but but then the weird his- part is, I'm, I'm going to have to go back and look. I, I actually been thinking about it all week, and I wanted to go back and check. It doesn't really matter to the bigger, but I think he's wearing his monocle on the other eye. That uh, he may be. Shot Maybe that, that actually it does like, look like the other eye. That a bulletproof monocle? Do you think? No, we may see. Maybe he just has a glass on the other side, and he thinks that Maybe. he doesn't want the monocle on that. But uh, he ends up getting uh, Typhoon ends up getting his head blown off. And it's from the comedian, and now shit and goes. And again, it's a firestorm building. Nobody yep. cares. It's yeah, like just, Slipknot in just the Suicide dies. Squad Plus, movie. It's funny, too. Even with that, it's also one that we see in this has gotten his powers from the government. So he's yeah. done. Uh, comedians there in the shadows. All hell breaks loose. And the funniest panel I've probably seen in, in two years happens where all the shit's going down and Al gets shot. Marionette runs. You see Joker laughing. And then you freaking Marionette mime. And he's nah, 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 up the stairs. I'm like, what are you doing? Mime, you stupid idiot. He's doing and I, he, he's I, fucking I love doing his mime deal. It's so funny. Dancing it's, to distract yeah, the comedian so Marionette can get away. He's just dancing. <laughs> it makes me laugh so much. And just, if you want to go, face when it's in the crosshairs is such a funny oh, freaking it's face. The best it makes me too. smile every and, time and, I look at it. And the whole deal too is he's dancing not in a mime type way, no. but like he's a marionette. And I thought that was the greatest. So look, you could put strings on him there, and he'd be like, I'm like, what are you doing, you stupid but idiot? But now the comedian, while he's yep. you know distracted trying to get the mime, freaking Gigantas there trying to yep, take care Gigana of him. Gigantas swipes him. <laughs> He and ends up just this- shooting freeze. I mean, shit has gone wrong. Riddler gets shot. Riddler gets shot down. in the leg behind, the and it looks like in the knee. Awful. That, that is awful. Yeah, and even then when the, let's go dancing, man, we're leaving, where Marionette grabs him, like, don't you do this, you stupid idiot. Let's get out. The All hell. Like grenades. I'm telling you, just the idea that the scene is you pretty much have every pretty much all the great 
uh, Gotham rogues. I mean that, and then so many more, and it ends up with shit going so wrong with people well, running, bumping point, into each like, other. I ended, I ended up actually messaging you when I got to this point when I was reviewing the book and I got I started reading it. We have you know Green Lantern freaking um, yeah. villains talking to Riddle yeah. talking about you know uh, the original tattoo man. He got killed in that whole sanctuary thing, yeah. and all and the jail villains have left yep. Earth. And then you have the Wonder Woman villains talking about Thomas Garrett came and kidnapped Wonder Woman. Yeah, now, like what are we supposed to, like? It's such a weird thing to think that Jeff John is playing this. So like, you know, we're yeah. getting some information. It's not much. No, no it's not but much we're getting all, but, it. Like, wow, things and are going to get yeah. crazy. Well, and this <laughs> is the thing that with that, the stuff that we are getting is DCU stuff. And that's why I like it so much. We're getting some things. And yeah, when you hear, oh, you know what happened to Wonder Woman, Themyscira came, kidnapped her, took about Yeah, that's just thrown in there. We'll see. But I like that. This is what I, I've been waiting for. And I I'm love telling the idea, you, too, though, that it's almost a cop-out, too. It's like, oh, the Green Lantern villains, they left Earth, you said, yeah, when there's not going to be any Earth lanterns and everybody's there's Hal Jordan space cop. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's why so, They just left. Okay. They, yeah, no, they left because they're bored. <laughs> they were allowed to do too much. Uh, but there's, there's nobody on Earth right now anyway. No, and, and with this, it, it is like a picnic gone bad to the nth degree with villains in an awful universe because there are people are getting shot. Shit has gone wrong. They're running, and they do get out, uh, mime and marionette go, and then you get this back and forth of, you know, going back to the flashbacks of them growing up. Uh, they ended up having the kid. You see the kid born, as we said, my mime wasn't there for the birth because he's in it jail. Taken away from marionette immediately. Yeah, and, and they're just in a hotel room. They're relaxing, having some love time. Max and relaxing. Yeah, Max and relaxing. Yeah, relaxing. Is Netflix on? Because they're chilling, Eric. And uh, you have the comedian come and say, you know what, you stupid idiots. You all you you well, freaks always you know you don't know how to cover your tracks and one of you i'm gonna kill one of you one's gonna stay alive because i need to know where osmodeus is and right as he's about to shoot them uh he gets buzzed by the joker with the craziest cross on walk. it's so crazy and he says it this is the best is the sound of the buzzer is not from the buzzer it's from him and he starts laughing Picks up the button and puts it on. So there's where this, the whole thing of solved the being like, oh man, I think the comedian's the Joker because he was wearing the button in that one variant cover no. and things like that. Nope, he just liked the button. He's like, oh <laughs> look at that. He's like, you know what? You two make me laugh. And then that's when, and it, it doesn't seem like you know, comedians just knocked out because they say, I bet you he knows where Doctor Manhattan is, which they're trying to find so that they can get their kid and all this stuff. And uh, yeah, there's Joker, Doctor Manhattan. I need a. Good Dennis, it hurts when I smile. And then you end with the button being put on. And I'm telling you, well, well played issue. I really I had a this lot of fun. So much, yeah. I had such a good time reading it. Yeah, and uh, you know, we're gonna get to another book later where I say that it really upsets me because it seems like the end of Rebirth and the hope and the love and whatever. And one of the reasons is because th this year later, it's dark as hell and it's oh not. But at least now I'm finding out some things. I'm having some fun. And I just imagine by the end of this, it has to be reset that we're going to get a soft reset of, you know, maybe Dr. Manhattan by the end saying, you know what? This was a failed mistake. This wasn't a, you know, a failed experiment again. Boom, Every time and we'll a get bell rings, an angel gets his way. Yeah, so we'll, yeah, we'll have to see. But I'm having fun now, and we're seeing stuff happen in the DCU. We saw tons of villains, which was great. And that I is the always background. one of those things that gets me so happy whenever I open a book. Whenever DC can showcase the reason that they are the best comic book mm -hmm. company, it's, the heroes are great. Yeah. 
It's the villains, the villains that shine awesome. brighter than They're anything awesome. that they have. And Jeff Johns I writes them great here. And Dialogue Jeff Johns pre- pretty much gets me to love Marionette, who I really didn't care about. I Not know mine? a lot of people did because eh, mime too, but mime's just mime. When he's like yeah, yeah, when he's doing his dance, it's hilarious. But Marionette's the big deal because you're worried through this whole thing. That and even at one point, Joker even thinks that possibly Harley sent them as a birthday gift to kill him, and that's why they look that way and all that. But she's no longer just the Watchmen version of Harley Quinn now to me. She Julie. is something a lot more. I think that's really, really good and like it. So uh, that would be that. But what did you give it? I gave an 8.5 out of 10. I loved it for all the reasons you just said. The only problem I have is that we're at issue six, midway through, and we progressed our story maybe an yeah. hour. And I'm telling you, it's almost like we forgot what we're doing here with the whole Dr. Manhattan thing and the Superman theory because we're focusing more on that Superman theory thing, which I still don't know exactly yeah. everything about because all the information we're really getting is in those backups in the newspaper articles. And it's like, well, that's not why I'm here to read this weird stuff in the background. Like, tell me about it, like, yeah. casually – in the dialogue, which we did a little bit, but I still can't understand why the villains would be so upset about this whole Superman theory thing that we got to retreat to Condock. I'm like, yeah. That's a like I fact, said, I, I think really number one, issue, I think number one, it's because of the government thing. And also because maybe we aren't seeing all of it yet that they're just rounding up every hero and villain and, and just considering we have to get rid of you now and these things are awful or, or we'll see that they're, you know, upping this program to really destroy the villains. I don't know, but we'll, we'll see. But I liked it. I'm going to give it an 8.8. A little more positive than you because finally I got an issue of the Doomsday Clock that I liked and was very excited about because we saw uh, a lot of uh, DCU stuff. So there you go. We're going to move on to the next book, though, and it's another one of your books. Eric, what is it? Action Comics number 1001, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by Patrick Gleason, Alejandro Sanchez, and Josh Reed. The second foot of the Man of Steel mini drops with this issue, where we have Rogel Czar, the Phantom Zone, and the mystery of what really happened to Krypton in the Superman book. Here we have a series of fires, daily planet work, and a group of people who want to stay off Superman's radar. Hopefully things pick up here, because now that we've seen what both Superman books offer, I don't think the Man of Steel is something that I'm really going to be looking forward to anytime soon. Yeah, Action Comics is pretty boring. Uh, I saw people seem to love it, and I don't. I'm actually bored, and I said to you, and I'll even read it again, just as the thing because i start up and yeah i'm i'm gonna <laughs> give it it's i'm gonna give the benefit of the doubt and there's some things that i liked about superman and the man of steel mini there's a lot i didn't like but just this intro and again you're gonna get these almost like marvel-esque intro pages that brian michael bendis must be so enamored with that he's gonna do these but you get the rocketed to earth as an infant from a doomed planet krypton kal was adopted by the loving kent family and raised in america's heartland as clark kent using his immense solar fueled powers he became superman to defend humankind against all manner of threats while all championing right. truth justice in the american way recently a mysterious rash of horror apartment fire spread across Metropolis. Oh, no. Really? That, I live that's, in that, that this is like you this have the crawl. Me, you have the crawl of of Star Wars going. It's like the galactic war has raged on, and then Luke Skywalker and this, and they uh, the Millennium Falcon at this point has broken down and run out of gas, and now they, they, it's no, so little. You start and now huge. And now we didn't. We did not go to Tashi's to pick up our power converters. Yeah, nothing happened. You end up with this huge, you know, look at this. This is the great, oh my God, this is like a blockbuster movie. A pop- 
uh, fire apartment fires <laughs> even just the idea that he put horrible apartment fires i'm like yeah just and as this goes on this fire. does point to the idea of before being like why would superman do something so little and now it's like why are you even worried about it but it's it's nonsense it's nonsense in a book where we're gonna deal with uh, an issue of a little kid who's put, pointed the finger that Superman's starting fires? I, I did, what? What? This is your first issue of Action Comics, and that's the biggest thing you're going to give us? Until, I mean, there's other things, but this is what you base your first issue. Action Comics 1001 is about Fire. apartment fires. And it starts off, there's these hoods, and, he, and it's is, not even about apartments, no. it's just about a kid who fingered Superman because, to be the one who said it. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, because he wanted to get cards. It's still, this that's even, that's smaller. Oh, God, really? And, and yeah, you can tell me, oh, but he really gets the idea of what makes Superman great. Why? Because he tells the kid to work in a food kitchen? I, I'd rather have him punching somebody. Why doesn't he get anybody and throw him into the sun? That should be on the checklist. He ends up at the beginning. He's getting shot by these guys, uh, these thugs, and these guys are in Matra- They should know that this is going to do nothing. And the guy, hey, there's two of them, and it's the sing-song dialogue again. It's supposed to be this hilarious deal. It's kind of funny. The problem is, is by now, I'm already on the get stop this nonsense trolley on a first issue of action comics because of all the nonsense we had in man of steel words stop i'm trying you're still doing it. can't stop you're embarrassing me oh i want my own lawyer okay where did we go from the beginning of this till now because it, what is this a chuckle fest please and, and you tell me that it's my favorite part of the issue it is well that's the problem is it is kind of comical but i sit there and like this is what we're doing there's Superman, and Superman's just there, and he's like, huh, you know, stop, yeah, bad guys. You're, hey, your friend is about to throw his gun at me. Dude, don't throw your gun at me. I can't help it. And, and you're like, I, all I need, though. What is wrong with that guy? Why I don't know. I don't know. Said, all I need is what? For a second there, it seemed to me like I looked further into it. The guy's just not an asshole. He was being controlled. He's I control. don't know why. It seems like he is in the meantime. <laughs> no, he's an asshole. They, these guys better show back up kidnapping a kid, and then the, uh, one guy says to the other guy, hey, should we take care of them? What do you mean? Adopt them? I need that again, Eric. I need it again. But yeah, then it's just like this whole deal of, okay, give me your gun, break that, give me your knife. But it's almost like we're at the detective, you know, the detective who gets, uh, you're, a, you're on uh, suspension now, it's give suspended. me your gun, the other gun, the knife, the bazooka. And he gets that and like, oh, I better go take care of that helicopter with those guys that were supposed to have you and, and are now going away. And he goes up and does that with the lead in as this is the story being told, uh, you know, for the paper about this. But we're already seven pages in and there's nothing that really went on of any consequence. Uh, when they go, they're all talking. It's like they're in the bullpen of trying to figure out what the big stories are at the Daily Planet. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's kind of funny. Uh, the whole deal ends up being that this whole thing was somebody was robbing Luther, but Luther might have been behind it. All this, you know, rigmarole that they're trying out. In and the wait paper. till Luther finds out that Superman saved the day. Yeah, yeah. And, and with that, you have a pretty 
funny, yeah, so I get Jimmy. you. Superman does, so Luther does not like Superman. I got you. Yeah. And Brian yeah. Michael Bendis, you have read a few yeah. of Superman this issues. is what okay. it's doing. And then you have Jimmy who's talking like he's the all shucks guy from the 50s, which kind of makes me laugh. And he's like, there's shenanigans going on. Really? Shen- yeah. And, and uh, malarkey as well. Lots of malarkey. And again, I kind of laugh. But now... We are 10 pages into the issue, and we have got nothing. Like you said, we already he, – he still seems to want to try to prove to us that he knows the character and knows Luther and, and these things. The, the issue I and have pretty is – Pretty much from what we've gotten so far with this, you could just tell – you could convince me that Brian Michael Bendis' research, he once watched the Superman movie. Yeah, yeah. Or went back and watched the George Reeves TV show. That's all it seems. And with that, you're already, you already got six issues of Man of Steel. We, we read one issue of Superman. Now we're in here. I know that he's going to kind of go with the idea. Well, maybe people didn't read Man of Steel, but you got the job, buddy. This, this is the sort of thing that you're throwing in. This should have been the interview. I want to see you doing the job. You're now on the line. Start doing your work. Start showing us something that's new. Don't try to remind us because this is what all these other nonsense writers are doing nowadays where we have to have issues of, you know, let me tell you why you should like this character. Let me tell I don't need that. I need story. I need a story that makes me go, oh, my God, this is so cool. Well, we finally do get to it because it's involving Superman starting fires. And that's the old thing. Hey, uh, Perry, I got a story, but I don't think you're going to like it. What is it? Superman started those fires. You're right. I don't like it. And he goes. I don't like the, it at all. Yeah. He goes off to talk to Deputy Chief Moore. And Melody says, Moore. Yeah. Melanie Moore and says, listen, uh, I didn't start those fires. What? Yeah. That boy that came and told you that uh, he was paid money and Young he did Darryl. it just for that. And she's and she basically says, which is true, like. This seems more suspicious now that you've come. How can I believe you? And because of that, again, we're just wasting time. She, he goes to tell her this in two pages, and then they just go, all right, well, let's go talk to this kid. They go talk to the kid, and Melanie at the end says, well, you could be kind of strong-arming him, right? It really doesn't do anything because like, the kids... What happened to Man of Steel? Daddy, you guys got along. You really liked Superman. He was helping you. And all it took was a kid coming in and saying... I saw Mr. Yeah. Soup is doing, oh my God. And even the thing with Superman, like, you know, the kid comes out, I was paid $300. Like, yeah. you could be intimidating that kid. What are you talking yeah, about, Mel? Yeah. What happened? And he's like, I give the money back, but I already spent it. And he's, you know, and yeah, but the, this is what, where's the investigation gone besides a kid saying he did it? Because, okay, well, if know, he did it, got, where are pins in the wall still. Yeah, well, yeah, pins. Nothing. I don't know, nothing. It's going to end up being a Superman symbol now, by the way. But uh, that's what I think. But with that, you're going to have this whole, if they even get back to that. Uh, but you have this thing like you should be investigating like there should be a fire that happened for some reason like oh that doesn't point to him but this does but it's just swept aside of the well you know uh, you you could coerce that kid Uh, I'll check out what's going on and then Superman kind of like steps aside to the kid because he's saying he's sorry and the big thing is a bald guy came and told me so right away you think Lex Uh, but he says listen you're going to do some stuff here oh no I don't want to do that well we could either do my way or your mom's way because I talked to her oh no your way go to the food you know food bank and work okay and he goes off and now this is where i i i get so angry because clark then goes and looks on his computer to, to look up through a database who this bald guy can be you have lex you yeah. have brainiac you have dan didio you have freaking brian michael bendis himself please Humpty stop Dumpty. it stop it 
Yeah, it's that boot face there because it's <laughs> smoking face. there. Yeah, but you have Dan DiDio and then Brian Michael Bendis in there. Please yeah. stop. Stop your nonsense. Let's see what am I so, patch for? I don't know. He's got. He's an evil guy. He's an evil guy because he's ruining our goddamn fucking Superman. And so he's looking the you know the the gossip columnist Trish comes by. Huh? Looking for a new date? Are ye? And he's like, no, no, I'm looking at this. That's how she talks. And like, huh, yeah, well, why don't you tell the story? Because somebody else is going to, and I know what it is. Oh, really? What story? Lois left you, didn't she? Nah, nah. For Superman. For Superman. And the best is, is there's Clark. And we even mentioned, like, we like now that Clark is still a big dude. Like, you know, he, and she's like, huh, must have left you for some bigger guy. She likes him big, huh? He's a pretty big guy. I mean, he walks through at that no one point. Superman, though. No, but he walks through that that fucking bullpen, and he is three feet taller than the next guy. But yeah, that's the whole just deal. Just like me at work. Yeah, yeah. I just really this this is and the, the art. I we didn't mention Patrick Gleason's <laughs> art's great. But yeah, the, what are we My getting in this? The issue. What are we getting in this? She's like, oh yeah, well somebody's well, you know, going to write the story. Columnist Trish. She just wants to throw shade, and while she's doing it, we know what happened, Clark. She let Lois Lane left you for Superman. You better tell the story before she does. And as this is going on, we have the other like new character that Brian Michael Bendis has yeah. introduced, Robinson Good. Robinson looking Good. Out. Oh Ooh, my! I'm telling you, oh, she like peeks around. So Patrick Gleason too. Man, actually, it wasn't even the Man of Steel mini. It was DC Nation number zero. Yeah, DC Nation She's working zero. with some bad people. Yeah, she's working with some bad people. So uh, with that though, with with the uh, the big eyes, she, she uh, Patrick Gleason really like took to that carrier. I love that panel, but yeah, it's really Patrick Gleason esque. But then yeah, then you have Superman flying away, and then you have somebody at a uh, board there. Hey, we got a satellite track on him. He's left. You know, we're gonna do this, and like, what? What? No, I know what to do, sir. And the guy's like, listen, send out the call. I want everyone now. All hands on deck. Okay, it's a special occasion. And they go, and they end up in this lead, you know, thing, this this uh, cargo hold, whatever, it, like a, a deal. This lead cistern. Yeah, it's, it's a tube. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's, it looks it's a like thing it's part of, a of like a, a train. Or see them in. Yeah. They have the secret society kind of, you know, a cabal going on to talk about their – Un, like unknown criminal empires yeah. on the small scale variety, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, you because got guys I don't, named yeah. lettuce and yogurt. Yeah, lettuce and yogurt are there. This main guy's there too. And yeah, and they're like, "Hey, what's going on? Who started them fires? We we didn't. We talked about this. We don't want to make waves. I thought it was a crazy. Yeah, and this bald guy steps forward and is like, "It's me." You know, I did it. I got to eat. I'm going to step it up. I'm the bad guy of the bad. And I, I made it look like it's Superman. And this guy's like, you stupid idiot. Nobody's going to believe it's Superman. So you putting the, the blame on Superman and pointing that out because he ended up paying that kid. Uh, yeah, he's going to – that's when people start looking. And then one of the most confusing progressions that I've ever seen happens because I thought that this guy started turning into a flame monster. But instead, a flame monster consumes him. I didn't know what was going on. Oh, you mean the red cloud? Yeah, the red cloud. The red cloud goes because uh, yeah, yeah, she's going to find out. No way is she going to find out. Well, I think she already did. Red cloud. I'm a fire monster. I had no idea what was going on. The thing is, I think she's just a cloud. Yeah, well, she ends up like a cloud, but there's some fire stuff going, consumes them, and ends up like, listen, you're going to do this my way, and we're going to clean house, and we're going to do that. 
And the, I'm like, I, I don't know what's going on. I How really don't know what's going there? on. I, like I, I think that actually, if in. you see, I think that she might have come from that weird globe thing behind him. I don't know. He's got this weird, like, occult-looking globe. Yeah, Mr. Strong. I don't know. We have all these new characters who should be the villains of the book that we're like, you know, the, the art that we're dealing with right now. You know, it's not, they're not lettuce anymore, but guys like Yogurt, Mr. Strong, and now the Red Cloud. And the thing is, besides for Red Cloud, who seems to be our only meta in this whole group, this small time cabal, as I would yeah. call it, there, there's nobody interesting at all. No, there's this none. weird thing like, what, like, does, is this what the everyday kind of common criminal who wants to rise to the occasion yeah. has to do to be prepared for Superman who doesn't have meta power? Because, yeah. No, it's not. It's, it's, it's pretty boring. And I know that the concept, I saw Brian Michael Bennis talking where, number one, he doesn't rely on pre-existing, uh, you know, big villains, his claim is. He doesn't, but, but make oh, better ones fun. then. I make better you. ones then. Yeah. And that's the thing. Because you have Superman being the, I'm going to have Superman be, uh, like, I'm going to turn it on its, its ear here and Superman's going to be the action pack. Why is there a, the the flip side of and that's where the people who want a boring book go? You, you can have both be action packed. You can have both be exciting. Yeah, one could focus more on say a Daily Planet deal and one or the other, but you don't even need that. I don't need a pure divide because really, don't you want people to buy both books? And, and with the, but he makes it seem when he's talking, it's like, well, I want people who like the daily life of a Clark Kent to go here. And I'm like, I no, do like that. And then try, you got yeah. the family. Well, that's the that thing. About it. That's the biggest problem is that what he's trying to do in this book is exactly what. We were having in the Superman book because he had a family that he cared about and he could go and do fun things with John. You had Lois involved. He got rid of them, I guess, because when we get to this cliffhanger, but he definitely got rid of John. But why? Why take out? You have this recipe that might include love, Eric, but the recipe is (laughs) Superman, John, Lois, family fun. There you have it. Take away Lois and John, and the fun now is sitting in the bullpen of the action comics, and people... Well, I see, everybody saw, it's oh, so Hey, great. your wife left you. Thanks a yeah, lot for that, yeah. co-worker this lady. This is not fun. This is not... Yeah, it might be one of those books that eventually we go, you know what? Brian Michael Bendis is really giving us something we've never seen. It's because it's boring. Nobody else will write it. That's why. There's Sometimes there's reasons why you haven't seen stuff like this. Now it's only the first issue. He can flip it around. But isn't this the issue that he's supposed to wow us to, to keep going? Because this so. is I'm boring. You, the weirdest part is the cliffhanger, which is such an odd thing because we had because the Man of Steel. it looks like Lois. It yeah. is Lois as yeah, far I, as I'm concerned. I don't, I'm not so – I'm not so convinced. This this person here who looks like who like it looks like uh, Patrick Gleason's Lois is typing away in an apartment building, writing her book, which Lois yeah. said she was going to do. And the titles of the book are, you know, hold on, it's uh, the Secrets of Lois Lane. Yep. So I married an alien from outer space. Truth, justice in the Kryptonian way. So I'm like, this is Lois Lane writing her book. Yeah. Again, I the whole idea of hey, I heard Lois left you for Superman, and then Robinson good ooh doing that. I think that this is just some something involved in the idea of who she was working with, whether this is getting crazy to have a dark multiverse Lois that they went because they did go into space. The thing is, I don't know the timeline because we had the Man of Steel. Well, that's the thing. It seems like this would only be a couple weeks after they left and she would be back now. And that's the thing is, where's John? And I'll go back to the whole idea of what I said in Man of Steel, where I don't think Lois is just sitting on Earth where John's out and about and not 
not, you know, wherever he may be with Jarrell. She wanted to go with them because she was worried about what could happen to her son. I don't think yeah. she would leave her son just to come back and, and write a book like this. And if John's there, he would certainly go and find his dad. So I, I think that – and also – it's a cliffhanger on the first issue. I really think that this is one of those where you're like, oh, my God, it's that. When she turns around, the other half of her face is gone, Eric. There's no face. She's one face, Lois, dark multiverse. See, I, I just solved it for you. But we'll, we'll see. But, yeah, I just don't see that this would be Lois, especially with John out and about. And, and that's it, I'm telling you, it's left. very odd. And the thing is, it's because of this that I think it – oh, I'm saying it's not because of this. But I do believe this is Lois Lane. And because I believe it's Lois Lane, I think Brian Michael Bendis, has screwed us out of the whole thing like we had the whole idea in superman you know that superman was gonna like you know i can't get a hold of my family i'm gonna try to go out and find oh shit yeah. earth needs me i better go back but man do i miss my family seems like this is a while later that we've now come back and like i don't know if john is still yeah gone. but here's the well, thing though like, you say a, a while later they're counting on those fires that we saw so i don't think it's that much later i, I yeah, don't think it could be that much later in the man of steel yeah but that's what i'm saying in the man of steel no, when right. they it's left just, it would have just been, yeah. I, I, I think the fire thing is too. Because in the Man of Steel, we broke the transmitter yeah. that he had to speak to Jarrell to get a hold of his family. And Superman number one, he then went to go fly away because, uh, he, you know, he, he, yeah. because he, he could didn't have the transmitter. Yeah. And now Lois is right here. It's just a weird fucking thing. It I, is I weird, but again, it, if this like, is one of those things that we find out, and again, now we have to kind of go and, and, and guess things, guess things about Jarrell. Maybe Jarrell's not, you know, he's going to play this thing. Maybe they're done with Jarrell. Like Jarrell, the Mr. Oz stuff, they were like, we're going to, hey, can I use him? Because Jarrell came and this whole thing was a plan of Jarrell to get those two off planet so that you can have some other Lois clone, whatever doppelganger come and do this so that, you know, and there, there's no Lois to kind of say, whoa, 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 this, this is ridiculous. I just think that as a cliffhanger in the first deal, if it was actually, lo and behold, it's Lois and she is not mind control. Something's not off. I think that we would have seen somebody in the, in the shadows typing and you would have seen maybe that notebook, but not something that completely goes, oh my God, it's Lois which we have here, uh, it just seems too, too obvious to me. And, and we'd have to see. And I, it's funny because I'm looking at the names of the book and I was hoping to see something that would kind of push towards, like if I wrote a book that about Eric Shea pretending I'm Eric, like I'd say something a little wrong, but no, th- those kind of seem very on the, the money. But again, and you that's have the this thing, whole thing. They do and they don't. They feel like really I, well, I know. Well, I know. But, but with that, it also really pulls out the idea of Lois Lane coming back. She was going to write a book about her travels in space, which made no sense. But, you know, Lois Lane, she's the best reporter in the galaxy, Eric. And those titles seem very, very, uh, you know, tabloid-esque, which is funny because Trish was the one, the tabloid reporter, who said, oh, I heard this, and then Robinson Good looking. It all seems like it's all set up. It it all seems like everything's set up to kind of screw around with him. And maybe it's weird, too, because maybe Robinson Good knows this is going on and is going to get upset because if Clark does tell his side of the story, like she's saying, uh, that will ruin this book coming out. And really, if it ends up being that the big reveal and the big evil plan was just to publish a book, now that's not. Now we have a blockade, a trade blockade in a Star Wars movie. It better not be the big reveal is, well, we wanted this tabloid deal, but we'll see. We right now, I just see. don't trust Brian Michael Bendis from everything we've gotten to not take everything I love about Superman I know. away from me. I know. It's weird. I just... 
it's so weird that I understand. It's it's just like I always go back to sports. I understand the concept of a new coach coming in or even a new owner and wanting to get rid of some people that weren't his guys, his girls. You know, yeah. start a team that is what he builds. But you don't go and get a team like if I take over the Eagles, I didn't draft Carson Wentz. Hey, sure getting rid of Carson Wentz. He, he's one <laughs> of the you know you know what I mean. Lois and John with the, there's the core. When you do this on a team, you keep the core and then build your own team around it in the vision you want. They are the core of this entire run of every Superman action comics and Superman. And he got rid of them, and now looks like he throws it back. That not only do you get rid of John and Lois, you bring back. Lois to make it look like she's a jerk. So I, I just don't understand. And he's big on this. This reminds me of the whole deal where Man of Steel starts and you think that John and Lois die. You're going to have to, you know, say that you're wrong by the end. You're going to have to apologize to me. This is the game he keeps playing. Now people are like, oh, man, why are you doing this? Lois? You're going to have to. But no, you know what I'm going to have to do? Forget about you and stop buying your book. Sayonara, sucker, because this is just nonsense. It's nonsense. But there you go. That's just how I feel, Eric. But what did you give it? I gave this issue a 6 out of 10. I was giving it the benefit of the doubt with that score because the thing I liked the most about it was, you know, the art by Patrick Gleason, which I always love. And that beginning thing with the whole the humor behind the, you know, the guys who yeah, Superman's taking down. But it's just that why are we taking action comics and making it boring and taking what everybody loved – about the Superman coming into Rebirth and taking that away from him just to deconstruct the character. Like, everyone just wants to deconstruct the fucking characters now. I'm like, what? can we have some fun? Can we please yeah. do that? But yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, I usually like to go higher than what I'm usually feeling for a book because I want to give somebody the benefit of the doubt. This is what we're going to have going forward with Superman and action comics, though. And the future doesn't look that bright to me. No, it doesn't. You don't have to wear shades. Is that what you're telling me? No. Uh, yeah. Well, that, I'm really you like sensitive. It. I don't got to wear them right. shades. When your favorite part is a beginning with two random thugs, you know, making jokes, that eh, doesn't make a good no. issue. This oh, doesn't, no. this is, you know, if he wants to do this, you know, unfortunately for Sam Humphreys, but put him on Harley. You know, that sort of jokes and things, maybe he would have fun. This is a huge book. This is something that people want to enjoy. And the idea that he came and got, they had to get rid of two very popular writers that were on action in Superman, uh, Tomasi and Jurgens. And, and like really to me, part. we're really starting to get even better. Like they had some, you know, bumps in the road, but things were actually starting to get pretty good again. And, really uh, liking action. Yeah. And then they stop and then you, you go with this and, and you just keep, it, it would be like, you know, there's Eric Shea, uh, you know, uh, freaking season two of Supernatural, Eric. They cancel Ooh. it to bring on the worst show ever. And then you just sit there and like, why'd you cancel this great show to bring this bullshit? And that's what it seems like right now. It all can turn around. But it, it's one of those where I was thinking that when all the things I read were by Michael Bennis, he usually starts out strong and then starts to meander. And starts, that, yeah. Because what happened here? And it's just not fun. But yeah, I'm going six too. I like six out of ten as well. I should say it's. I shouldn't say two while oh, I'm saying six two. Things. Six two. Uh, no, but it, and a lot of that's art. The art looks great. It really I looks great. It. And they did say. 
that uh, DC, and it might have even been Brian Michael Bendis himself, said that he asked Patrick Gleason to go on this issue to kind of ease fans yeah. in. And then I thought, well, why didn't you do that on Superman? Because this is actually comics. He wasn't on that, but dang, that's just yeah. a minor thing. But it did look great. But it's just, I, I don't understand. I don't understand what he's trying to do with this slow burn deal because it's nonsense. But we're going to move on to the next book, Eric, which is Detective Comics. 985, written by Brian Hill, art by Felipe Baronis, Andriana Lucas, and Sal Cipriano. Eric, I, hey. heard, that, I heard that his uh, sexy brother was out smooching the dames last night. He's Brian Hill. smooching everyone. <laughs> He's out of smooching everyone. Brian Hill continues to run on Detective by showing us the origins of karma and that he is a bad, bad man. To me, the villain reveal was You're a bit lackluster. Brown? And while I continue to love the dialogue in this book, it is filled with Bruce Wayne thinking time and the Black Lightning gang sitting around deciding if they should do something. I still am really enjoying this run. I have to stress that. Uh, but this was a setup heavy issue, and it is the least favorite of the three. I can't, I'm not going to lie and say that I like this as much as those first two. I, I didn't. But you do get some setup that I like. You get a lot of things. There's little teeny things that I love. And by the end of this review, unless you convince me otherwise, you'll see that I'm going to raise my score a little from what I reviewed it initially after reading oh. it a couple more times. Uh, my biggest problem, though, is that the, the reveal of who the villain is just kind of seems just thrown at you. Uh, there's no, It's not a mystery solved. It's more of a mystery remembered, well, though I like a, the way the you get there. That- he does do the whole thing where he does want Bruce Wayne to know who he is, but yeah. it seems like we're getting away from the whole thing. It's like he called me Bruce. He knows me. We est- like you know we established he has a mind reading. Yeah, that's the problem. Issue. Come on, you're the world's yeah, greatest detective. Yeah, and that's the problem you're with that. You're gonna this out through a knife, but you did this whole thing. We just had the mind reading helmet thing last issue. Think about it, Bruce. Yeah, yeah. But the worst part about the reveal for me is when we you know Bruce Wayne he does figure it out because I'm okay with that because. You know, I'm Karma fine. wants him. No, it's how we get it. Like, you know, when we go back in time and see what Batman does. This it's game, awful. Like, what the fuck are you doing, Batman? I mean, like, what, you, you, really? We, we, make, we make jokes about you making your own villains. You are legitimately going out of your way to fuck this guy up, his mind completely. Like, this is the brutal Batman who doesn't, who gets pissed after yeah. not having a wedding. Yep. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, and, and with that, that's one of my biggest problems. Now, I love the idea that he's there. He's trying to figure this out. There's a knife. You have Alfred point out, listen. You should get the family involved. And you have him like, no, no, no. This message was for me. He left this message with this night. But I, I don't want them involved. I don't want them hurt, whatever. Uh, I wish to and, – and then mentions like hyperthymesia, you know, have the ability to remember everything they experience, whatever. I, I was not aware that you had such oh. an ability. He's like, I, I don't. Joke. I just drive around. I love this idea where Brian Hill pulls it back and says that and pulls the whole deal of what he learned from Raish. And Raish, if you're going to go and you have these, you know, where Bruce went to find the greatest of the greats, if he's going to hand-to-hand fight, he goes to Descartes. If he's going to do, you know, all these things. Yeah, yeah. With Raish, he learned a lot. One of the things you would learn from Raish, though, would be – how, how do you remember stuff? You've lived oh, forever. The warehouse. Like you, yeah, you live forever though. You've you've been in these pits and things like that. How do you remember all this stuff that I see you remember? And he says like, oh, I, I think of it as a warehouse that I go through and everything's in its own little room compartment, whatever. I really like that. I like the way that it calls back I've and just shows a train like that. It does not work for me. It doesn't work for me either. But it, I, you know, I, I like this though. I, it might be, but I like the idea that he did learn it from Raish, and that yeah. is cool. But he just gets in his car and almost says to Alfred, like, yeah, I like to go, like, some crazy driving. I like, I'm almost going to die. And that helps yeah, yeah. my memory. Yeah, like, I, it's such a weird thing to throw that out there, though. I'm telling you, 
I'm okay with Bruce Wayne wanting to go drive around and have this thinking time, but yeah. how often when he is in the middle of a case trying to figure something out, do we have Batman just sit at well, his computer? Yeah, at, at his like, computer. In his costume with the mask off, just yeah. pondering. Well, it, like, it's, let's see him go and have a Remember, time. though, one of the issues that we love was the one where uh, Nightwing came to him and said, Bruce, do you remember my birthday? And he went, huh, and ended up uh, doing skydiving into a volcano, Eric, to remember. See, it, it works out. There is no such okay. issue. I just imagine now from now on, though. That, that's what's going to happen. It's like, huh, I can't remember where I heard that name last. Hey, Batgirl, shoot me in the chest. Ah, the adrenaline. I remember now. Oh, my God. It's everything. is just death-defying feats. He's like, now I remember. And then, by the way, get me to the hospital. I'm All dying. Right, put me in that straitjacket and dump yeah. me in that tank full of water. Exactly. He's there trying to dislocate his shoulder. Oh, no. Put July me in the- 15th, that's your birthday. Yes, he, he remembers. Huh, I don't remember the last time Scarecrow did such a thing. Everybody put me in a block of ice and hang me from Gotham Tower. Huh, and he's there for three weeks. Eureka! The identity of Batman was David uh, Blade. Yeah, Eureka! That's what it is. <laughs> Fucking mind freak. Oh, goodness gracious. It's crap. Get it right. See, that's the thing. I didn't I didn't jump out of a plane without a parachute. <laughs> That'd be so funny. He's having some problems, and he's fighting, like, he's fighting Raish in a plane. And Raish kicks him out. He starts falling out of the plane without the parachute. All you hear is, thank you. Because now he can remember, Eric. He knows everything. But, yeah, you, you get this, uh, you know, the, the origin of karma, and it's awful. And the problem is, there's a huge problem I have with this. The problem is you're getting it from Bruce. So this is 100% set in stone. This is what Bruce remembers, unless somehow he was crazy. But with him remembering and showing it through his memories, this is it, where he went oh, to. He was in Markovia. This guy was Peter yeah, Markovia needs freedom, not gun runners. And this guy is like, you're not real. Oh, they fight. And then the thing is, though, that they, you know, the children call you the man of fear. You make them watch. You torture their parents. What are you doing to me? And all this nonsense going on. It's so awful. There's the knife. They're laying. But he ends up fear toxin. He, he gets him. He gives the fear gas to him. Then makes it so the guy is almost, he says, your mind won't break. Well, I don't know that he knows that. He doesn't know this guy. And, and ends up making thing, it like, seem. What I'm giving you won't break your mind. Not forever anyway. I'm like, Jesus! Yeah, this is awful. And then he makes it look like there's tons of bats coming at this guy. The guy's screaming, and I'm Team Karma. And, and then says... Be, you won't be alone. My friends will be with you. Yeah, and I'm then like, says... Consider this karma. I'm like, karma. Oh, oh God, Jesus. Yeah, and then the best you is... The, the I need the help. He says, I need help. Batman, please. Man. And it's also the thing that they're in Markovia. That's Batman. not his country. Who knows? You know, sometimes this shit does go on where, yeah, this guy is a gun runner, but he seems to be trying to unite Markovia the way that Batman says they need, they don't need gun runners, they need freedom. He's trying to do something. And it's awful. He's trying and then, to make a buck. I don't know yeah, what his and then Batman's like, home like, life is like. We're Markovia. It's a bad place. Well, and then I just Batman, know that yeah, not to be, yeah. to be left in the desert full of fear, toxin, and bats. Yeah. And with this, how does this tie into the idea that he's mad that there's the Bat family? 
that doesn't jive with me. Well, that's the it thing. Ju- is, it's a thing. Turns out is, is what I got from this issue is like the Batman used to be so badass. You know what he did to yeah, me? Now he's he not bad in the desert. He fucked me he up. He don't do that shit no more. You know, yeah. He's got kids around. That's him. He's what I'm worried saying. Self image. He don't do this shit. This is hardcore. The whole thing makes it seem like he would just want somebody to suffer the way he did. But it's the bad family. They make you weak. They do all this. Here's the thing. Now here's script doctoring error. Uh, this takes place in Markovia. The big connection of Markovia and Batman is Batman and the Outsiders. He was there. I wish that there was a point where they were in Markovia. The Outsiders were a team at that point. Oh, you want and there was, to come in? And I'm saying there was a distress signal. Something went out that they needed Batman's help. This little kid that he would have been a little kid. And they sent Geoforce. And shit went wrong. They didn't send Batman, and that's where he saw his parents die because Batman himself didn't come because he was too busy having all these other people do the work for him. Then it makes complete sense where he comes back and says, this shit got my family killed because you didn't step up. Now you have this nonsense. Ah, now he's just a Fuck cry, off. baby. Yeah, well, with that, though, just think of what – and I was talking to Simon about this because he said I was harsh with my score. But you you had the similar story in Death of the Family in the New right. 52. We've had this with Batman a we lot. From the beginning, yeah, yeah but we and really so, enjoy that kind well, of story this is the though, thing. And the way that Brian Hill was doing it. What what was the Bat Family then? Is the Robins, all of them. Now, really, basically, Batgirl just gets thrown in here. Basically, what he's There's doing no is going after Cass and Duke. Yeah. I, I mean, really. That also lessens the entire story because you're waiting for Nightwing to show up. You're waiting for Damien, but no, it's he shows. Why is he showing up now when the Bat Family is at its worst and lowest? I mean, the Bat Family of Bruce now is Cass, who's great. We love her. And Duke, who we love. But where was he three weeks ago? Where was he when they started the Detective Squad? Now, he may have gotten the tech to do this recently, but really, he shows up in Gotham to be like, all right, now I'm... I'm going to take down this this bat family. What? There's only this guy, Duke the Signal? Well, that's what I imagine. He went in there because he heard about the detective squad. All right. Yeah, but he shows, yeah. Bring the karma yeah. to Batman. Whoa, wait. Everybody left? They're, what are you talking about? Even, even tying in a little to, like, Clayface, where he comes in like, you you destroyed my mind because I was a bad guy, you said. But then I hear on the it's news forever. that you're going around with a villain, that you're going around with – it's so small that he comes back and it's Duke and Cass. But that, unfortunately, is a timing issue. And, and, I, and I was saying it's it not so, Brian Hill's I, deal. I, I the thing is, as small as that may seem, because we have Barbara Gordon, Duke, and Cass, and Black Light, I'm like – they, this is their kind of bit now. Like, this is part two of what we had. You know, they, they get yeah. to have a taste. I don't well, know. This, yeah, just, really. Like but this is why, this is why I think, this is why Black Lightning, I think, is actually in it. Only because there's not any bad family left to have this story. And the Black thing is, Lightning's that girl there. did have to go through this in Death of the Family. Yeah, yeah. Why, where is she going to be like, man, when, when does this end? Yeah. And, you know, you had that whole thing where they were told, uh, or Bruce told, Black Lightning Jefferson to, you know, stay back, you know, don't let them come after me. And it takes, you know, only Barbara Gordon to use a little reverse psychology. You know what, Jefferson? You know what, Black Lightning? He said that because he meant that he wanted you to come again. Really? Do you think that's so? No. All right. Show me what you got. And yeah, it God does. I would it. not think. And there's 
I, I said in my review, I did not like the art in this issue. I thought it was off a bit. Uh, oh, yeah. a- after reading it a bit, but I'm t- there's just certain panels. At the beginning, I thought Alfred looked way off. And then Black Lightning, when all of a sudden he has his powers out of nowhere where he clenches his fist. I don't even know who that is. He looks like a zombie. But, yeah, you're going, and they're all going to do this. Where, Show me what you got. Let's go. And then you see Karma steps up the game, and his game is to kidnap a bunch of kids, shoot the, the driver right in the face. Full of kids. Yeah, gets and the kids. And a news reporter. And, and get the news reporter that we've seen throughout the, the and lady. And I'm sure a camera. Yeah, well, I don't know. He sets it up himself, but he grabs her, and they go off and basically sets up a deal with, hey, Batman, I'm here. The only way that these kids are going to be saved is if, in fact, you give up your kids and, you know, bring them down to and beat them up. Pretty much treat them like you treated me. Break them like you broke me in the center square of Gotham or else shit's gone wrong. And then it looks like this lady's just set on fire. <laughs> and she's just. And the worst part is – and again, I know that usually uh, like one little scene or whatever shouldn't affect the whole thing, you know, your whole score, uh, you know, greatly. Yeah. But Batman just turns off the TV and walks away. This woman is burning to death on live television. He's just like, oh, well. Well, this is what off. happens when he just and doesn't then, sit at his goddamn yeah, back. Well, now he's just going to—he's just, gonna, he's just looking out the window now. This lady is burning to death. I know that you could well, say, "What is he going to do?" But really, he just turns off the TV. Huh? I'm too distracted. What's he going to do? Is he going to look all gate mouth like uh, Gordon's doing? I, I would actually—I think that he would go and start wow. figuring out where the fuck the signal's coming from, which they already did. They already tried to triangulate it and get in that bat fucking mobile and get going he's just like huh the anger i have is just fear in disguise and i'm afraid he's right and then you see those crazy bets i'm like how do you end a cliffhanger like this where batman just saw a woman like i want to see him just at least running out into the you know jumping into the batmobile and off seemed really i don't want batman to run off half cocked because i do triangles he gets there karma freaking you know he hears Bruce coming up because he can hear his thoughts and just set some kids on fire. Then. Well, that's the thing that he's got to figure this out. But he just just the idea that they don't just end with him just shaking his head or something. He turns off the TV, turns around, looks out the window so and has a monologue about how karma's right. You know what? You want him to waste electricity? He's not watching yeah, that well, TV anymore, Well, he did. He turn, well, that's true. He turns up and goes, I always knew she was hot to trot. There you go. <laughs> Boy, he didn't have to make her so lit. It just it just threw me off, and that actually that tied in with the awfulness of what he did to Karma. Where you like, so I, yeah, and and then the idea of him making Karma kind of go insane, but the what he did and what he said to the Karma uh, when they were in Markovia just does not make a easy progression for me to say that he thinks that Batman doesn't need the Bat family. It's just not a great progression to me to go. And it just kind of came. We we thought we were going to get this mystery of who this was. Like we were trying to figure it out. And then you just get it with, you know, Batman driving thinking time. And I just think that he's like, okay, we got to get going. There's only two more issues in this arc, yeah. if I'm right. And so you got to get it going. But just that it was just some gun runner in Markovia, it seemed like it was bigger 
than that, and it was going to be something a little more personal. And then, like you said, where it's so impersonal like that, you're led to believe that the only reason he knows that his name's Bruce and he knows his identity is through the mind control. But I'm still not even sure that Bruce understands that by the end of the Well, that's what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying with that is that it seemed kind of silly because it doesn't seem like somebody unless we find out that this guy did a lot of research. He's been following. He's the one who figured it out. But it seems like it just be mind mind reading, not control. Yeah. And so Bruce is like, huh, he knew my name. Oh, yeah. He he can. He beat the hell out of Duke, read his mind as he beat the hell out of Duke. And Jefferson. Came out later. And Jefferson even said, hey, listen, this guy can read minds. I don't want you to. And that's the other thing. If we find out, and it is alien tech he has, so we're led to believe fully that he can read minds. If it is this, because even Jefferson, if it's true that he can read minds, if by the end it's not true, that hasn't been set up well either. So I'm a little worried about that. But we'll Turns see how it out, goes. But this whole time it's Martian Manhunter. Yeah, I still like I still love this what he's doing in Detective. This is the yeah. best Batman story we've had in a long while. And this is the third issue of five. It's gonna be a lot of setup, and it was. So it's not like I'm penalizing it for it, but I kinda am, and some of the things just kind of threw me off. And so I didn't give it a, feel like Batman. I gave it a six on the site. I'm gonna go up to a six eight because I didn't like the art. But now when I read through it again a couple times, it's just kind of a couple panels that threw me off. So I shouldn't have been that harsh on it. But I'm still only a 6'8 uh, with it, but I still love it. But uh, what would you give it? I'm actually mad that you went up because I was thinking I was going to give it a 6'8 this whole time because really? I do enjoy the art for the most part. But the characterization of Batman, or even who Batman used to be thinking back, it felt really off for him to be doing this to uh, Karma. And then when we have our, our new – I don't even want to call them Detective Squad, but our other group of Bat family, including Black Lightning, you know, Batgirl, Cassandra, and Duke – yeah. We're sitting around and yeah, we're just talking about, around. you That's know, Batman, he's testing you. Okay, we should do this. No, you should But the but dialogue's like, great. The, the yeah. dialogue is really good, but they are just sitting around. And there's another. Well, it's Jefferson gonna... asked for a fucking outlet. Yeah, and there, I know. And there is a, uh, a continuation of some really. And I kind of brushed aside or uh, went over it with the whole thing where he talks to Alfred about stuff because it, it, it's kind of the same thing yeah. as we have, but it's really good. I mean, it's really good of like, Bruce wants you to be a teacher. We've, we've had this, uh, you know, throughout, but it's really good dialogue, but it's a lot of nothing. This you know is what I mean? the weakest of a really good story, though. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still really good. It's just this is the part where a lot of things have to be put into place so that we can get the next two. Now, I, I read the solicits, and if you don't want spoilers, I'm not really going to spoil things. But the solicits, if they are true, the story ends up being more about this alien tech that Karma has than necessarily Karma as it goes forward. I don't know if the solicits can be trusted, whatever, but it involves even things with Amanda Waller and things like that. And yeah, that, things got crazy. I was yeah, looking at the yeah. solicits too, like, what's yeah, going on? Because I wanted to see what was going on. Now, this was after I, I had reviewed it. I just wanted to see because I couldn't remember how long uh, of a story it was. So I went and yeah. looked, and then I'm looking, it's like, you know, Amanda Waller has to come clean with them. I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I want to know more about this, but uh, there's a good chance that the next issue, Karma, ends up getting taken out by Batman, and then we go forward with just the idea of where this tech was. So that would be weird, but yeah, six eight. I gave it, you gave it a six eight. You said I gave it a six eight as well. Yeah, I actually almost said six nine because it's like one of those seven is the next level, and I didn't want to quite go that high. Where did so, I? I'm telling you, I was sitting there thinking like originally when I read it, I was gonna give it a seven, but again, the characterization of Batman at the beginning threw yeah, me off so much. My, I don't want to go up to that seven because it just felt odd for what we had been yeah. getting. You know, and I'm telling you, still like the story, like you're saying. Yeah. 
It's just the weakest installment. Yeah, so this far. is this is not one of those where I'm like, oh man, I'm out. I'm done. Like we say, we give things three issues. Yeah. This is not like, oh, I'm not buying it now. No, I, I see oh. what's going on and I understand why and how and what. But yeah, this was just the weakest. But we're going to go off now to some mail. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Jim. Hallelujah, it's mail with Jim. It's Mel with Jim, and I'm here with Eric Shea for Hi. the mail sections. And if you want to get involved in all the mail in the podcast, you can email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com, just like Damien did. And Damien oh. also emailed last week a couple times, and I must have missed one there, Eric. He says, aha, Jimmy Jim Jimbo was only a little disappointed today. Not going to go crazy again beyond my weird bits that I'm full of. I laughed after the first mail because you saw at the, you say at the beginning that you read all the mail, and mm-hmm. you missed the funnier of my two emails. How dare ye! So I don't think there was an election, and this Richard Richardson is for sure not universally beloved because <laughs> he makes me want to smoke again. He says, "Eric, you know all about that, right?" Richard Richardson here. I yes. want to light up right now. So send in some emails. Get fresh crew with your campaign platform if you're running against them. I'm calling for an election or this Richard as a dictator and nobody liked Hitler, Eric, right? Anyways, right. keep up your chin. <laughs> Hashtag, that, see, uh, th- those are the tweets. Now, tonight, we're going to be doing a pet peeve podcast for our necessary nonsense on the Patreon account. And one of my pet peeves uh, that I didn't put on my list, because I have a list of like 50, I had to stop, yeah. is people who give these generalized tweets on Twitter like, you know, Hitler was bad. And uh, if you think here, Hitler's here. bad, you know, retweet this. Like, okay, I guess oh, you yeah, won Hitler there. Was bad. Hmm. Uh, if you like cookies... It's just ridiculous. I love cookies. Yeah, yeah, everybody does. Anyways, keep your chin up, Jimmy Jim. Jim Metal could have been worse. And personally, I'd like some Tales from the Dark Multiverse books. Oh, no. no. You have them. You have that, those stupid nonsense DC. What is the new age of DC heroes? I'm writing some of my own Dark Multiverse stories as practice for my writing. That's cool. I'm a writer, and it's a good Monday, all things considered. Anyways, have a good one, and this election will be good stuff. I may not be the mayor you need, but I'll be the one you deserve. LOL. Uh, there will be slogans. LOL. Again, he says he's going to run against Richard Richardson uh, for that. Uh, Dancing Mike, though, you have the golden throw to Dancing Mike on Richard Richardson's side, so that could be trouble. And then he says, oh, I, my I do dress. love the idea, though, of freaking, you know, like, call-in kind of smear campaigns like we oh, used yeah. to do to each other. It's like, you, you know, Richard Richardson, <laughs> child porn Richard star. You say Richard <laughs> Richardson is the man of the people, but isn't it true that Richard Richardson is not known his real identity? You know, stuff like that. I always like it. I, um, Eric Shea, America's sweetheart, not on my watch. Oh, my giraffes. I got dan- to Dancing Mike's part of the mail, and it turns out this Richard Richardson is the king. So good news is I'm going to have to look up what you do about that. 
I don't believe you have to overthrow him then. Oh, shit, dog, the British still got royalty. I'm going to overthrow this kingdom. I need an army or something. Hey, get fresh crew. What's up? Apparently, we got a prime minister, too, and that would be Pete from NYC. I promise a coherent leadership, and I promise to break all my promises. What do you got, Richard? (laughs) You're just asking for it. You sound frail. He's going to – now, Richard Richardson is going to send in 80 grant raves next week. You sound frail, LOL. Now I feel kind of bad. I'll let this this sit for a bit, listen to some more podcasts. Whoop and cough and holy Batman, this poutine is good, Eric. So good. I splurged and stopped at the diner, Jim, and they give you a, like a platter of fries covered in gravy and hella cheese for little money. Mmm, poutine. P.S. I hope these emails are as entertaining for you as they are things. for me to write. And they are. I love poutine. I, I actually make my own version of it. I have the uh, shepherd's fries. Eric, that's what I make, and it's it's very good. You know, that's one of the good... most disappointing things. You know, every year I go to the Poconos, I visit my grandmother, oh, and I put flowers in my year? father's. No, no, I, I haven't Daddy! had it for a couple of years because I used to go to this uh di- this diner. It was called yeah. uh I can't even remember. It's been John's a couple diner. of years now. It's like Jumbalai or Jubal. Oh, it's Jubilee. Oh, but, uh, Jubilee. I used to go to this place, and one of the things was this gigantic plate of poutine, and it was the best thing ever. Then I went, like, the, I, the freaking waitress this one year I went up, she's like, she looks at me like I got a goddamn freaking, you know, Yeah, they didn't even like, know what you were oh, talking about? I don't know. What? what, a poo, what? what? Poo, I'm like, what? it was on your menu Maybe they last call, year. We call that the garbage plate, honey. Is that what she said? <laughs> no, Did they have anything? No, they <laughs> took it off the menu. Poutine? What do you think we are? From Buffalo? And then the thing is, I wanted them to make it for me, but she had no idea what I was talking about, yeah. so I couldn't even explain it. Yeah, so it was done. Same place. So mad. Last year they had it. This year they don't. No, no. Two years ago oh, they didn't two have years. it. Well, there you go. Things happen. Things. This world goes quick, Eric, if you're not ready to jump on for the no ride. No poutine, no cigarettes. What the fuck's the no, point of living? I know, really. Daddy! The, the, the idea, though, uh, one of the places that I used to go to lunch when I was uh, working at my old job, they were the home of the oyster pie. And I went there. I went past there recently, and the sign was down. So I thought maybe there'd be somebody who probably went in there. Hey, I want that oyster pie since this is the home of the oyster pie. And the hell are you talking about oyster pie? Nonsense. <laughs> I tried it once. I almost vomited. It Why would you try it something called oyster pie? And it, it, was it like sounds a, terrible. A, a, the thing, too, is I thought it was going to be a like a chicken pot pie with oysters in it no it was more of a stew and a bread bowl type deal and Actually, that doesn't sound too bad no. now you're talking about it it's fucking terrible it was terrible just the and the gravy was this like weird gray shit yeah it looked terrible have a good <laughs> podcast fellas i'll be back when Thank i get did. my books lol pps down with richard down with oyster pie is what i say eric that's up nonsense poutine. up with poutine uh eric that's it that's it for the first mail section Quick, boom, boom. easy, and uh, thank you, Damon, uh, for making that section all of yours. And we're going to go now to some more books. One night I fell asleep when I had been smoking. I woke up with my bed in flames. I have had multiple cosmetic surgeries. Scar tissue makes my skin feel so tight It cracks and it oozes and weeps Someday I'll find you I am a burn victim And I'll fondle you while you sleep 
Ah, yes, Eric. Ah, And yes. now we get to the real reason that I quit smoking. Yes, indeed. You don't want to be a Vern victim. And no. We're gonna, this is the second. I did smoke. Yeah, I yeah. was constantly sleepy. That is true. You're always sleepy like me right they now. They call me Sleepy Eric. Sleepy Smoky Eric, they called you. <laughs> oh, oh, the good old days. Hey, they're Sleepy Smoky. They would, say, they would say as you'd wander down the, the street without being able to see anything. Ah, uh, yes, but Up here we way. go. Here we go, Eric. We're in the second section of books, and we're going to get to my favorite book of all time and of this podcast, Eric, Flash number 51. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Written by Joshua oh, no, Williamson. too much. Joshua Williamson writes this one. Art by Scott Collins, Luis Guerrero, and Steve Wands. Since I reviewed this issue, I've been arguing with people all about it, Eric. I hated it. We get an epilogue to the Flash War that is more a prelude to the crisis, uh, you know, Heroes in Crisis event. And with how the Flash War ended, that's very upsetting. The biggest reason, though, uh, that I'm upset is how this book just ships Wally off the sanctuary, seemingly out of nowhere, which is what I argued with people about, but I'll still stand my ground. There has been no real setup for what happened, and every time I read this, even this issue... I'm getting mad now, Eric. I can't even find a reason here. I, I read it again for like the eighth time before to, to do this blurb. And I'm just what Barry's saying, what Iris is saying. It, 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 it's like, oh, man, you know, we'll, we'll get him. We'll work it out. He, he'll figure it out. So, you know, and then next thing you know, out to the freaking off to the sanctuary. And the it's worst if, part about it for me is that he actually thanked them yeah. for freaking pretty much committing him yeah. as far as I'm it's concerned. It's as if like, Williamson had the issue done. And then was told to tack that end on bit out of nowhere. This issue pretty much ends any hope I had that we were going to get what DC promised with Rebirth. Since the face of Rebirth has now been taken to the sanctuary. Why? For trying to stop the bad guy and get his kids back. That's why. You You end the Flash War with the open-ended feel that Zoom, you didn't catch Zoom. The kids are out there and Zoom is the way to get that back. It's the kids, David. <laughs> he goes to stop the bad guy and get his kids back committed. Then you have a really not a good way because I, I'm ta- I, I don't know what th- this is one of those things where I actually and if you don't think this is true, you, you're fooling yourself is I reviewed this book. I put it there and I thought to myself, boy. People are going to riot. This thing, Wally West fans, I am a Barry fan, and I was upset for Wally West fans. I sat there thinking to myself, what what is he doing? Wally West has gotten not even a fair shake since he he came back. He was gone forever. The embrace with Barry and Wally was the greatest moment that we've had in probably five years of comics, and and everything was open. Hope was back. The love, the love, that was back, Eric. And, And then since then, Wally has had a heart problem. He's been kicked off teams. He's been there. Now at the sanctuary. When is he going to get a break? This guy comes back. First off, he comes back. People remember him and then forget about him, pretty much. He just ends up being shoved aside. He goes into this book where he belongs, and basically he's only there to bitch and moan about Barry. Barry, you always want to speak for yourself. You're the only one you think is good. You did a flashpoint. You're not letting me. These are all valid complaints, but that's all we've got. And so now you do this out of nowhere, and it, it, people, oh, he, he's been setting it up while he's sad. Yeah, he's sad. 
There's a jump you're doing here. Sad to jumping to go to the sanctuary. And at the end, Joshua Williamson has a little bit of an in that he could have made me feel a little better when Barry and Bruce are talking to each other. Batman and Flash are talking to each other. And like, hey, man, you know, we did a lot of things like this, too, huh? Yeah, we did. Why not say, you know what? I feel better because remember when I was down I went there too. And then have Bruce go, whoa, 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 we're not supposed to talk about this. This is like Fight Club, buddy, but I know what you mean. Wink, wink. Because after Damien died, I may have went there as well. Then I'm oh, like, shit. okay. Then I'm like, that's fine. Because they've spelled out. The way Tom King gets away with this crisis, uh, the, you know, Heroes in Crisis Sanctuary deal, is saying that when people go, it's never known. Even individual heroes don't know. That's only there as set up to say later when I say, why wasn't Bruce there then, then, and then? Wasn't was he? he? That's what <laughs> it is. But if you make that where Barry feels better because he knows that he needed that help too because he came back from Flashpoint and then started like ba- – basically to me, Barry ruining the universe in his mind but also not getting his mom back, that could have been something that he needed some help with and he could have went there. Oh, it could Bruce, have been the reason we had the sanctuary. Bruce has everything with this. I mean really this is where you know before we get into this issue, the sanctuary thing and this Heroes in Crisis and, and all this gets on my – it just upsets me. Because first off, I don't think we're really going to get a story where we're going to see the heroes get help. It's just set up for a murder mystery that that kind of seems very much like identity crisis. But even so, you have one of the Trinity who is setting this thing up, and we're supposed to really think this is great because heroes will get that, is a guy who you just spelled out two issues ago in your own book that he couldn't get married because he has to be upset about what happened when he was eight or ten. So he has not gotten help, but he's one of the main guys who started it. When is he going to go get therapy? And maybe that would be a cool tie-in of like, well, how dare you send me there when you're the you know the most broken guy in this universe? But I don't think it's going to be. But this issue is only here to fool you it is one of these things that drives me nuts wally west is a great character eric he's your flesh correct sure is why do we get issues where we are told that and basically this whole issue we're told that wally is great we're told that he has a history where he does everything for family and friends and is great we're told why and the reason why i think that you need this is because unfortunately since wally has been in this book Joshua Williamson has not done anything to show us that he is that. So now you have to tell us this through narration. You can't just blame Joshua Williamson because you really haven't everybody. all of that either. But he's Titans writing either. this book. But he came with Barry. And yeah, and really, if you say, well, he did, Jim, he did show us. What he did show us was little panels like this throughout, like Barry thinking, man, when me and Wally used to run and when he was there and that. I want to see a book where I don't need an issue that spells out like a Wikipedia entry of about the character. I don't need to be, you know, dear diary, Wally West is the greatest character ever. You know, some like him as their Flash. And I, uh, yeah, I know. I, I know this. So doing this after an event, this is the epilogue to an event that didn't end. It, we, we have this. What does the Sage Force do? What does the Strength Force do? Because if somebody says to me, we know the Strength Force makes you strong. Well, yeah, really. And we that's more of a a Scott Snyder thing. I saw them kind of bring that up, that that's more Scott Snyder-esque for him to do. But still, it's brought up in this as if you know. Think of this, the Strength Force, and we talked about this this week, where people just say to me, you know, it makes you stronger. 
Yeah, yeah, I know that. But when Zoom did use it, he ended up getting a thing hand because freaking, you know, stones connected well, to him. Well, Tony, at the one, when hit. we talked about it, it seemed like, you know, he was able to read their minds to a degree. Well, that's like, the okay, Sage Force. This one where the ground actually came up around his fist to make a big, you know, stone hand for him to punch the yeah. flashes. But I don't know what any of these forces yeah, are doing. And the Sage Force seems to be able to make you read minds. It also makes you seem to be able to do mind control. We don't know. We don't know exactly what it does. And that could have been the Sage Force, too, where it's telekinetic wrapping the yeah, stuff around Yeah, but again, the, the, the problem is, that well, that's the, the problem. Force. If it is, then he's really, you know, ruined it because that's when Zoom specifically said, and I have the Strength Force and showed him do that. So all that's out there. Zoom is out. Obviously, he's going to be something else. Maybe the Heroes in Crisis. Maybe he shows up as the killer. I don't know. I have no inside info. But you ended a, a what was supposed to be the war, basically with everything kind of thrown out there. The bad guy gets away, and the one thing going from it is that Wally knows that at some point, and that's where this gets wonky, is some point in some timeline he had kids because it does seem like that was more hyper time and more of to do with a pre-Flashpoint, well, not a missing I was thinking about years. the whole thing, too, because it's such a weird idea. We have the Flash Museum in the 25th century. That yes. seems to be our big constant going on. Whether you talk about Flashpoint or not, it seems to be dealing with a lot of stuff that happened pre-Flashpoint in well, that museum. So in the future, that, 25th so, yeah. century... We have the, the history, the combined knowledge of everything we've dealt with, and then it seemed weird to the people in the future, like the Renegades. What is this? We have a Wallace West Kid Flash, like our well, new 52 Kid Flash. Yeah, but that's the weird this thing. When, odd. when Wallace so says it, though. Them where this whole thing has happened, where they have all this knowledge. The new 52 aspect is the weird part. But then Zoom goes back with the freaking Still Force and the say, I mean, the, uh, the Strength Force, Strength Sage Force and, and the Sage yeah. Force. And he's going to remake everything. Him going back and just saying that all of a sudden the fuck the whole future is wiped out. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, well, how then, he that it. When, then like, he rebuilt it. Then he rebuilt it. This whole combined future already. And and the problem is in this issue, you have Kid Flash say and reference a time before the the flashpoint. Yeah. So and he says, so does the Flash Museum in the future have a timeline that then shows a line there with the flashpoint before after? Because he says, I went into the Flash Museum and I saw I wasn't around pre flashpoint, but then I was, and, and that to me is a weird concept You're to even welcome. gather. Because yeah, and, and with that though. You would think you have a definitive timeline of what is what. You know, it, it almost seems like they're playing with both. And when when Iris starts up the things, she starts even talking about time travel influences have left me with bits and pieces of two lives that clash in my mind. A life forgotten invades my thoughts, which can be confusing. Like, she's even pointing out, like, some of these things aren't really real. And this is where... I wonder why, because now we have Iris. Why is this issue not showing us the effects of what happened to, to Wally that does lead us to think that he has a shattered mind or he has issues that basically by the end he comes back tired because he ran for a week to find Zoom to find his kids and they say, oh man, let's go off to the sanctuary. Why isn't this that when he sit? why don't they have this be a Wally issue where he's with Barry, where he's whatever? 
and these ideas of these two things in his mind are freaking battling almost like a split personality type deal and it's it's kind of getting it's fracturing his mind you could just do that simply and they don't do that and, and iris even mentioned but it's just iris talking about wally in his past if you're a wally fan you'll know this if you're not there are plenty of other ways to get and this than make an issue not, you've seen this already i know we because saw they keep reiterating it. this and so basically through this, and even that, you have Barry says, hey, at one point, Barry says basically, you know how Wally is. He always has to run off some steam. Eventually, he'll slow down and stop and we'll talk to him. How does that lead to the sanctuary? How does that kind of like, well, you know, I, I can't catch him anyway. I tried, but eventually he'll come and talk to us. Lead to, we need you to go get help because basically what is shown in this, in my mind, is he needs help just because he won't accept the fact that a bad guy got away and a bad guy that possibly could lead to his kids. Well, not only and, that, it's the whole thing, too, where we have the idea that Wally West, if you're a Wally West, he doesn't give up. I think one no. of the best representations of it, like, you know, you didn't know Wally West very well. No. We actually go and back and had the convergence issues of the flash where we saw in this whole two issue convergence flash issue like you know series yeah. where wally west he's been under the dome for a year it's the pre-flashpoint wally west he's with jay and iris yep, she was and Irie. cut off from the city yep, when Linda things went wonky off. so it's just wally jay and iris and every he's morning trying to wally pound gets the shit up, out no of powers, that yeah. grabs a sledgehammer walks to the edge of the dome and, and just tries starts to do wailing it on every because he never day. gives up yep and that was the whole deal of hey dad you're going to work yeah and then we find out that his work was he was just trying to get through the dome because he didn't want his kids stuck in the city and he like you said they even say in this like his big thing is hope his big thing is this is it, it just goes against everything that rebirth was supposed to be the hope the legacy and the love and all that we've already had a wedding not happen and then you get the one guy that was the poster child of this where jeff johns pretty much said I picked Wally West to come back for this because he, in my mind, is the hope and the just the heart of the DCU. Now, anybody out there is infuriated by us right now. I am never going to tell you that what I'm saying is somebody who is troubled shouldn't get help. I'm not saying that. What I'm telling you is I don't see it set up that way. Like I said, even in this book, you just basically have Iris writing down, which could become the book of Flash later. It might be, you know, they even kind of play that idea with it, uh, that Wally never gives up. Wally is a guy that's family first. Wally is a great guy. He's my favorite thing in the world. He's a spark that really it gets us all excited. Where are you showing me that he is upset? I mean, not upset. He's upset. Where is it that he is insane? And make that, and that, it's, it's so wonky to talk about because I'm not even saying he's insane, but why does he need to go to the sanctuary except for the fact that Tom King came out and said a flash needs to be in every crisis, so we need him. And there you go. Joshua Williamson was like, well, you know, I'm going to bring part Allen back anyway, so I'll have that. So yeah, take him. It just doesn't what this make really, any sense to me. What this really breaks down to me is, as far as Wally's concerned, his kids were taken. And he has a very specific set of skills that he's acquired yeah. over a lifetime of his career. The thing is, imagine the movie Taken. Liam Neeson's kid, uh, daughter has been kidnapped, and then they lock him up because he wants to try to get her back. Yep, yeah. 
Yeah, in the middle, they just go, whoa, yeah. buddy, you're way out of hand. You're trying he way says, too hard. You know, he, he can't, uh, that's the one thing, Barry can't wait, but he has to wait. And this whole idea of, you know, Wally always let, uh, you know, Barry always let Wally work through things. No one can run forever. Even the fastest man alive knows that eventually he'd burn out and he'd keep pushing. And this is before. And when he fell... And this is where you had the whole idea of Barry, like, would always be there to catch him. It's like, I can't find my children. I can't find my children. Uh, you know, I'd be there for him, meaning Iris. And they go up, and he just says, he looks sweaty and says, I can't find them. Wally knew that if he ever stopped running, all the pain he was feeling would finally catch up to him. That's the tie-in of almost like they're, they're making it. But where did we see in any of this that Wally needed that sort of help? Because to me, the biggest help you could get would be helping him find Zoom and getting his kids back. This is what he wants. He wants a specific thing. This And yeah, if the whole thing is that he's going after something that's in hyper time and can't get to, push that a little more. Push it where Barry says, y- you're going for... They, they, I, I don't know how to explain this to you, but they don't exist. And, and then they're you, not you know, yours. They're they not, are they're not, yeah, existed they're, in a previous timeline. Yes, and they're not pushing that enough to the point where then he gets mad and screams. This is just him going. But yeah, you have this thing where... Yeah, Barry, I failed him. And then Iris says, you didn't fail him, Barry. It's been days and he hasn't stopped running. Barry, and then I tried to contact him and, and help, but Wally's whole, you know, the whole deal is he's just, he needs some space. It's basically what Iris says. We need to let him have space. Okay, when are you coming home? All that, but you'd never get a thing of... I'm really worried about him because this is worse than before. We've never seen him act like this. He it seems to be, you know, like he's between two things. It, nothing. It's just Wally. And the biggest problem I have is you have a whole issue with Wally not even barely in it because it's nope. just flashbacks. He was so when, running. Yeah, when he gets back and they send him away, it's almost as if it's like – he came back from this, and then they're just like, we don't need you around it, because it, it comes off to me as Barry being a real asshole, and because he just came back. They don't even talk. They don't even say, like, now that you've relaxed, let's talk about it. Have them sit down and talk before this thing so I can see what frame of mind Wally is in at this moment. But no, it's just he could, they take him out to the, the desert. And Wonder Woman and Superman show up, and I swear to God, if I'm Wally, I'm like, oh, thank God you got some big hitters to help me. Oh, no, we're not here to help you, but a different way. And he just goes off. And now at this point, is this – are we like – Wally's like, oh, well – Zoom's just out there. I, I guess I'll, I'll and just go And in the background, the, the whole thing is Barry's doing all this knowing that him and Batman are working on something that's because somebody has been manipulating and tampering yeah, with I, time, yeah, just... which could cause this. And the only thing he has with his children are these weird temporal surges, which may or may not make sense because I'm telling you, they are playing this game so cool. And they're gone long. now. They're gone. when they started – when this whole thing started, I'm like, oh, my God, it's the pre-Flashpoint Wally West. And then I'm reading articles where, you know, Jeff John's like, it's not the pre-Flashpoint. It's not the new 52. It's just the best possible version of Wally you can have. Mike. But yeah. then he started doing the whole thing where the reason that Wally was gone wasn't because of Flashpoint. It's because the new 52, Wally West, he was zapped away by Abracadabra and yeah. everybody forgot that he existed. It was you know, this continuity's Wally West. Yeah, and this and is, is where I don't reason. think people know this. If you weren't reading Titans at the beginning of, of Rebirth – 
You wouldn't know this. This isn't a thing where if Wally was lost in the flash in the flashpoint made him get speed lost yeah. in the speed force. This is he was in the new fifty two. That's why a Dick Grayson remembers him. That's why these people are remembering him now because of what they try to play wonky with at the beginning of this. Because Iris, yeah, she says, shit anymore, time though. travel is the thing that Iris points out at the beginning. Most people, but time travel doing this has affected her and Wally and Barry and them that they are remembering more than what they should of past continuities that aren't. This is the problem. Is for the most part, it's. Pretty much that these kids, Irie and Jay, they're not this Wally's kids. They are another unless they are. We don't know. But that's the thing. These in fact could be pre flashpoint Wally West kids that we know. Well, from what we saw in hypertime, but like, we when, see in the like, future oh, them. It this. gets wonky. That, that was the pre flashpoint Wally yes. West's kids. Yes, that was hypertime. That was before, and that's the thing we have to stress, that this is where you can have this tie-in where Wally is legitimately and, and very possibly trying to find kids that really aren't his. They don't exist And I put him in yeah. quote, quotes because they were the pre-Flashpoint. This isn't the pre-Flashpoint Wally West that we have here. Like you said, it was spelled out in Titans early on in Rebirth that he made the jump to the New 52. He was erased by Abracadabra then for people to forget and then the missing years. All these things get all wonky and tied about. But this is why it makes sense where, a like I say, I'll, I'll always bring up a Dick Grayson uh, because even with Barry, it gets wonky because the speed force and all that influences them as well. But a, a, a Dick Grayson remembers them because they were the Titans. That was the whole thing yeah. at the beginning of that Titans deal of why did everybody forget we were a team? And it was Abracadabra who did it. And but Abracadabra the worst, who, like I'm saying, though, the worst part of that, like that was the whole thing where they really pointed that out later on when we started doing stuff with like, you know, when he touched Magenta. Yeah. And then she remembered her pre, pre- flashpoint, flashpoint. Yeah. Magenta version. I'm like, it's, what are it's you doing then? I'm telling you, they are playing everything so wild and so yeah. loose that you can't grasp anything and that's part of of the the reason why i tell you anything and it just doesn't matter but again this issue if if you don't know wally you can read this issue and you can see what iris thinks now again is that just the victor writing the history eric because of course she's not going to say anything bad but that's what you get yeah yeah, i know too but if you haven't read you know the deal you you go and read this you'll go okay and i'm telling people were giving a 10 out of 10s for the spread page uh, of past continuities and past that i'm like i'm not going to give it for that this I, I'm not tuning in for a history lesson, and especially that it's supposed to be a epilogue to an event that that Might as well didn't be a finish. Clip show. Yeah, that's what it is. It's another clip show. Now within this, you do get Kid Flash leaving, which he, we knew he was going to to go off Wallace the Teen Titans, yeah. where he says that basically he wants no parts of Barry now because when he saw that Barry created the world after Flashpoint, which it that gets wonky too, but this is what he would think. Um, yeah. The whole idea is. I didn't exist before. I'm a mistake. And like you said, that was the joke. You're welcome. You're welcome. What and almost to the point where how about this is like, well, this you made it better. Like that yeah. you're one of the things that made this world better when I did it. Like I, I wouldn't take that back. There's no talk. He just leaves, but he was leaving anyway. I so you have to, to be made into from a flashpoint pre universe yeah. thing. Yeah, ah. yeah, yeah. Ah, running out. Shut up, Wallace. You're not my real guy who helps me be Flash. That soon might be my kind of uncle. And then I mean, go hang out with Crush. <laughs> runs away. Yeah, really. <laughs> Roundhouse. <laughs> so that you get that, and then the other big thing that would be an epilogue deal 
uh, would be that Commander Cold is stuck. We we knew this, but he's stuck in our time there, or Barry's time. Wait, and I, there's a there's a bit of dialogue that's the weird thing. Oh yeah, time travel shut down to us stuff like that. But I know some time travelers. I'm like, yeah. <sighs> and this is the is, other I, thing. This they, is they, where they, you get at wonky. At this point, they do say time travel shut down. At this point, I'm like time travel shut down. But I do know some time travelers. I'm like. You can't say that. And what, uh, yeah. Wouldn't it be shut down to them as well? Yeah, and too? this like, is where you, you don't at? know because – and again, you can tell me that Booster Gold doesn't have skeets, which somehow in this day and age is his time machine, but he's in the sanctuary. But still, where is the point where – because while he's running around, but part of the thing is the speedsters can't access – Time, yes. time travel. If or you hyper- could, or hyper time, but even time travel, you could. If you could access time travel, they could go go before you know Zoom does all this nonsense and stop it. That's the easy way out. That's why I think it's stopped. But does but this stop do time anyway. travel for Barry? I mean, not Barry, uh, Booster Gold. Does right. it stop time travel for any time traveling people in the DCU? Because uh, I say it doesn't because Is we have. Kronos all of a sudden yes, out of Kronos out of it. And, and with that, you have in the future, the big villain later is going to be this, uh, you know, patient crisis, this prisoner crisis. Obviously, well, they're going to the do future. some. Well, that's what, <laughs> eventually they're going to do some time travel to get him here. You would think. That's future. You, you know, yeah. But so where is this point where before the the sanctuary they say to wally like listen you're running that running isn't the solution here like we saw when you kind of ruined everything in flash war let's think this out let's see flash if war. all time travel is destroyed for everyone go investigate that see what's going on okay let's see if somehow magic you know let's call Satan and see what she might be able to tell us about maybe what she might be able to help get some other things get some outside help to come in and see what they can do because in the meantime you still have a villain from the flash war zoom who destroyed things that never were destroyed this is public enemy number one that's just out and they're the Barry just oh well I guess we shouldn't go look for him. They, they're sitting on their hands when, in fact, the things that Zoom did are things that never have been able to be done. And it's one of the worst things that they have done. And he did manipulate Wally to do it. So, But still, he's out there with, when we saw, he has the Sage and the Strength Force. He's just out there willy-nilly. They don't care. They're basically saying that Wally shouldn't be chasing him, shouldn't be trying to find him. Why? Why? Why aren't they all doing it? Why isn't Superman, Wonder Woman, Martian Manhunter, they should all be all hands on deck. Let's go. But no, and that's why the thing is, it makes that small to me then, where, where you have this and you don't care. It's an epilogue to a story where the villain got away and you see through this whole thing, you shouldn't be chasing him. You need help. Yeah, he needs help chasing him. That's what you do. And then for Wally to do all this for a week, Superman comes down, all right, to Sanctuary. Where's Wally saying, by the way, if this was John, that that he disappeared and you you, you would give up, you would stop? Well, well no. not only well, that, there you we go. saw this shit. When, when Damien died and Batman, he went against the Just League, broke into the Watchtower, took out some of the Just League members, took the Hell Batsuit, freaking went to, like, Apocalypse, fought Darkseid to get his son yep. back and almost killed himself doing it. I'm like, this, he went above and beyond to get Damien back and bring him back to life. Did, where, where did he get carted off by Wonder Woman and Superman? Yeah, and, and this is where the Joshua Williamson tries to back out of it because Barry ended up fucking up the whole universe to get his mom back and yet he doesn't want wally to chase down a villain to get his kids so he says when at the end they do come they take 
you know, Wally way. He thanks them. They go. Iris says, if something happens to him, I'm gonna, uh, you're going to have to answer to me. Now, a lot of people think that this crisis is going to lead to him dying. We'll see. It'd be weird that that would not be spelled out in the future. That's why time travel and seeing the future really messes a lot of shit up. But it's yeah. a fluid deal that you can say it's a fluid, you know, future. But Batman and Barry are sitting there like, huh, yeah, making jokes at first. Hey, you're jealous that Gotham because they start the Flash Museum. <laughs> Seems like something that you wouldn't do. You're the humble type. Yeah, you're just mad because Gotham didn't do one for you. But then they say, and this is where Flash says, all the stuff that's happened to us both recently, it's connected, isn't it? When we put the universe back together, that had a cost. And then uh, Batman said off-panel, who's we? <laughs> no, 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 they're talking about metal at this point. Yeah, I don't even. I don't even think. I think he's still talking about when he, because uh, they, they didn't put the universe back. Yeah, I guess it would be. But th- this is the thing that he says about. Yeah, you might be right. But he's like, yeah, there's a lot of things going on. But it also seems to me that they also are pointing out to the whole, whole idea that they had losses before too, and they, you know, like Wally. And it's just, it's ridiculous. Why it, isn't it there a part? It in my mind. If you look for something too I long, actually you was saying flashpoint. Because where's Batman saying, uh, you know, man, I should have probably been in sanctuary after I did all that crazy stuff. I mean, he ended up taking out the whole Justice League to yeah. get to Apocalypse. It was crazy. And it's just like, and then he says, hey, Superman called. He, They're treating Wally well. He's okay. And I told some people, this bothers me a bit because I think that's all we're going to get with this said quote-unquote treatment. I don't, We have a four-issue crisis book coming up, and it's a murder mystery. I don't think they're going to have – and it seems to start with people being murdered. So it's not going to be like, okay, they got murdered, but we'll show you some of this. We may have some flashbacks to some things, but th- this crisis and sanctuary is set up – for a story, not set up to be this, you know, big thing where, but yet all these books have to go and, and throw characters into it and things like that. And I just think the most we're going to get is he's okay. And what do you mean? Where's he's Barry? Okay, like, Jim. where's Barry? Like, well, what are they doing? How are they treating him? Because the only way I no, think they can okay treat stuff. him is make him forget. You know, they, we gave him a lobotomy. He's not worried anymore. He doesn't remember he got anything. He a TV, a treadmill. He's doing fine. Yeah, it's like one of those, you know, like if you go in like, oh, man, doctor, my head hurts. Uh, I can't get my mind off it. And then he breaks your knee so that you, you think of that. I mean, what are they going to do to make him forget that he has kids and, and, you know, maybe accept the fact that you have to live the life you do? But this could have been done different, and it just comes out. I never got the idea. My whole thing is through all of this book when Wally showed up in this series – he, there was never a time where I thought he was unhinged or broken. He was mad at Barry. But the problem is before that, and this is my main thing, before that we've seen where Joshua Williamson has pointed out that Barry is, you know, he's pretty much, I have to be the Flash. Like this was all set up even before Wally with the idea of, hey, share the speed force. No, no, I'm going to do this myself. We've seen this over and over in the series. So what Wally was mad at seemed to be the natural progression of how this book was going, not a guy who showed up unhinged uh, because actually Flash, Kid Flash, that was his thing before Wally showed up as well of, you know, you're not showing me things, you don't trust me, you don't do this. Wally West just showed up and continued that. And then in the Flash War, it was just him. Yes, he didn't think before he ran. That that's But that's him. That That's You were being told that that's him. I still don't him. understand how the speed barrier broke. 
it, he ended up having tricked them into that, you know, using that temporal deal that went out. Running. I don't know. And for, he yeah. ran from the 25th century back to the present and then ran and then just did it. Oh, no. I don't know. Oh, I'm depressed. All the things that I was going to yell about. I just I'm, now I, I'm feeling like I just want to go to bed. About all week. I, I just want to go to bed now. Uh, this this book just uh, all at the end. You know, I just want to re- remind people that one of my other things is this sanctuary and you know this whole crisis thing coming up. The, the heroes in crisis and all these other books. Tell me where the love, the hope, the legacy. Where they? Where did they go? Where do they go? Because people who say that they didn't like the new 52 and were so glad that Rebirth happened and they were so glad to come back for Rebirth, I- I'm getting the idea in my mind that as a whole, these books, these books are darker than what we had in the new 52. Because the new 52, at least I had some books that I go and they say dark. It was just a universe that kind of was a little more edgy. But yeah. the individual books had a lot of fun at, at points. This, you know, just think, even this week, we have uh, Damian Wayne, who's holding people prisoner, uh, you know, holding villains prisoner yeah. in a dungeon. We end up having Jason Todd, who shot the penguin. We have this book where Wally's trying to be a guy to save his kids and stop the bad guy. A He's year going from off now, to Sanctuary. Clock. Jesus. Yeah, and then this this all and that's the whole thing. This all leads to a year from now in Doomsday Clock, where at one point I actually thought that what we were going to see from Doomsday Clock is that out of nowhere things got shifted and it changed. But now I see it's not. They, they are they Superman's are using this extra time. Yeah, Superman doesn't have his family. Batman gets left at the altar. I mean, where where is the hope, love, and Wonder fun? Wonder Woman's brother sacrifices himself to the dark yeah. gods of the dark yeah. multiverse. Yeah, and, and, I mean Steve Orlando on Wonder Woman. How much darker can you get her? How much Ooh, darker? Wee. Yeah, I, I mean you could go down the line in the books. And with that coming up with solicits, you see that Oliver thinks that he has to go to the sanctuary. You have all these other books that every solicit. I read. And also, just, you know, the Justice League has to make amends because they tore down the source wall and you have shit just gone wrong. Like, there's no hope. And or shit, fun. We've, we've gone so far away where the you know, whole idea back in the 52 no one's getting married. These are young characters. You can't have them like, you know, we get into rebirth. Oh, people can get married now. Yeah. We are so far away from that. Not only Batman. Fucking Ocean uh, Master oh, can't even yeah. get married. Now, and Aquaman was supposed to be married to Mara. We're still waiting. We're still waiting. I, I'm telling you, if I, if Brandon got married this week, or I'd say Brandon's Aquaman. He just keeps extending that, uh, you know, with his fiance. But uh, it'd be roommate. great if Aquaman called Mara roommate. Hey, Rumi, <laughs> you're back. But yeah, with that, you like you said, you had Mara this week, where you had, you know, this whole thing where it looked like Ocean Master was gonna finally be, you know, a gooder, He's a redeemed. better guy, yeah. and and it was all because of the power of love and he goes but then that's taken away and he's prisoner for life and it's yeah. just where is this hope and dreams and this is where uh, you can tell me because people did well the idea of the heroes getting help that that's the light and that's the thing I'm, it's not the same it's not the same this is a universe that they've turned into of being just misery to me and i just i don't understand why uh, like you said even superman you got a new guy who comes in who if you were going to have a universe that was they said okay brian michael bendis what we're doing here is we want to really you know accentuate the positive we really yeah. want to have fun we want the love and the hope obviously they didn't tell him that superman 
Superman's lighting fires, supposedly, and that's what they think. And his family's gone. And the planets, the planets in the uh, in the Phantom Zone. And, and I just want to point out one last thing of the Sanctuary because it's a very slippery slope. You have Wally go off now. Wally is the first pretty much hero that we've kind of seen. Booster got sent there, but then we see. So we never really saw him go, right? You never really saw. He was just like, I can't get the blood out, and then it's announced that he's in Sanctuary. Yeah. Deal in the crisis. Actually, this, poison ivy is not a poison hero, ivy, but isn't she it? Kind but, of is, but whatever. But here's the thing. What I'm saying though is, but she was doing something at that point where it was explained that she had a thousand millions voices in her head. We got an explanation. Plus, at the point where she was sent away, she yeah, was doing something bad. This is the first time I'm saying we have a hero that is doing something, and they have deemed this as something he needs help for. And where the slippery slope is now is when we do each issue now, you're going to just think, and we're going to say it. And I'm, tr- I'm going to try not to. of like, why isn't he in the sanctuary? Why aren't they in the sanctuary? Why didn't Gotham Girl get sent to the sanctuary? Reborn? Yeah, and when we go back, Off you know, like I said, you can say, oh, Batman deserves to be in there. And they can say, wasn't he? Because this whole idea of people, <laughs> this has been going on for five years. So, but... Going forward. Which I'm telling you, it's crazy. I could have sworn that we started talking about this in Steve Orlando's jail, Justice League of America, where they're rebuilding Happy Harbor yeah, to no, that's be the, the sanctuary. Thing. It seemed to ch- kind of change halfway through. Well, that through. was the thing, because he he named it, uh, you know, that, and it was something different. It wasn't supposed to be the sanctuary, but it was that sanctuary that he was going to do, and then that's when Tom King announced it, and we even said, if you don't remember, we said, oh, Tom King's swiping in and grabbing that, because that was going to be the sanctuary where they did all you know what ended up looking to be science projects and things like that but tom king wanted that name it seems so they grabbed it and they stopped talking about that but yeah tom king this whole sanctuary idea is like three years old or two years old he was talking about having a story where people have ptsd and heroes have that and all that why didn't gotham girl get sent there well that's the thing to europe to be but again They'll just they'll retroactively say it. He gets out of all this by saying that it's five years old, but nobody ever knows. So when he, we say that, he'll say that was just Batman saying it in case somebody heard she got sent to the sanctuary. Well, but then how did Bane get her? It, it, it all goes twisted. But what I'm saying is next next issue of any book, something happens, you're going to expect them to have to go to the sanctuary. And, and you're going to wonder why this person did, this person didn't. And where it kind of popped in my mind again, just – I don't think I'm a, a piece of shit, Eric. I know you oh. already do, but don't think I'm a piece of shit. But I understand the I, I understand the good natured idea of this. I understand what he wants to do, and I understand why people would like it. Why people would want to see a Wally West who can't get this thing out of their mind, and somebody else has a similar problem, and they needed help, and now they see a hero. You know, their heroes are just like me. I'm not like that. I even spelled it out on Twitter. I'm a guy who wants the heroes to be heroes and and be above some things and whatever, so that I can escape uh, the reality that I'm stuck in this misery that I call life. Uh, but if you're in a world where at points the planet gets stuck in the Phantom Zone or the planet has giant freaking Omega Titans where – or ha- your neighbor turns into a goddamn uh, t- t- freaking lantern, an ultraviolet lantern. and de- This is a universe that is set up based on tragedy, based on the craziest shit going down. 
that when you start making it reality like this and too real, it kind of blurs what is going on because I can tell you that almost everybody in every single comic, including people just walking down the street at times, are going to need help. But that's the that's the kind of push well, that's that what aside. The whole thing is, we're not going to deal, like you said, we're not going to deal with what's wrong with Wally West. He's just getting he's getting better. He's, he's gonna being get okay. Yeah. The thing is, this, this is what one of your pet peeves. This is the blanket statement. Mental health is like you know, like you know, like uh, people with bad mental health is bad. Yeah, and and it's. <sighs> And just the idea of I, I'm just worried and I have to wait because when we get done crisis, if I'm wrong and we see that there's specific, but there's going to be too many things going on to spend half an issue seeing what Wally West was being worked on. It'll just be like, hey, Wally, how is it? Oh, I, I learned to live in the now. All right, great. I don't there know. I've read Batman, America, Mr. Miracle. I don't expect him to explain anything. Well, and that's uh, going back to that. That's that's the one thing is that uh, – Tom King came out and said that like this this whole DC universe now kind of hinges what he says and what he has going forward hinges on the fact that Mr. Miracle book started with him trying to commit suicide and I just that's I, I don't know it's not for me the it hope really isn't and the light me. yeah that's the hope and the light and it just seems like it's almost like it's a plan that the guy who was the poster child of that is now getting taken away uh, because like people have said, I'm not saying it, but people saying on Twitter that he's broken or, you know, he's unhinged and things like that. And I, I just didn't see the setup of that. And it kind of upsets I, I me. think he is it makes because me it sad. took him away and then he thanked them for it. That yeah. is a broken man. Yeah, it, it actually, and, and out of nowhere, like I said, I, every time I read the issue, I look for these hints in this one issue that they think that Wally is insane, not insane, but needs help. It seemed like through the whole issue, Barry and, and Iris kind of blow it off as, you know how Wally is. He doesn't give up, but eventually he comes to you. Eventually he'll come back to you, Barry, and, and you guys can kind of go forward from there like you always have. And this time that's not the case, that Barry just calls up Superman and Wonder Woman and they take him away. And it just upsets me. And it just it's kind of like the blueprint of what I see going on. And I, I really don't like this. I, this seems like everything that they promised us with Rebirth is just taken away. And I, I just want some hope and the fun and things like that. I mean, everything that they promised in that in that special seems to just have gone out the wayside to get back to this dark and gritty deal because Tom King was doing a more personal book, a more humanized. Of a hero. He deconstructs the heroes, and he wants to make a humanized hero. And it's all – everybody's gone with it because of people giving all his books 10 out of – this is where I say be yeah. careful. Be careful when you praise something this much because while you like the one thing, uh, DC is going to make – this is why you know freaking Burnside like Batgirl. Batgirl Burnside. Ended up all, you know, because people said it was 10 out of 10s all the time. We ended up with four more books just like that that all failed. And so you're going to get this. Years and years of more Batgirl Burnside. Yeah, and, and this is the problem is a lot of people are like, well, you know, I don't like this whole idea, so I won't buy Mr. Miracle or I won't buy Batman or I won't buy Greenland. It's every book now, and it's it's upsetting. But we're going to get done with this by me telling you that I gave it a 3.5. And I know that Scott Collins has done a bunch of uh, flash books. 
I thought yeah. this art was fucking horrible. People are I going like on. They're praising the hell out of it. And I don't like Scott yeah, Collins. Fucking Batman. I, I, yeah, that Batman. You tell me by the end when Batman's sitting there. You tell me that that's a good art there. And I'll tell you, you have worse eyesight than Eric. I, I just see. don't like his art. I, I don't like Scott Collins at <laughs> all, and it's weird because he is kind of a good replacement for Howard Porter. He has he's the lesser kind of, Howard Porter in my but mind, he's and I don't lesser. like Howard Porter. And I love Howard Porter, but I don't want the lesser, and I know people probably like Scott Collins fans are insane, but <laughs> I've never liked his art, and that's just me. But yeah, uh, 3.5, what would you give it? I would give it a fuck you five. I don't have to okay. do anything like this. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a blanket fuck you five because One of the I didn't worst like the story that given. much, and I didn't like the art. It's one of the worst scores I've given since we got the rebirth, and it's because it just destroys everything I was hoping for and was the nail in the coffin. I, I realize now that anything that I was hoping for, uh, I'm going to have to wait a long time and probably till the end of Doomsday Clock when Dr. Manhattan snaps his fingers and everything goes back. And then they'll say, now that all the timelines are open, we'll get the legacy and the hope and the love. And you know what? I, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> it's just so depressing to me. And this issue just depressed me. And and then it depressed me more when I went and I'm like, I'm a three five and I think the next, you know, lowest at one point was a nine. And I just really and, and basically these reviews that are saying on this are, are saying things that I, I don't know what these people are, are reading. And I don't because there's um, <laughs> the hell with it, Eric. I'm going to tell you what they were saying because I thought it was nonsense. One was saying that this truly shows you the hope and dreams of rebirth. What? How dare you? I'm looking forward to seeing how all this goes because this is the hope and dreams of all I wanted. Uh, really? This is what we get? And there's a healthy Nothing. dose of history of both flashes you know, that we see every issue. The, these are uh, – please, please. But, yeah, that's it. I'm not going to read these anymore. I'm You're right. Guys. I'm taking my score back. Ten out of I'm, ten. I'm Smell done. you later, everyone. That's I'm it again. Out. The easy way out. I should have just given this an eight and said, you know what? This is an issue that proves to me that Wally's a great guy, and he's going to get the help he needs. Thank goodness, because he really needs it. We're just going to give this an eight out of ten because I don't want people to yell at me, but this uh, book is garbage. I'm going to give you an – I'm giving this an eight out of ten. Smell you later. I'll even tell you that this is also the little uh, announcement to Eric that I'm done with this book. I gave it to Dan. Dan's going to review this from now on. I'm done with it. I'm completely done with this nonsense. We'll still talk about it, obviously. I'm done fucking fighting you about it. all your books away. I'm, I'm done doing this. That's basically the only one I gave away, you son of a well, bitch. You're giving away Mr. Miracle. No, well, that is too, yeah. But you also gave away Titans, so there. There you go. And that's twice a uh, month, so we're equal. I didn't even say that. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, you told me that yesterday. Yeah, we talked about it. I didn't yeah, think I, I gave it away. The minute yet. you said it, I, I said, so you want to give it away to Dan? You're like, All yeah. Right. So I sent the message. He's got it. I'm, not, I'm telling you, when people say uh, you shouldn't review it, don't mean it's not going to be on the site now, but we still have to talk about it here. But I just, I've had enough. I've had enough fighting with this book. And, and part of the thing is, uh, sometimes I'm like, boy, this is really starting to get good. And that last two issues, and then it goes down for four. And then I got to hear people tell me that it's the best run ever. <laughs> One guy, this is the best run in years. Yeah, because it's been going on for it's years. The only run in years. Yeah, it's the tallest midget in the circus. I mean, don't give me the semantics of it. Nonsense. Let's let's go let's go off to some more books that we hate, right? Isn't this wow. the, the concept of what we do? We love these comics, right? Holy moly! So. Here we go. All right, and the next book is Mara Queen of Atlantis, number six, written by Dan Abnett, art by Lynn Medina, Norm Ratman, Veronica Gandini, and Simon Bolin. Mara and Orm fight for the throne of Atlantis. 
Because Zebel Law can determine that sort of thing. Oh, well. Obviously. We get an ending that is cliched and frustrating as any character development that Orm started with in the series gets wiped away as he cares little oh. for Aaron and Tommy and seems to have gone from begrudgingly helping Mara to just being mortal enemies because that's what you needed to happen. It ends how you'd expect, and while the art is good, this whole story could have been told in one of two issues tops, and that's my biggest problem. There, and there's that's been the thing nothing. is, it, it, it ends like you would expect to a degree where Mara is the victor of her own six-issue mini, but... All of the setup we've had for years of Ocean Master, his redemption, thrown aside. And yeah, I'm well, you, that is yeah, the greatest well, fault the of this yeah. issue, this whole series. Like, we didn't need to have Ocean Master. All no. of a sudden, he is brought in because we were probably going to need him somewhere down well, the line. Well, you're going to need him as an land. enemy in the Aquaman book, so you need him to be an I enemy. Like and, and there's Ocean no Master reason. We had. No reason. This is where I'm saying this is the whole idea of what I said in the last review uh, with Flash is that it seems like at one point you were having hope and love and things like that. Instead, now you got to go back and and people who don't like, uh, oh, that new 52, you better start saying it about this because this is the same thing. You had Orm who starts this book fully redeemed. Fully set up with the idea that he was finally even to the point where I understand what Aquaman, my half-brother, I understand what my half-brother was talking about all along. These surface things are just the same as us. You had a huge progression, and then it's thrown away to the point where Orm's even throwing shade at Aquaman in this fight. And this yeah. this trash talk between him and Mara, you go at an issue and a half from this point to there. Now all you can do is go back and reread this as the idea that Orm was always an asshole and was and setting it, this up all along, and that did not seem the case. No, it seemed like he, like I said, begrudgingly, even to the point where it seemed that he still didn't like Mara. But the reason why he wouldn't, to me... Mainly it's because she's Zebellion. But yeah. now you're fighting Zebra. for the Zebel, the you know, thing. This is the perfect way for Orm to show up at Zebel, see how much of assholes Naris is, all these guys, and say, you know what? You know what, man? I, you one of the good ones. Yeah. I always thought that you were – and it, it ties in with the whole idea of a redemption of Orm because he's already learned that the surf is like – he's now opening his eyes and realizing that all of the hate – that he always had was wrong. It was directed at the wrong things. And now he realizes, you know what, Mara? You are good. You're going to be my sister-in-law. And, and I, I'm awful, but and more let's than go. That, my yeah. friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and possibly a lover. But no, you, you would have this where ass. you could even have had this where – and where I say cliched, the cliched part to me is at the end where, yes, kill him. No. no, that's it's everything. I I told you today I when I've I was ever talking. Seen anybody actually no, kill? I want to see the yes. I want to see the like <laughs> kill him, kill him. And when they do, they're like, "Holy shit!" She listened to us. Nobody's god, ever done happens. that. Oh my god, she kicks ass. But yeah, so everything in this, and and it's just one full fight. And, and but where is this warm redemption? All you're doing, and you didn't need to add him. To not redeem him either because you could have just had him show up later. If they wanted to use him as a villain later, it's easy to have him just like, oh, I thought you were on the surface, Orm. No, this dirty surface isn't for me. But yet, why tease us through all of this well, and, and be too, silly like, that it is? Uh, I said in my review, you, you really think that the Orm's going to win? Check the, the title of the book. There's no reason. I mean, really, if you're going to have Mara, Queen of Atlantis, and base everything on this fight at the end, you better have a twist 
that's gonna Seriously. make me surprised. Yeah, that's gonna be. Oh my god! At you the mean end, that her grandmother thinking no, all along that oh Meryl was god. gonna come through hey wasn't there. enough of a twist for you? Hey there, that was my plan all along. No, here's the twist: is oh. at the end, oh, at the end, somehow. Orm is using this whole thing to prove that Mera is great. I, you know, some twist. I'm There's no you, twist. I did want this twist where everything, you know, Mera knew going in that Neris would not allow a woman to do any of this yeah, stuff. So, so that's that, why so she he needed would Orm. Do it. Yes. And this whole thing would be a wraparound when they yes. were working together. He was, you know, acting wink, differently. Wink. You know, exactly. Yeah. He was a double agent, whatever you want to call it. But the thing, the thing that really bothers me. to be me going that way. But, is you, that, know. you know, people will tell you that they're, they're sick and tired of DC Comics villains being redeemed all the time. We have, like, you know, you know, Poison Ivy's going to Sanctuary. She's going to be redeemed. And just, like, Clayface. It happens all the time with all these characters yeah, yeah. being redeemed. And the thing is, I actually like this one for because yeah, Ocean Master is so far removed from anything that we've done for so long that it made sense for him to come back and he was going to be a well, good character. And everything we saw, it was great character progression for him just to become a heel out of nowhere and just go back to the original, I'm Ocean Master. I'm going to do this because I can. And that's I the thing. Can. In oh, this issue, that. he suddenly throws everything out that happened, I, even to the point where – he goes to Neris and he's like, hey, you know, I'm going to do this well. You know, we're going to have to make a little wink-wink plan, right? And then he goes and gets Mara and goes, I don't know, you know, thinks he's a little nervous about it. And then Mara, you, did you know about this well? I kind of suspected this, but, you know, it, it kind of is how, like you said, he's not going to go with a lady. He's huh. very close-minded, but like, I'm we'll saying, work they together. They know ways. They should know yeah, how these things are going to play out. You have the whole idea where it does end up with Mara, like Orm saying, and because this does continue in Aquaman, but you, you could even have the deal where Orm kind of like, we have to do it this way. And at the end of this... You're still not sure if Orm is on the up and up. That'd be fine. Like, he's yeah. the one leading the Zebellion deal, and he's like, all right, you know, this is how it has to be, whatever. And Myra's like, oh, I, I hope that this is really on the up and up. And they, uh, I'll make sure that, you know, Tula will be let go. You know, I'll do all this. But no, this is straight up Ocean Master being a – he might as well have a big mustache that he's twirling. He, the exactly. Stuff that he's not even the whole thing, because we had to get Tula into this for some reason. Yeah. It's like, all right, we're going to go it out of our to way just to like show that Orm was an ass. Because she's gonna be my bride, and like yeah. this whole thing where they're trying to go with this whole idea of like, like almost like a Game of Thrones, like we always talk about Aquaman, yeah. where you know we have to have this connectivity through blood going. And I'm like, none of this matters. None of it no. mattered to at all. None of it. And and I still go back to the idea that the Sibelian law does not do this. Don't spell out the winner is the throne of Atlantis. You know, winner. Do this. Whoever wins. Gets the gets to have the Zebellion army. We will go try to overthrow Cornrath, and when all is said and done, we'll sort that out at the end. You know, we'll see how it goes because this is one of those things where I can only imagine that if Orm did win, and he goes in, oh Cornrath. First off, the people in Atlantis are not going to be so hip on the idea that yes, they may hate Cornrath. They're not going to be so hip of, a, of an invading force of Zebellions being led by anybody. Can you imagine that story, so a, though, where we have, you know, 13 months, I think, what was it, what, 13 months 13 of, like, issues, you know, Aquaman yeah. fighting Corrin Wrath, where all of a sudden we have this whole tie-in issue with Mara and stuff like that. We're leading towards the end of it, where the conclusion is Aquaman beats Corrin Wrath, but Orm goes and murders Mara yeah. and comes with an army of Zebellion and takes the throne. And takes oh, over? Here we go again. And it'd be, it'd be great, because Orm <laughs> would show up and... and just claim the Zebellion said I'm the king. 
Hey, right? Right, Sibelians? Yes. Oh, he's got, he's got the right to be king. He like, has blood. Yeah, but still it doesn't matter because he's not claimed to be king. He'd have to use the Sibelians to completely destroy everybody in Atlantis. They just seem to think that if they take over Corm, everybody's going to be fine with it. It's I not think how everybody it in Atlantis might be okay with well, Corm showing up the and I'm king again. At, why don't they just go now and, and proclaim that Tula won and she could go next. You could just go in line now that Orm's captured the Sibelians to be like, we're not going to help you. We're going to have another match to see, you know, best of three. They can oh, make up the rules the as they go. Tradition, though. Yeah, well, it does. But that's Zebellion tradition. If they show up with the, the Zebellions to do, there's going to be a three-way war. This isn't like the Zebellions show up and Aquaman's going to be like, oh, well, he would because this is the way it's forced. But, oh, great, Zebellions, here we go. If Orm was in, in the lead, this would now become a, a goddamn clusterfuck with everyone fighting on each side. There would never be any sort of ending to it. It's just ridiculous to have anything to do. This should just be, we'll help whoever wins. And this whole idea, it just, I can't get past the idea that they put it cut and dry. Whoever wins this is the ruler of Atlantis. It's nonsense. And the fight is nonsense because you have at the beginning where Laurent goes over, hey, hey there, uh, you, you want my, my, uh, spear? I don't need a spear. You know, I don't need a spear. That's my Mara. Uh, you know, I'm gonna use my aquakinesis. He can control the storms and uh, we're gonna go, how are your powers? Are they good? Good enough. And then they go and they fight. Aren't you yeah. happy that Marrow had that curse put upon her at the beginning of the series where her powers were wonky? You know, a lot of good yeah. deaths served us. Yeah. They just got well, better. Where did that go? It just ended up, it, it dissipated. That, that one issue, she was it getting comes in drowned like by the goddamn orb. tide. The next issue, okay, we got to go underwater. Okay, okay, I can breathe underwater yeah, again. Yeah, now she can All breathe right. underwater. Now she has her power, and the best thing is she's fighting. She, she's getting the crap kicked out of her. You have Orm. Then you have also where you have uh, Lamia in the back. I would say her pronunciation is there with Naris, um, you know, and, and Lamia is uh, Mara's grandmother. Who's there? It's like, huh, looks like Orm's taking the cake here. And then there's I'm going like, to say yes. it's Lamia. How you yeah, like them I, I said Lamia before, but it just doesn't <laughs> sound right. It doesn't flow right. Uh, but then you have the whole idea where already Naris he, he lets in these eels that somehow they seem to be trained to just attack Mara. And even that, eels. that's they cheating. That's cheating. You, you, uh, it's already off the board, but you have them. Oh, no. I the only rule fight. is there is no rules. There is no rules. <laughs> I got to fight these. I'm going to be fighting these eels. And Orm, oh, no. Orm's making the whole place crumble on me, which makes sense because this is a goddamn ship graveyard. <laughs> shit just falls all the time. Like you said, at one point, you think that the uh, Fortress of Solitude That's, spikes are going to come the, and kill that everybody. That was the twist I wanted in the middle of the fight between Mera so and Ocean Master. All of a sudden, uh, Superman throws that shard into the Bermuda Triangle. All these giant crystals come down and start going through everybody yeah. because for some reason the fortress is now in the Bermuda Triangle. I mean, really. Yeah. You want to twist? Just have what we thought at one point was going to happen, that Zebelians were not going to get involved. Neris is like, my Zebel's out. And then they get attacked. Corrin Rath had heard something. He sent a uh, freaking Atlantean yeah, guard. Time. They yeah. all start fighting, and then they realize we better do this. But no, they're fighting. Mara then at this time, because now it's it's almost she like you, you see him. She spent has nothing left until she does. Yeah, and, and it's almost like you're right, and you have to. This is the victory lap. I used to think that I wasn't good enough. Oh, no. Well, I am. And then just decides to choke out 
Orm by taking the water out of his lungs. Why didn't w- w- this is a that finishing like move first that move. should have been the first move. This is me in a fighting game. If I'm playing a fighting game, <laughs> I am jamming on a special move like this from the get go. Why didn't she start with this and say, listen, this fight ain't happening. We're not even going to start it's now, like, you know, while I'm you're chucking out. I'm going to talk. I'm yeah. starting the fight doing this just like in real life. I start a fight out by kicking somebody in the balls. Yeah, I'm ca- doing every dirty move I can to make That's sure the I thing. win. It, what you do is that the first move is I run behind him and get down on all fours, and then you push uh-huh. him over me. That's yeah. how all the fights go. I, yeah, but with the, why, the why not start with this? And she doesn't even say like it's Please. not even one of those where she's so angry or she can't control her powers that she almost kills him. She's fully in control, then grabs us. You may command this ocean and the storm, but I command water itself. I know. Why weren't you doing this? Yeah, why didn't you do it from the beginning? And and, but it's this, it's the whole but the 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 world comes down. He's right, because at one point Orm is yelling, and this is the thing, they're fighting until Orm goes, You're just a pawn. Oh my goodness, let me remember all these things. And now we get the bit. She, she knows it ends today. She was a pawn before, but not anymore. No pawn now because she's not a pawn. She's a queen. queen. She's a queen. Oh, great. So basically, it looks great. I don't care about the fighting. The fighting is a little bit, you know, it's hit or miss for me. But overall, when you get But it's just trash talk throughout. It looks great. Kneel before your queen, probably yeah. the best page in the issue. Yeah, but except there, I'm I like, what are Marifo- those sharks doing? Those sharks are just swimming in with shark crap. stuff. It looks like jabber jaws back if there. If I see Mara fight anybody underwater going forward, and she just doesn't start out with that, you know, I'm going to choke you out yeah. with my aqua. She better like, choke out Corn Wrath. The, the minute she gets to Atlanta, it's better be a choke out. I don't even doesn't know. Doesn't matter. Leaves. Yeah, really. He, he he better, but yeah. Got so darkness, Jim. so all this is basically happens where now you're supposed to kill Orm. She refuses. So and at the beginning she's choking him out, kind of you know making him suffocate in that reverse way, like the reverse Benjamin Button you like. Uh, but but at the beginning Normal? Laurent said by by the end, <laughs> you know when this finishes, he, my girl, make it a show. So she does make them kneel. Everybody's happy. They're chanting Mara Mara with that awful fucking underwater spit shit coming out of there. The whole thing is everybody everybody wants to see Mara finish the whole thing. In my mind, that's the show where you finish the job and she shoves this trident through Orm here. He's like, kneel for your queen. He was not – he's not even doing – he was laying down. You knocked him down. He's not kneeling. And everybody loves him. Like, oh, Mara, Mara. And somebody's like, say it. Don't spray it. Jesus Christ. But then they're like, yeah. He, you're not going to go free now. You're going to be a, a prisoner of Atlantis forever. And, oh, but but I want to go to the surface. Aaron and Tommy, you remember yeah, their I names remember now? Their name. And then let go. Tula is free per the thing. And Neris is just like, nope, I'm not doing that. And then you have Laron who at, through this whole thing at one point, is, is Neris going to wake up? Is he not paying attention that it's obvious that Laron is doing everything to favor Mara? Like, Jesus Christ, I'm not listening to you, buddy. All you keep doing is going and visit her and whispering in her ear. But yeah, she's like, oh, I guess you're right. Okay, Zebellions, mount up. Get on the seahorses. We head out at noon. And <laughs> so while this is going on, they're they're talking. And through this whole thing, you had cackling Lamia, Lamia, whatever, how some incorporated. She's cackling in the background. <laughs> oh, yes. Orm's going to win, just like I prefer told. Ah! My granddaughter oh. isn't enough to yeah. defeat Orm. Oh, he's <laughs> never. She'll never. Never be able to defeat him. Then she wins, and you have the whole deal of, huh? 
This was, you have Laurent go, this was your plan all along, wasn't it, old woman? <laughs> yes, it was. Have you manipulated was. this woman? Yeah. Is this what really? you conspired for all along? Like, I mean, no. She's going to take credit for this now, but she's been talking trash this entire time. Yeah, how uh, she conspired. They showed up uh, on a now. I mean, <laughs> this it, it makes no sense. And I'm telling, it is one of those where this Lamia, she, she's an idiot. It, they just don't know it. She's a moron. <laughs> they keep giving her credit for all the coincidence that happens. They're like, oh my god, that fell down and killed that that those six people that you didn't like. That seems to be your work, milady. <laughs> I told you. The whole thing is she is suffering some, from terrible dementia or is just getting old. Like, this was all you're doing. Ooh, you. <laughs> oh, you. Hmm. Hey, there, boys. If it's I just ridiculous. If I was a couple years younger, it would be. <laughs> She's like, look at me. I'm all, all I do is sit around and cackle. How could this be my idea? Yes, yeah, that's it. So then they send Tula. Tula, go back. To, you know, give the bad news, uh, you know, and there you go. And is this setting up possibly the idea that, like, a Tommy could end up being a deal? I'm it's also the, we will never see it because he's a little boy. I, I also love it because Tula's like, hey, uh, Orm's not coming back. Uh, I'm sorry. I was wrong because Tula said she was. She promised she was going to bring him back. No, sorry. And by Tula's the way, can, can you please take care of Salty? Because we have a war to fight, and Salty's just here. We need somebody. He hasn't eaten in days now. No, we, have, we need somebody to take care of Salty. He looks very, very sad right there. Then you go back, and now you have the whole walk with, with uh, Amia and, and Mara. Oh, my child. You, <laughs> I knew that you. Oh, please. You are. Whoever wins, you are claiming that you knew all along, you stupid idiot. But yeah, then they're like, Okay, get the preparation. Zebel's going to war. We're going to go. And she's like, all right, we're going to cast down the tyrant. And the whole world will tremble before me. And you see all these stupid monsters that now all of a sudden follow her. They were just attacking her. It's just nonsense. It's complete nonsense. Well, now they have riders. Oh, yeah, there they go. The eels. The eels there, and then, you know, the and it looks pretty good. The eels. She, she's standing on a goddamn octopus. And then you can read the stunning climax of the Atlantean Civil War in Aquaman number yeah, 38. Yeah, which we'll be talking about soon with Reggie yeah. on this podcast. So we'll see how that is. But I'm so with tired this, of underwater life. I know. I'll tell you, that's the worst part is that they're really pushing the Jason Momoa Aquaman movie now. Like, it's ever since I said you go Comic-Con, yeah. they are pushing it hardcore. And they have made me in the comic books care so little yeah. about Aquaman and Atlantean. Oh, I could care less. Like, yeah. What are you doing? I could care less. It, it, this is it, this whole six issues could have been two, if not one, if not backups in the Aquaman. Aquaman. I mean, Aquaman's not doing anything. We thought that this was because there was something very important he wanted to tell, but since it went to monthly scheduling, he wouldn't. Believe me, if this was the bi-monthly, if you had two issues of Aquaman each month, this is the crap we would have gotten at the other issue, and it would have been just as ridiculous. But as a mini-series, this did nothing. Did this make me know anything? And also, who did the narration? There's just this blanket narration. I guess it might have been Laurent. A little bit at the beginning. Remember, it's like, she, she knew. And even when it's like when she's thinking back, she remembered the time that, oh, goodness. So it turns out it was just Dan Abnett all along. Yeah, it was Dan Abnett and really. It was Lavia. He got, he got, he got, uh, (laughs) he got Orm involved. Just to ruin him and to make him a villain, which I would think that once we get down the line, that that'll be the big thing. And now this is the Very thing you said earlier. Hero Ocean Master. And I, I didn't say, uh, you know, I didn't respond as full, but to me, 
yes, there's people who say, I don't want redeemed villains. I don't want yeah. this redemption. You know why? It's because nobody's coming up with new ones. Nobody comes up with any good new villains. So when you do have a redemption of an Ocean Master, you're pretty much taking – what are they? The, the best bet you're going to get in this, Black Mana shows up, right? If that's right. not it – Where's the scavenger? That's all we get. We get Orm, the scavenger. What about dead water? Yeah, dead, yeah, exactly. When are we going to get new villains? Well, I'm telling you. We'll, we'll just go forward and we'll have Cradle and Grave come down underwater mm, and start doing not? that kind of stuff with their biomechanical bodies. I mean, just think you can have a, a coral monster. Uh, you know, the, the, it's endless. It doesn't all have to be underwater. Tide. One of the guys called Tide. Uh, and he, you have uh, under, uh, undercurrent. How about that? You want that wave? I we'll got get, a lot. Let's we'll get that like one Darkwing Duck villain, the Liquidator. Yeah, that's all you need. You got fucking Stillwater. He's the son of Deadwater. It's just, it's frustrating. <laughs> this is just nonsense. I gave it a five out of ten, with the caveat, Eric, that it would be a five anyway. But I'm giving it the fuck you five because it's just nonsense. It, it does nothing, and there's no reason that that anybody should have even bought this and wasted their money on six issues because you got nothing. You got nothing through this whole thing. What would you give it? I agree with all that, but I'm going to give it a 5.3 out of 10 mm, because I really like did art. enjoy the art. Of oh, all this, nothing. 4.5 of my score is the art, Eric. It's almost perfect <laughs> of art. It's just nonsense. It's nonsense. We're going to go to the next one. This is the Dan Abnett ladies section, Eric. It's this little two section that we're doing here. Because uh, we ladies night? Oh, I know. Well, we had to have Flash in the beginning, oh, so night. we have this. Uh, the Silencer number seven. Well, that's an Iris we- out, like, out of West book, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, so there you go. Ladies' Night. It's Ladies' Night, and we're feeling right. You know what the best part of that song is? Oh, what a night. That when they right go real is. low. <laughs> Written by Dan Abnett. Art by Victor Bogdanovich. Last issue, if I'm not cor- if I'm not mistaken, right? This is his last issue on yes. the series, okay? And he does a good job. Jonathan Glapian, Mike Spicer, and Tom Napolitano. Well, I don't understand why nobody seems to notice what goes on in this book, and I'm talking about outside of the cone of silence. And would love to be the guy who discovers Kratos' body. everybody in this book. But w- what happens when they land that plane? Is nobody going to look at what went on in that, that, that plane? Why is and, there a metal man fused to a hole yeah, in the side wh- of this with a bunch there, of luggage? Why is there a metal man? And, and I love the fact that they're like, we just had a little turbulence. We're going to be going. No, no. You had a full-out disaster happening where, where the, the pressure drop in the whole plane would have shown you that there was a hole in it. In the makeshift patch jump. I still like this book. Jelly Bean and all. It's not the greatest story, but I had some fun with this. And when it gets canceled, which will be soon if you look at the oh, sales, yeah. I will actually be upset because this is still my favorite of these. And this is one of those. Now, again, it is a Dan Abnett book, but for some reason, even when you have this issue, which does really nothing. I mean, it really is. I was so upset because I thought we were really going to get to Action Land well, freaking Kadena's issue. Problem. And now we're just on Dan the way to it. So Dan like, Abbott, he doesn't do things now fast. Now we're on the way. I'm like, yeah. why couldn't we just skip over a plane ride? Come yeah, on. and I guess he just wanted a fight to kind of and, – and I'm okay with that uh, a bit. I did want to get to the park, uh, but I just don't know why. It, who let – Great cradle and grave get on this but and didn't well, this is ask, why I don't but, fly coach is this, this one of those where in this day and age you know you're not supposed you to look I go at to, when freaks? I fly to Denver look never at him coach. it's it's not grave it's cradle that I'm wondering cradle I don't even know what that look is it's a Damian Wayne zombie look and they're heading to the Middle East. Nobody else has a lay on, it seems, except him. I don't know why he has. It's so ridiculous. But it made What's me laugh. But, yeah, it starts off, 
And you do have uh, the idea Honor has been having nightmares about killing Talia and why she wanted to, why she should have. Get a little background of her as a little and girl. Even that, did we did we before this issue know that she went to St. Hadrian's no, School from no, girls? No, I, I didn't know that. So you have that and you have the idea that Talia was her teacher was not very nice. Leviathan there. Uh, it looks like at the end, uh, Quietus might have been the, the head guy. I don't know. He's pointing, but this is a dream. And yeah. the whole deal is like, you know, you have to do that. And she's mad. She's mad that, you know, Talia got her family involved. And then this is the dreams. And she wakes up and you have Jellybean. Mommy, you afraid of the fly and the bomb? <laughs> no, 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 I'm not either, because right? if idiot. I, if I get, if I fall out, Mr. Supers is going to catch me. Well, let's not really go oh, with God. that. He's uh, just a little action figure there. deal with Mr. Supers. And then you have the dad, oh my God, we're going to be in Sensoro. Oh my God, action land, baby. And it, I got I the biggest water slide in the yeah, world. Yeah, I don't know who's more excited, you or your dad. So then you have uh, Jellybean, uh, who's there, and Jellybean's like, yeah, that's just like at that diner when all that shit went down. What the fuck? And like, there's tell or tell you honors there, huh? You 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 saw some of that happen? Yeah, there was a lot, and Aunt Talia had to go. Oh yeah, she did kind of go, and yeah, also she had to go to the I'm, hospital. I'm she's just ba- yeah, yeah yeah she's in a, a pit right now, my friend. Uh, yeah, and I'm just so glad because that boy there, he he's going on vacation with us. What? <laughs> and I'm like, what is That's going like the on? Thing in the world for some reason. Now I'm thinking, there's a gremlin on the wing. Oh yeah, freaking nightmare oh, twenty thousand feet. And, and I'm telling you, I I still give Victor Bogdanovich such good. I give him so many props. And this issue, I think, looks incredible. Yeah. And I love the fact that he has done a couple things. He has definitely made a kid who looks like a combo of the parents. He really does. But right. he also has that lazy look to him with those lazy well, he looks, eyes. He looks heavily medicated. He looks like he is medicated. He looks like he really doesn't know what's going look. on. He looks as if he things around him don't really make much sense and and he kind of it takes him a while to process like in my mind he has just figured out a lot yeah really he has just figured out what happened at that diner it took him weeks and oh my did that happen at the diner like what are you talking about baby Jelly bean, come on. And he's like, you know, I remember Aunt Talia had to go. We didn't get the ice cream. When I read him, it's wrong turn. It's oh, wrong yeah. turn the whole time. Yep, I'm just glad he's going on the vacations. Oh, no. She goes back and she walks past both Cradle and Grave who are sitting there and, and they, they see her. But yet they're, yeah, they're waiting. She sees them. And this is the thing. The whole roundabout deal is then they start talking like, listen, should we get her? Should we go kill her? And like, no, no, no. Settle down, cradle. This is the plan. If we're not just for her, that's a payday. The big payday, she's going to get Talia. We're going to find Talia's body. Now we're getting double payday. And that, now that's we're the really best be. part because this is the whole premise of the situation where, yeah. you know, Otter's worried that, you know, they have figured out who she is, where they, she lives, who her family is. She's worried that they told somebody else. But the thing is they have to make sure to tell us. Yeah, I'm not telling they did. anybody else because this is our payday. And it's so okay. So once we get land, we find Talia and we have honor. Yeah. Then we'll tell somebody. And, so and the, all we yeah. have to do is take care of Cradle, cradle and yep, Grave. Just Cradle and Grave. And with that, I actually really are kind of, I'm kind of upset. I really do like the idea of this hideous looking Cradle and Grave following them through. All, <laughs> I want to see like Cradle and Grave on a, on a water slide. Well, I want to see re- Cradle oh, and you Grave. You see the continued vacation. Yeah, this is what I'm Cradle saying. I want to see like why did they have to see it? This this would have been the fun. Like you said, you were upset that we didn't get to Superland. 
you know, action land. Action land. But with that, why did we have to have this fight? You could have just shown that they're on the plane and go, oh my god, they're on there. This is so funny. And then they get off. They go to the hotel. You see him again. You see him checking in. Oh, well, hell, your son looks really a little had ill. No idea that this was going to go down because I'm like, okay, these these characters are oh, it all been great on a plane with them at going to the Middle East. It makes sense. They're like, we'll wait till we get off the plane yeah. for that. Nope, Honor's on the job right away. Yeah. Like, oh my you god, you are messing up everything. And this is the thing, Honor. I know you can make it so people don't hear you. First off, your 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 fight. You don't start a fight like this on a plane where your kid and and husband are. Yeah. There is a very good possibility somebody is at least shooting out a window. In this, they shoot out a whole goddamn wall. The whole thing. And with that too, there she goes into the bathroom. Gets her thing, and yes, the whole, you know, we might as well have the sonic screwdriver is, is what the silencer outfit is now. It can oh, materialize yeah. anything. It anything. can do whatever it wants. That's fine. But you, you have this. It is kind of fun. It's, it's really cool. I want to see what else it could do because right now it's almost like a 3D printer that can do oh, anything, yeah. you know, yeah. like any kind it's of okay. object at this point. Like it can, it, it puts her suit together. It can grab raw material and make other stuff happen. I'm like, I need to know the extent of this. I need to put it down in that yeah. stupid brain that Batwoman yeah. has in her living tower yeah, really. that we saw last week and see what it does. Tell well, me about this thing, yeah, brain. And you you go with that. You do have you you have Cradle and Grave. They're in the last seat, and he has that because what what Honor does is goes through <laughs> the vent. Kind of looks okay. I think this is about where they are. The cargo underneath. Boom! Yeah. Hits the 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 uh, the zone of silence there. Shh. The cone. Cuts open a hole that forcefully throws both of Cradle and Grave through the the floor into the luggage compartment. Just there, cut, cuts a hole around yeah. their chair so and it just no, falls down cartoon this is style. The thing is, it has the thing so the, the cone of silence around the knife so you can't hear the cutting, and then they fall into the cone yeah. of silence. Now we're just left with a giant hole on your way to the bathroom through the aisle. Yeah. yeah. What about the people on the other side? There, there should be people on the other what side of the aisle. They may not hear something. They would see it. He does put them in the I last row that. so that somebody I, I, isn't I behind would, them. I would flip out. If somebody was behind them, then it's complete bullshit. Oh, yeah. They're the last seat. But still, this this is nonsense. Plus, the cone kind of seems to go with them, so I don't know oh, what no, you hear or see. It doesn't go with them in my mind. It, they fall into it. Yeah, but I'm saying that there's still the noise that would have been up above. Like the noise started up above. They fall into the zone. But when it starts cracking, there's going to be some sort of noise. It's fine. It's the cone of the freaking cradle loses her teeth. <laughs> it's so nonsense. But they go, and now they're going to fight. And I wish that something happened. I wish that she had a way to make them not be able to revert to their other selves. I wanted to see her beat up a little boy. I wanted to see Cradle and Grave fight, but immediately they go, oh, no, they're yeah, going in there. multiple beat up an old woman instead. Yeah, you have the, oh, there you but go. But if you, you notice, have multiple too, the best part about this issue, as far as I'm concerned, you don't see that stupid freaking hat on top of her costume. It is no, hatless, yeah, yeah, yeah. it is ball capless, yeah, and it it's looks okay. awesome. Uh, at one point before he ends up, and this is why I loved it, because before he reverts to his assassin form, Cradle flies through the air, baby flying <laughs> through the air, bites her, and then she karate chops him off into the wall. flying out of his uh, nose. Oh, yeah. So great. I'm like, this is the fight I want to see through the whole it's deal. It's like but- a garbage pail kid. 
And it's yeah, yeah. That's what he looks. So they're fighting. They're tra- they're yelling. Oh, but you don't hear it because the cone of silence. She has to Obviously. snap it out to ask them, "What the hell did, did you tell anybody about it?" No, no, no. We're we're gonna do our deal. But then ends up hitting Cradle out the guy. Or actually, it's it's Cradle who blows a hole through yep. the wall that ends up sh- shooting uh, Cradle or Grave out. With that. Yeah, she goes out. Everybody's having problems. The the fucking plane is going down, and then she ends up using her tech to throw cradle into the the hole, and then using what luggage. appears to be what would amount to say a uh, spray foam, you know, there to kind of seal it up, and just sits there and like, oh yeah, I hope that that holds. When they land, first off, everybody's luggage is gone. It's it's out. There's there's not much left. And you, the stuff that didn't fly out was used as raw material yeah. to make this plug with cradle. There, there's a plug there with with a guy. I mean, when they land, somebody's gonna want to know what happened. Oh, what and, a guy! Uh, but no, they're gonna get out and they're just gonna go on their vacation. And that's the she, thing is, because of this, we don't get so to see ridiculous. it. Like, all right, there there goes that. At least we can like, there's no more like uh, turbulence. Yeah, but we have yeah. quietus. Who has just made his way, you know, thinking yeah. this is where they're going to go for like, you know, this is then, where they'll end up. And, and, and grave, then grave just out falls out of the right sky there. right on him. <laughs> oh, looks like this is where the action's at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. But yeah, as this, I just wonder what, where they get this idea of, okay, the turbulence are done. Where that, no, no, the, the plane. <laughs> There's a giant it was hole crashing. in the aisleway it was crashing. on the way to the bathroom. Yeah. Even at the point where you have uh, Honor coming back and you see in the aisle, shit's just all over the place. And she's like, oh, how's it going? I Man, that was crazy. Honey. I was going to the bathroom. Uh, what happened? I don't it's know, Mama. Because, you know, at one point she's talking about how distracted she's getting because of thinking about killing Talia in the last issue. And, you know, she's talking about I can taste blood and all this stuff because yeah. Cradle and Grave are beating the hell out of her. When she comes back. Not a bruise, no nope, nothing. I'm like that's kind of disappointing because you were yeah. talking about how badly you're getting beaten. Yeah, there. and when she goes, yeah, fine. when she goes, they're like, "Oh man, what happened? Oh man, you know, I was tossed around. Turbulence. I got this. Yeah, I got Obviously. this thing. It's so funny because Are you as this, dumb as jelly bean this plane was. Yeah, the people were talking in the Slack chat. You know, they get fresh croupy. Boop. They they were talking where. You go back and, and she has found the perfect husband to help her make the perfect son because anything that goes wrong, Basically handicapped. They, they shove it aside. It's like, oh, my God, we were going to crash in the plane. Well, I guess that's that. Let's go to action land. I mean, you, everything. Are you talking like wrong turns girl could be like a super yeah. spy assassin? Yeah, she's, a, she's super a super spy man. assassin because you need somebody to almost crash in a plane crash and then go, I don't know, but it seems okay now. That's that's the end of them. Like, huh, mom? Yeah, that was crazy, but it's over now, right, Jelly Bean? This, daddy. That's what he says. This, this, this. Let me did you day. There you go. You got the cone of silence. It's so ridiculous. I still have fun. I'm, I'm telling you, I know that you don't like this as much. No, I don't. I still had fun, though. That's I, why I would get I higher than I thought I had fun with it, would. and I love the art. And, and I, I'm telling you. Oh, I love the art, too. If it, if, if it would have ended, uh, hey, you know, are you okay, Jelly Bean? I'm just fine, mommy. And then you have it, the dead. Everything's good here. You, you have all that, and it ends? Then I'd be like, oh, this. man. Where you have Quietus show up in his plane, and then I'm telling you, that, that got my score because now we're, we're playing with the complete and utter ridiculousness of the situation going on. I even like where the plane lands, and then you have that little panel of fucking cradle, or grave, I mean, flying through the sky like that. Ba-boom! Looks like this is what lights up the cigar. All right, let's go. 
I'm in. I'm like, okay, you're, you're, you know how ridiculous this book is. You're writing and you're having fun with it. I'll have fun too. The art's great. I'm telling you with, with Victor Bogdanovich, the more he does, and this is why I want him on a lot of books because boy, he leaps and bounds, gets better on every book that he gets on after, you know, kind of getting acclimated to the characters and whatever. By the time he ends up leaving, like new Superman, by the time he ends up Going off the book, I'm like, boy, he's he's incredible. Why are you letting him leave now? And this looks great. I'm telling you, I'm looking at the point where uh, he's talking about uh, where Jellybean's like, he must be okay. He's going on vacation like awesome. That lazy eyed look. He's got the he's, tired eyes. He's looking there, so tired, so tired. It's all I need. There you go. Must be Eric Shea reborn. He's a Draxler. Oh, she's a Draxulus. But yeah, I actually like that. I think my score will be higher than yours, but a little lower than Hussein on the site because I'm giving it a 7 out of 10 because I love the art and I'm just having fun with the ridiculousness. And this is where you have a book that we talk about the idea of, oh, there you go, Jim. You, you look overlook this ridiculousness, but you can't with Batman. But the problem is, is that like a Batman or, or these others, they're trying to make a more realistic book, but yet being unrealistic to get there. This is going out of its way, to be over of the its top way and that's what I like. This, it's not that I don't like comic book nonsense. I like it when we're all in on the joke. We're all having fun with it, and we can all say, you know what? This is so ridiculous. That's why it's good. This is what I like, and it's a shame because this book is not going to last as long, though. I actually think, and we even have Silencer going in the TV shows and things like that. So yeah. I do think that the character has made enough of an impact that maybe we'll have her in something else going forward because I like her, though she kind of has a 3D printer, you know, ability there with that suit. It's kind of cool. I actually want to know more about it. Yeah, so we'll see, but hopefully we'll get enough issues because if if my guessing is right, it's solicited out till October. You yeah. know, it's going to continue. I think it'll probably end at 12. So you get two trades and then they'll just end it. And it'll be a shame because I really, I'm really having fun with it. But, uh, I give it a seven. What would you give it? I would give this a six out of 10. I enjoyed the art a lot, but I'm telling you, just sitting on a plane and just, I, I'm, I know it's over the top ridiculous, but when it's going out of its way, like there's a giant hole <laughs> where two chairs I, used to be in the aisle way on yeah, the way to the bathroom. It's just yes. so ridiculous. You know like, what you need? And I'm done, I was really like, I'm done. This is no fault of anybody's, I guess, because I went in with higher expectations thinking we were going to get to action land and then yeah. to Kadeem and all this stuff. Just a plane ride. I'm like, I know. There's not a lot going on well, here. What, this whole, well, you know, forcing Cradle and yeah. Grave on, on What, what on you needed at the end. Was, it's ridiculous. I just you you see, needed I somebody at the airport. Way. I'm saying, I wanted them to drive to the airport, be at the airport, get on the plane where Cradle and Grave are following them, keep lowering their yeah. sunglasses, trying to be sneaky the whole time as they follow them. Because, I don't know, just sitting on the plane, him with his snotty nose just drinking his slurpee, I'm like, yeah. I need a little bit more yeah. of that. But no, it's I- fun comic it's just this is probably just a weak issue as far as i'm concerned now, i think what you needed at the end was when they're getting off you have that quietest but you could also have the deal where you have the the two guys the two bumbling fucking guys who are there to get the luggage and things like that just scratching their head at that that patch with the guy i don't know what we're going to tell the boss this day like at least you have something to, to tie that up because i don't know what's going to go on yeah. when they find a, a robot guy that's kind of dead it, it, as everybody a patch needs and a to hole. be like you know stopped and we have to have an investigation before anybody yeah. gets together yeah. as this says next hella day road which yeah. i do appreciate yeah so we'll see hella yeah. day road there you go yeah so i i, I had some fun but yeah. we're gonna go off now <laughs> have some more fun eric we're gonna go off to some mail yo it's mail call it is the best podcast so we keep 
Mail section number two, Eric. Try to pick ourselves up. All right. Have some fun. And we're there with Brandon with a shorter mail than usual because he got married on Friday. Sucker. He was drunk as hell. He, he ended up messaging me that he's you know, drinking white Russians at 830 in the morning. So around two, I message him back and say, hey, how was how's the married life going? He's like, I'm not getting married till five. I'm, what the hell are you, what are you, hell doing? Are you doing? Drinking white, white Russians at eight. The, the worst, though, is I said to you and I even read you uh, the messages. A drunk Brandon is an illiterate is a very literate and a very eloquent, eloquent. Uh, Brandon, because he's like, well, no, I have not quite yet been married, my good friend. Uh, but and I'm like, well, I, I even wrote them like, man, uh, drunk Brandon types a lot better than, than sober Brandon. Uh, well, really, have we ever met sober Brandon? What have doesn't he do have better, we, Jim, my we? boy? Brandon says, sup, fellas, I'm writing to you in an exhausted state and have alternated between sleeping all day and putting things away post-party. I think like one Jim Werner, I may be allergic to hops and or marriage. That's what I call marriage, hops. When they say, man, he's got mad hops. I'm like, yeah, I do. Actually, hops then should be my wife. That's what we call her hops. Who says mad hops? He got mad hops, yo. I'm like, I know she's always mad. And when you're on the court, you don't go and play people. When I'm going, look at that guy. He's got, you do either. He's got no hops. That's a huge term. People are going to rip you apart now because that's the only way to describe my vegetative state today otherwise. My younger self would most definitely be disappointed in my post-party recovery time. However, I am happy to report no party fouls occurred and all went well. And by that, he means he didn't shit or piss his pants. That's all he means. Excellent. Other than that, I felt like Eric Shea this week, only working three days, <laughs> which Pretty was amazing, just huh? fantastic. I most definitely recommend that gig. A three-day oh, yeah. work week if you can get it. I woke up with a very, very sore left arm today. I'm blaming and a the strange stupid person ring. in bed with me. No, it's a stupid ring. Yeah, now now she's allowed to sleep in the bed with him. Brandon is very uh, concerned of living in sin, I know. I'm blaming the stupid ring the roommate forces me to wear for this, and there isn't a person who can convince me otherwise. My brain is really off. It's game today, so I'm going right into the books. Detective Comics. I like. I still like this run by Hill overall as a whole, but this issue was a little bit of a letdown. I felt like almost nothing happened when I finished, mostly overly offensive, and I didn't make me. it didn't make me angry. And it didn't make me angry. Here we go. I'm telling you, the red <laughs> that is under these. So why didn't you drink a little before this, Brandon? Uh, maybe I just slowed the he pace. Did. Held the book down. And I was really digging. Doomsday Clock. I think this was my last issue of the series I'll be oh. buying. But I'm still up in the air on that decision. I'm just not getting much out of this book. And I don't think I'm really even enjoying it. About the only implications yet on the actual DC Universe to come out in six issues are simply the Watchmen characters are here. And for the price per issue, that isn't enough value for me. I'm just bored.
Gordon usually fall asleep several times each issue I've read. And you mean uh, I'll tell out. you when, when, yeah, yeah. And then he wakes up and drinks more, Eric, and then he gets back to reading. Uh, I, I'll tell you when I read this because of the delays, I actually see the concept of when people get mad at us when they're like, "Oh man, I had a lot of fun with that issue," and then I'm saying to them like. But, you know, it, as a one part of a whole, it doesn't really work for me and whatever. Oh, man, screw that. I only read that. I go into Doomsday. I barely remember the last no issue. If all I'm here for what is to talk through words? that <laughs> issue. I'm here for that issue. I'm going to explain what I saw. You're here to tell me how it connects. I, I don't have to. So when I read this issue, I'm telling you, there's me. Oh, my goodness. The Riddler from Batman 66, Frank. Oh, my God. This is great. It doesn't you matter to me. That. I even I said walked to you. In, I walked into this issue. I forgot. I'm like, what oh, yeah. looks Batman I'm doing there in a wheelchair? You, you went back and checked. I don't need yeah. to do that. It ain't my book. I'm here for the fun. That's what really gets me angry when I have to talk about one of your books that I hate. Then I'm like, why am I here? But yeah, uh, Brandon, I, I was there for the ride, and I did not mind that issue. I, this is my favorite issue of the series, and now... I'm actually looking forward to the next, so, you know, seven yeah, months from now, we'll see how it goes, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's two more months, but still Fuck. got Just League Dark to read because some lame wedding got in the way this week of my plans. Lame. I fellas, Brandon. And hey, I would bro. not suggest reading Just League Dark in any sort of uh, tired state, Absolutely is what not. I would say. Uh yeah, well, we're going to talk about that next, so I, I won't go fully into it. But, yeah, that's Brandon. That's it for the – Boring. Uh, yes, that's <laughs> it for so – what are you saying about Brandon's email? How dare yeah, you? Yeah. How dare you? Uh, Brandon, by Have the way – fun with marriage, me and, buddy. Me and Eric were talking about coming to your wedding uh, on Friday. We're sitting there, and you messaged me that, uh, and especially when you're like, oh, it's not till 5. And Eric's like, you know what would be funny if we just showed up? I said, if this was yeah. 20 years ago and, you know, 10 – 15 years ago even and I wasn't married and whatever we'd be gone we'd leave work right so there. what we're, he's saying is there was a lot the of buffalo. caveats to get him to this wedding yeah yeah but, but there's no way we were gonna get to go but it, we were thinking of it and I said Buffalo that's like you go west right you head west Buffalo. No. oh yes but that's Brandon we're gonna head off now to books with Reggie now's the time to hear reviews and listen to what Jim will say Boom. I want to hear Eric Shea, and I also want to hear Reggie, because we're here with Reggie Hello. for his books, and you got a bunch this week. It's the uh, Feast or Famine. we got a feast going on. It's a buffet, and it's going to start with something that isn't Hal Jordan. That's why you didn't hear any sort of Green Lantern oath. We usually always start with the uh, Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern crew right. on that Greens week, but we're not. Sight. No Greens, anything. We're going to start with what, Reggie? Justice League Dark Number One by James Tiny in the Fourth, Alvaro Martinez Bueno, Raul Fernandez, and Brad Anderson. And here's the theme song I came up with for the new uh, cartoon. It's We're just as good as the Scooby Gang, but not one among us can bark. We're sort of like a wizardy Avengers, but we don't deal with Tony Stark. It's Justice League Dark. It's Justice League Dark. Better than a stroll in the park. 
Justice League Dark Roll Call, Wonder Woman, Zatanna, Detective Chimp, Man Bat, and Swan. Jesus Christ, he's got the gonorrhea's. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long <laughs> ending to <laughs> just uh, And then they're like, all right, and now time for a commercial. Yes, That's Justice it. League, Dark is a lark. There it is. That, it's the longest roll call ever. Uh, like, even long, even way, longer. That, that's <laughs> just his voice. That's how it goes. There's no way Don Cornelius would go for that nonsense. If, if so. Swamp Thing was out there doing that, he would not be allowed to do the scramble later. He would never yeah. be allowed to come out and do that. There's no possible way. Uh, but yeah, here we are with this book. And obviously, a lot of people have been waiting for this. And yeah, me, I've been excited me about it. Yeah, yeah, as well as me, somewhat. Uh, yeah, you, you're going. I, I don't know. Do, does Detective Chimp smoke cigarettes a lot? Because I didn't know that that was the case, but he's certainly on the I cover. Didn't remember that or is that yeah, an e-cigarette? It does look like I, an e-cigarette a little. For the douche. amount that people love Detective <laughs> Chimp, uh, he doesn't show up yeah. that often. No, I mean, he you, doesn't. You, you think this is like the most beloved character with a sustained oh, Well, that's fun. what you do. You get a goofy <laughs> character and don't have him come around a lot, and then people will think that it's beloved. I guess I, I, that's the it is. It's very similar more, to right? Plastic Man. I mean, you don't really True. get him a lot, and then people are clamoring well, for him. At least there is a golden age of Plastic Man where there yeah. is a, there are a lot of stories there, but you're right. In the modern time, there's not a lot no, of them. So. I'm telling you that on the cover, he is smoking an e-cigarette. Uh, little did we know that he is Stephen Dorff uh, <laughs> below the deal. But, yeah, a lot of people are waiting for this, and... I wanted to see what the tie-in would be to the Justice League if this was going to be one of those that it's it's really tied in. If it's not, it really isn't to me. No. I mean, it's its own separate thing. And and obviously, Justice League Dark is going to be something that's going to focus on the magic side of things. Now, yes, we do deal with the idea that magic's wonky. You know, we end up having the the tree. The tree, tree of wisdom? Salem, the tree of wisdom. I, know, I, like, have that tree. And I started like tree of wonder, or was it yeah, a tree yeah. of wisdom? Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, it's, it's a, tree a tree of wonder. wonder. Now, yeah. the funny thing about it is that's the setup. That there's the tree of wonder in Salem, and so since that's the setup, Tynan has to kind of fudge things because these trees should be gone, or they would. And it's like, yeah, it was only a marker to come, but. He's kind of sticking around, seeing what it could get done. It's like it's it's moved into Salem. He wants to see how things go there. Uh, it's a little a odd setup. There yeah, too. it's you a little odd really setup. Thing. But when we get to that, then I'll lose my mind because that's one of my least favorite. Basically, he says he can't talk to it till he does. Uh, it didn't even make sense. But you start with Satana, and and this is going to be one of those. This is a issue of. Okay, let's introduce you to the team, but not like a lot of others. This is more of the kind of a day in the life of the team being formed under duress and not wanting to be formed, I mean, you know, kind uh, of the there, deal. There are a lot of stories like this, yeah. though, you know. But, yeah, we have Teen Titans later. you got to run around yeah. and grab, grab but up But with the that, he does go that way where, you know, Satana's having problems with her magic. It's it's getting wonky. I don't know why she's doing any sort of magic show in front of people if she knows that this magic has gone a little wonky. And right. it does. Looks like people are dying. She, Wonder she Woman she shows up. like 25 grand for, like, Yeah, well, know, really. An and, and really, this is, show, really this is a show. This is a show you've never seen before. 
<laughs> because everybody gets attacked. Yeah, uh, monster, yeah so monster yeah. basically come out of her uh, hat as she yeah, tries to yeah, just starts it. just destroying people, grabbing them. They think it's part of the show. She's like, no, no, this is not part of the show. Thank you for signing that waiver. Now get the fuck out of here. Head for the exits, people. You got to get out of here. No refunds. Wonder yeah. Woman shows up, kind of takes care of it, and then says to her. Hey, you got to help me, you know, this whole deal. And I also like there's there's two things that make me laugh in this. It's the idea that, you know, the team isn't really a team until this stuff happens. Like you said, that does happen. But the other thing is the weirdest member of the team is the leader, which is Wonder Woman. So in this book, Wonder Woman has to explain why she should be in a team of dark magic users and says, yeah. I've been riding Griffin since I was little. I'm like, oh, Tynan, you already know that she really doesn't do, fit in this team, uh, but she's going to be because she's the big she's name She's got to do Trinity. something. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, so, Batman's, I mean, Superman's going to be the main one. Batman's yeah, going to yeah. be on the uh, spooky team, so of course they're going to so be on the So we have this. Team. We have this there and going, and with that, y- they go off. Uh, Zatanna is basically like, no, smell you later. I don't want any parts of this. But she still does want to find out what's going on. She's like, you know, this isn't a team thing. This is more of a magic thing. Uh, right. Let's go find out. And it's the funniest because they go to Winter's Gate Manor. And Winter's oh, Gate Manor. Girl. Oh, yeah. And the, the best part is, is as she's talking about it, there is that deal where you even see what should be Merlin. I, I can't tell because that whole thing there with the guy at the, it does look like uh, Baron Winter, it should be and whatever. But they're, they're going there. Oh, and, Merlin himself is there. I didn't see yeah. the cheetah. Well, I'm saying, look, look on when Clarion's going in in the background. He's there with the cat. He's there with him. With the, it's just a oh, side yeah. deal. So, but with that, oh, she's yeah, gonna is. yeah, she's gonna go to Winter's Gate to see what's going on. But she kind of hasn't been invited. Constantine's even there. He isn't invited because of all the shit that's gone down, including uh, Zatara being you know taken away and and in the demon realm and all that stuff that right. they just throw out there. Uh, don't really explain it too much, but it's there. Well, yeah, well, I feel, I know that did happen. I really can't remember when that happened though. If that was uh, it yeah, it's a, it's a, isn't it a weird? That, yeah, I think it might have. I think that might that be pre Flashpoint. That was before Forever Evil or after yeah. Forever Evil. I thought right, it was pre Flashpoint, actually, but I don't know. But even oh, with that. maybe it was that. Right, yeah, right. Even with that. It, it's just a weird thing to throw in and not going to explain, but it's okay. And you have this group yeah. of magic users that are just standing around talking and yelling at each other about what they need to do. And this is the Magic's setup. messed up. we got to fix yeah. things. Yeah, and this is where the setup is, that Swamp Thing's looking. And it's funny, too, because what is Satana doing when, when she sees Swamp Thing? She, she's peeking in as well, right? She's doing that. Oh, later, later when she's there, she's peeking in as well, but then throws shade at Swamp Thing for just standing around peeking. But you have all these magic users that are talking, and basically they're thinking small, according to like a Swamp Thing or whatever. They want to deal with the here and now of this magic problem and not go deeper into what the main problem is. And really, you have all these guys there, and it's a who's who of magic oh, yeah. characters. They're just going to get pushed aside anyway, for the most part, my dead mind. Man. It's not even just magic users. Yeah. It's like every, anyone ethereal. Any you got Phantom guy, Stranger, yeah. you got the mystical. whole gang in there. Yeah, and, and they're not they're not in the book. So I, I just figure yeah. they're there to see that people are upset, it's but the now I, we're going to see the team. There, yeah. the whole gang. And in the meantime, uh, Witch Boy Clarion goes in, made me laugh. Uh, that's funny. But then we go off I to Wonder Woman. I figured you'd like that because you're the oh, yeah. Clarion. Oh, Clarion. Man, you know? <laughs> oh, Clarion. I hardly knew you. They, they go off <laughs> then to the Oblivion Bar where there's Wonder Woman. She's kind of there with Detective Chimp just as a like 
And she's kind of drowning her sorrows in her drink. Nobody wants to join up with me. I, you know, what's with me? I, I think she was kind of hoping to find other magic users yeah, there, yeah. too, though. And then, but that's the thing. She's just like, and they're not here because obviously they're at Winter's Gate. So she's there and like, what's going on? I thought I'd get all these people here. No, no. Since everybody got slaughtered here, you know, including yeah, Eggmaster, so they, they don't really hang out here. It'd be like you're a gangster and the bar that you hung up, uh, the cops came and shot everybody dead in it. You ain't gonna hang out there anymore. So you're there. And she just wants to know, like, why aren't people joining in with me? What? And he's like, ah, it's because you're you ugly. And she said, what? <laughs> he's like, I'm joking. I'm joking. But you know, shit's gone wrong, but it ends up that Detective Chimp, this is the end. Again, you have to have a reason why a Detective Chimp would be on the team, and it's because he likes a good mystery. So sure. he's, he's going to get involved with that. But yeah, you even have, that's where you talk about the Omega Titans. You talk about the things that Wonder Woman has seen with the tree in Salem. You have all this stuff. You have Tracy 13 being the, it's funny the level too, because of scamp. The whole thing, you got the tree still out and about, and for some reason, now that we're done with No Justice and moving on, it is completely dropped out of my mind that these trees are still around, and even like the one growing out of Bell Rev. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and it says though, the, this is the weird the though. One we had growing out of the freaking forces of solitude. But the problem is, they're probably gone because they even say they say, you know what? These things led. They weren't only there to signal in, but for some reason, this one's become predatory, dangerous. And you know, I'm trying to stop it. It seems to want to hang around. It's a weird concept yeah, of growing this tree. It seems like right? maybe the other ones are so. gone. But it, it, she even says like it should have been gone by now, but it doesn't. This one stayed for some reason, and this is why they think magic is all wonky. It deals more, which is odd, with this tree. Then the falling of the source wall, then the break of the source wall, which you would figure is what you would, would think really they're doing the there. But yeah, the reason good. why is because Just League Odyssey is going to deal with them going to the source wall. So you can't have the Just League well, Dark Wall going towards the source wall broke. Yeah, but I'm saying, though, that they're making it right, so right. that the source wall isn't the end deal for them to fix this. They yeah, are only they're pointing. Ha- they're handling that in another yeah. comic. These yeah, they're handling that, that in Odyssey. You can't have both teams heading towards the, the source wall. Tree. Odyssey is heading there. This is the, why is this the staying? Why is this tree become predatory? And it seems like nonsense. None of the other things we saw had anything to do with this. We haven't even had the, like you said, I haven't seen the other trees. We've seen places like a uh, what's it called? A fortress of solitude. It ain't there anymore. So it must be gone. Hey, there's the fortress. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm saying when they went True. to do it, they, it wasn't there. So I yeah. don't understand, you know, except for the fact that they want to keep this book on Earth and doing something that isn't just the same thing as Odyssey, which they are heading towards the source wall for that. Uh, so it's just an odd thing to throw that in. But this seems like the issue, like uh, where people are saying it's a great thing with the team building. I actually think this issue is basically tying and trying to figure out a way to kind of fit his book into what's going on because of Wonder Woman saying, hey, people throw shade. I'm not a, a, you know, a magic user. Well, I saw that on Twitter. He's reacting more to fans yelling at them what they would be saying in the book. And this whole tree thing is the thing that sets it on Earth because there'd be no reason not to go to the source wall because of the idea that that's what's made most things wonky. Uh, but like we said, the whole idea of these magic users and, and the mystical what is this, guys. Strange? What are you going to do with a bunch uh, of magic users in space? Well, that's why you 
have to have something go and anchor it on Earth, and the only thing you can think of is the trees, which should be gone. But you have all these guys. Like I said, you have all these deals where the magic users, they're fighting with each other. Uh, you know, they're never going to get along, so nothing's mm. going to happen. They're going to sit in, in this mansion and look at that fire and yell at each other forever uh, while this is going on. This is what I'm saying. Zatanna looks in and sees Swamp Thing with his eye in a plant. And I, and I, I think she was actually there. I think she was just hanging back in the back she, of the like, you know, as everybody was talking. If the way this looks, she's outside the window. It looks like she's yeah. not even in the building. She's outside <laughs> looking through the window. She's and creeping she's, by a drape yeah, or something like that. Something. I don't know what the deal is. There. I don't yeah, but know. the drapes are on the inside. Yeah, but I'm saying I think she might be on the other side of the drapes. What? Why would she be hiding? At one point, the drapes are in front of her because uh, you see the shadow of the drapes you on her. I don't know what she's doing. You see no light on her face, really. Which I don't is know what, what she's she doing over there. In that other room. Everybody else is standing there, and when they show the wide thing, she's not amongst them. I, I just don't understand what's going on. But she's mad at Swamp Thing uh, that he, uh, you know, he's hanging out in the background. Uh, the thieves dropping. Yeah, well, they go. You go to the Hall of Justice. There's the big dragon bones there, and they go Half by the because mile beneath the yeah, Hall yeah, of Justice. Yeah, and because Wonder Woman has taken Detective Chimp to check out these things where these bodies are kind of transforming and reacting to all this crazy magic stuff. There's a bunch have, of John Carpenter's yeah, things. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, and you have you have They're Kirk Langstrom, cool, and I nice. like I like Kirk here, and I like there's his a bunch setup. of Cronenbergs. I know they're they're crazy, and then aliens and that. But yeah, you have the whole thing with. Uh, Kirk Langstrom I like because yeah. again you have to force him in he's a villain but you you get him in by saying I was respected before all this nonsense yeah. and, I mean uh, he's, got, he's gone both ways over yeah, the years yeah. anyway still it's still you have to end his I'm whole sure thing I'm sure he had a little bit respect. of the sanctuary he's good now he wants yeah. respect now he doesn't have that pin on everybody who goes to sanctuary has a special pin they say uh, but uh, with that he, he wants to be respected, so he's doing this. They go into this lab, and there's just these monstrosities, like you said. And then they react more because while this is going on, Swamp Thing is over at this tree. And this is where he says he, – he, they're talking to Tana. like, oh, I can't believe Swamp Thing was eavesdropping. He's like, eh, I wanted to see what was going on. But, you know, you have these two parties. You have these mystical guys. They want to kind of keep things in the dark. You have Wonder Woman wants to punch things into the light. I don't agree with either. Uh, but with that, he says, I thought I could speak to the tree, but I can't. The tree is not of the green. It was not meant to last to live. It was meant to be a cosmic beacon to measure the life force of our world. But now it is seeing if it can become something else. I thought I would speak to it if it would care to listen. But he's kind of speaking like the tree's not in the green. I can't speak to it. And then does. He just talks. Uh, yeah. It answered. It said that it wants to talk to you. To say. I'm like, what, what happened? A, what a happened? flaming ghost to your father. Yeah. What? Yeah. And just says, you know, there's something big happening. You know, watch out. You do this. But if you join this team, you may solve the problem. But you guys are the main problem. You're going to destroy the universe. Kind of like the same thing. This happens a lot in books like this. At the same time, shit goes wrong in the lab. And uh, Mambat, you know, they go, we need the real Mambat. He's like out of nowhere. I still have some of that original classic formula. Classic Mm. Coke. And it goes. And then they're there. The thing is, how does he maintain the Langstrom bit of this? How's he going to turn himself back? I don't know. I don't know how it goes, but yeah, he ends up in these things attack. It looks fantastic. Swamp Thing, it's a ton to show up, and now we have our team, and it's such a, it's not a team yet, but we'll see. But you They're know. all in the same room, and they're, they're ready in the to room, fight. yeah. And it's going to be one of those. Yeah, yeah it's going to be one of those. all it takes. So yeah, so there it is. It's the first issue. It was okay. I didn't yep. love it. Uh, I, yep. I'm interested to see what happens, because to me, 
this is almost like if you're having the plotting of what you're going to have in the series, this kind of, to me, this whole issue was the stuff that you have beforehand, like, okay, this is how that was now. Let me get to it. It, it was a lie. It was kind of boring. It, it actually was boring to me. It looked fantastic. But all in yeah. all, I was kind of bored. And it, Visually, it was, it was great, but there was something wrong with the storytelling, I thought. Yeah, it was like a little I, bit I just, clunky. Yeah. It, didn't, it didn't really the, – No, the that's the problem. That yeah. Great. And, and I agree with you. I mean, this book had a lot of house cleaning to do in terms that's of the like problem. trying to explain I think that that's what, was going what it on. is. I think but that James Tynan, yeah. Seemed, it seemed to drag at times. If and it I think that's why. Visuals, I think you would be a lot less positive about oh, yeah. it. Oh, you know? yeah. I think that what you're right on, I think that Tynan needed to do house cleaning to get his story to make sense going forward. And he does that. He does. As I go, I can sit there and yeah. say, okay, everything I saw. It jived enough, whatever, I'm, I'm ready to go. Uh, but that doesn't make a interesting story per se for one issue. And I do think that this is one of those where you do have some clunkiness of trying to get a team together with a Wonder Woman on a dark, mystical yeah. type deal, along with a Kirk Langstrom and a Detective Chimp. I mean, they are really throwing a lot at him to do. And you kind of have to get there in some forced ways. At points. He kind of makes it work. You know, yeah, he does, it does. all right. It works. It just, I'm ready it now. It just happens. Yeah. Oh, I give bit, him credit. Uh, you know, a little bit. Yeah, uh, it's a little clunky. I agree. What, what did you give it? Uh, I thought I was pretty positive about it in the end. I, I did enjoy it a lot, and I'm really interested in this series going forward. I think that I hope this is just sort of like we yeah. laid the groundwork. Now we can just start slinging magic and doing what we got to do. Uh, I gave it a 7 out of 10. Yeah, I think I'm still going to go 7 out of 10. I think Eric's going to go 6, 6, 5, but I'm going to go 7 just because I do think that it is a little clunky. But again, you can kind of see why, kind of see that. And even though he has to force some pieces in, it was clunky but didn't seem as forced as some other issues are. I, I do give him credit. Like there's Kirk Langstrom, which really doesn't make a lot of sense for him to be here. But uh, with it, it does make sense uh, for some reason. One, like, is that the first person you would think that Wonder Woman would go to to research what's going on? Because it's not my first thing uh, that I would think of. But by the end, I'm okay with it and I'm ready to go. And the detective chimp kind of gets there because she just goes to the Oblivion Bar looking for magic right. users and then is depressed and talks to him. That ends up happening. And then Satana and Swamp Thing as a, as a couple going, just reacting to what's happening. It's a weird way to gather a team, but I think that he does it in a clunky way, but a serviceable way that by the end I wasn't angry and saying, oh, man, you know, usually like this we'll have somebody in the team that were like, bullshit, you know, I'm not going to, yeah. you know, you have Roundhouse coming up in Teen Titans, like, bullshit. Shit, that I didn't really get much of that, but like Eric, I'm wondering how this man bat deal is going to work out throughout. But hey, we'll go with it. But what would you give it, Eric? I'd give it a seven out of ten. As oh well. my goodness, I want to give this issue the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, like I, I do with too. a lot of first issues. It's just like we got a lot of the stuff out of the way to get them to get together where they are going to be the team. They realize, you know, Wonder Woman's been going around talking to people, they've been turning her down. Now they're going to realize when they do work together, there is a threat. We may need a Justice yeah. League member yeah. on a kind of you yeah. know, magic team. So hopefully all the boring exposition aspects are in a way, because I did find this a little bit boring. It was well, a little boring. Art, the biggest problem I have, though, is that we have this concept of the Tree of Wonder and all those different cosmic, yeah. you know, trees and beacons and stuff it. like that. It was just thrown out there for yeah. these Omega fucking Titans that didn't make any sense. Now all of them are apparently gone, except for this one who wants to be something different. I have no idea yeah. what this thing was supposed to do originally. Now you're going to change it to do something else? It's like, and, yeah, and, yeah. it's not a good basis for your story already. And, and with that, does, doesn't, it, doesn't it feel again 
like when you read the book and you think that you're the only one who doesn't know. Like they seem to think everybody knows the best. It's the still force right. again. That, I, I, I mean, if, if someone didn't read metal at all, I would wonder, or screwed. No Justice, they'll just be like, what, but the, even what then, the hell's we, going when on? When we were reading those and all of a sudden No Justice, like these trees grow, and like we, we still were trying to, and then you're eating well, the fruit that, from them, and yeah, what is going on? <laughs> we had no idea. And and they, they go forward with a seed that's made yeah. them spring forward. It is right. it isn't right. It is an odd idea to base your story on something that really wasn't well spelled out, but I think that Tynan thinks it was. I think that they all sit there and think that these things are fully explained when really they're not. And people so, yeah, I agree that it is wonky with that, but I agree with you too and with Reggie that I was confident enough reading this that I think this is going to be an enjoyable series, and I hope it gets better as we go. Yeah. Uh, the one taking, thing, though. face value, the, the Tree of Wonder is just there. It's there. You know, that, the purpose I, here's of this the thing. book, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's, I it's said, a, there's, there's these things that we talk about, and we have a huge problem with, but by the end of that issue, you kind of have to accept that that's how it is and move forward yeah. and try to, you know, try to have fun with it past that. Uh, you know, you can't keep penalizing the same thing over and over and unless they start really hinging something on that. Like they go, you know, that tree of wonder again. And you're right. like, I don't know. And so hopefully <laughs> you leave we me alone learn, with your trees. <laughs> hopefully we learn some more things. But yeah, we're going to move on to the next book, which is usually the first book of this section. And uh, boy, this this one, it, we're, the next two, ooh, they ooh, just keep to be the last along. Book of this, yeah, it is. Uh, it's podcast. a penultimate. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, number 49, by Robert Vendetti, Rafa Sandoval, and Sergio Davila, Jordi Tarragona, and Tomu Mori. Uh, this plan that the Green Lantern Corps came up with five issues ago, it gets enacted here, and it works. <laughs> there you go. That, that's well, basically... Phase the, two of the plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I think it's, it's phase seven. In These a way, things in a way, are actually, taking no, so long. The plan was Hector Hammond takes over the controller's hive mind. Phase one. And the phase two was create was the, the uh, teleportation disrupting device. And now the uh, they can't go away. And somehow in this book, Tomar 2 becomes the uh, spokesperson for the Dark Star. Oh, yeah, that was he's nice. the number one guy. But I, would, I, would, I wouldn't have minded if they could have spent an issue showing us that, his promotion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe him going home to his wife and she's like, when are you going to get a promotion? He's like, I'm <laughs> like working on kid, it. Baby. Get off my ass. You know? Or just show they have a, a scoreboard and he's on top. He's killed more people. He's on top. There you go. Uh, because he didn't kill yeah, anybody. It'd be nice to get some kind of a clue. How did he it, get to that? That's that the thing. It, it makes sense that you want to have the one that you know, but you know, set it up. But with this whole thing. Uh, the teleportation device, and I know this is something where you have to be reading the series and whatever, but ha- that just gets sprung. Out of, like, we've been waiting, does, we've yeah. been waiting for the set, and all of a sudden they're just like, hit it, boys! And it happens, you're like, oh, okay, I guess that's how it's going to work. And it, it, this issue... And immediately, the Dark Stars aren't a threat anymore. Yeah, they're done. And, and, we're, and we're, we, we have one more issue left of this whole yeah. thing. And you have just neutered the shit out of your big bed of the thing because yeah. of uh, teleportation. Yeah, well, because I, I, thought, I thought that their uh, edge was that they had an overwhelming number. I didn't know it was because yeah. they could well, teleport anywhere. Here's the other deal. Stuff. Here's their edges. Overwhelming number. Teleport yeah. a bit because you can't hit them. And also the hive mind. They get rid of yeah. 
two of those. And with that, most of the dark stars freak out and are told to go home. All that, but really it doesn't happen. And, and with that, though, it's just them standing around. It's floating around in space this whole time. That, that's all this issue is. And, again, people seem to love it, but – you, you get Hector Love Hammond. It. Hector Hammond saying, I'm telling you, you look at the reviews, my friend. You'll see uh, you're on the low end. You, you, Hector Hammond's there. Hector Hammond's the, uh, you know, the comic relief. Can I squish his head? No. Okay. Yeah. Can I squish I like his head? Stuff. No, I, I it's did, okay. I, I really did enjoy Hector Hammond but when, the he, problem when he got him going in this. It's funny. We, we have this issue with this book and the next one, but the, it's the pacing. The pacing of it. And as you guys were saying and pretty much alluding to – this issue could have been the last four issues combined into this. I mean, what what seems that Venditti does is you have an issue where you make one plan. You have an issue to make the next plan. You have an issue to make the third. And then you have the fourth issue where the plans work. That, that's what you get. Instead mm-hmm. of them doing things all together and having a pacing that's really good, it's the setup, 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 and then finally – a. F- and it always seems rushed when they finally do something because of the fact that we've done nothing. And so when they end up doing this and it, like you said, all of a sudden out of nowhere, Dark Star's done. You know, Pretty everything every, comes everything in. happens in this yeah, issue. Everything yeah, you know, happens, but like, it's everything really happening while they're standing the around. First issue of this arc and this one, and I don't mean the yeah. first issue of this fake arc. I mean of the real arc yeah, that started. Yeah. I mean, you you ended up with, in my mind, one of the cool things. Now, again, we have one last oversized 50 issue that ends everything. So we'll probably get this. But why did you even set up Orion being there? Why is Zod there? Hector Hammond at least does something. But even Arkillo. Arkillo is only there for Guy Gardner to say something to. Orion is just there standing. Yeah, half of these guys that they got... Just and guys that up- they got who would definitely go on a freaking murder spree yes. because they're also neutered and like, oh, you guys aren't allowed to kill. Yeah, you're not allowed to kill, but here? at least yeah, have this fuck? thing. At least you, you know, utilize you it. You come here. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I didn't ask you to bring me here. I buddy. mean, at one point, I mean, Orion, you just see him in the background of a panel and then you move on. Like, you, you don't get buddy. Why yeah. is Zod there? So they're yeah. only using the technology he got from the Eradicator. Zod yeah. could have stayed home. Yeah, where's but, the eradicator? Uh, <laughs> could have used yeah, more guys. Yeah, yeah, they, they could have used guys. Make it. It's it's just so weird that you have set up these cool options only to just have them stand around and do I nothing. I mean, all really. Take a bow here, if I said to you, we're we're gonna have an issue coming up, and this is before you know, we're we're not even doing any of this, and this is coming up, and I'm like, hey guys, there's gonna be this issue where there's the dark stars surrounding Zod, Kyle Rayner, Guy Gardner, Orion, and Arkillo, and they have to. You you'd think that this is the most action packed, exciting thing. Like you'd be yeah, like, really. your head would be swimming with the ideas of how these guys are together and why and what they're doing and yet they're just standing there where you have Kyle looks like that's over with why'd you say that Rainer here they come again <laughs> now they have more I'm like what what just happened because you're just standing because it seems like everything has to happen in this 50 so this is just the setup to that and you have all these and pages to I, fill I'm- I might be a dummy too, but it's like the progression of this about where everybody is. There are there are markers every now and again where we have most of our Green Lanterns. We're fighting on Mogo against the yeah. Dark Stars. We have Hank Henshaw and Hal Jordan on the Dark Star base, taking yep. care of the whole you know hive mind aspect. And it's seen before we had you know Kyle Rayner, Guy Gardner, like uh, Zod and um, and Ryan 
above Mogo fighting yeah, I while we had John above, Stewart yeah. over in the space above the the the, uh, the Dark Star base. Yeah. Then things just get all kinds of wacky where somehow you know the Dark Star like you know, the Green Lanterns all make their way to the Dark Star base while you know it seems like uh, Kyle Rayner and Guy Gardner are still above Mogo, but then they just kind of move their way over to where the, yeah. everything. They just seem in It's space just a weird progression that I can't actually figure out where yeah. anybody is at any given time and how we all make our way to the Dark Star base yeah, by the end. Yeah, and even then, it's just a setup for what's going to go because at the Dark Star base, you have Hector Hammond. He has – and and here's the thing too. It's a joke in the comic, but this big setup of them going to get rid of the controllers that are the, you know, hive mind aspect of the Dark Stars. And, and Hal's like, okay, you gotta stop them. Should I squish their heads? No. Just, Ooh. just stop this deal. Done. All right, there you go. You, you, what? Not really. You're done. And then, and then you go. And then that's when Tomar 2 shows up and it's like, now we're gonna fight. And, and they just fight and yell at each other. Oh, wait, and I get can't teleport. Yeah, and we get the same thing that we got all along of the, you know, I always am going to win, Jordan, because you won't go the last step and kill, and I will. That's why the Dark Stars are kick-ass. No, you'll just kick-ass because you can teleport. And by the way, you can't. Here you go. Boom! And nails them. And there you go. That That's the issue. That's the entire issue. There's Very disappointing. Really going on. Especially since you've been waiting for like four issues now to get oh, to this God. whole like teleportation okay. disruptor. And, and if people are, are mad, because I do see some people who don't agree with what we're saying, just imagine that you go, the last four pages of this issue are two spread pages that nothing goes on. It's actually the same thing. Hal goes, yeah. never question the will of Hal Jordan. He's going to hit Tomar 2 in a spread page to next go to the final spread page of him there. Uh, Again, you know, last charge part 2. And, yeah, yeah. Super facing. <laughs> I mean, there, there you go. There, There's the last bits of the book where they don't even have enough things to do in this one issue. I mean, it's, it's just it's ridiculous. And it looks great. It looks fantastic. Oh, I like the really way it good. looks. I, there's Ooh. no nothing this wrong with the art. This is my team. Even this, the, yeah. even this guy that helps uh, Rafa Sandoval on the pencil, Sergio Davila. Yeah, uh, and, and looks it's terrific. I it's love pacing. it. The pa- mm-hmm. there's not a story to tell that's going to take us this many issues. Uh, you, you could cut this in half at least. Now, this I mean, singular issue probably is the one to read, though. Of, of yeah. the last well, four, I would say. Well, just imagine reading the trade. Read one and read this one. Can you, know, you imagine the first reading the this trade? It's gonna. You're gonna. I. I. I know. I can't pay attention for shit. There would be times if I would buy this trade that I'd get to like page forty and think that I actually page back because it just repeats over. Nothing happens, and here we go. It does set up, you know, the big battle. But by now, it's almost like I'm war weary with this. I am yeah. punch drunk because we keep thinking that we're going to move ahead and we don't. And then, yeah, also y- you have the deal. Like now, you're going to have to deal with the Green Lanterns, and again, we have a spread page with all. We've had the spread page seven the- times. I know. It's, it's the same I, thing. It I looks fantastic. They, they even realize how ridiculous it is because they could have padded it out more where they actually went through the oath. At the end, all right, Green Lantern's Glide. They don't even say the whole thing. Yeah. This week. yeah. Uh, let's get this done. Green Lantern's let's Glide. Get it's almost like everybody wants to just get it over with so we can get, and yeah, to push to the 50. So oh, hopefully that 50 kicks ass. But what would you give this, Reggie? Uh, you know, I did, of course, love the visuals the of it. The art was great. And, and you know, if you just were to take this singular issue, a couple of really kind of cool things happen, but it's the only place that cool things do happen. I always do have a problem with Green Lanterns making complex machinery with their constructs, but 
I know that John makes weaponry, so if anyone can do that kind of thing, I guess it would. I'd be all right with him doing yeah. it. But it, it always nags at me because that's really so much of a cheat. Like then you would just make a fucking nuclear missile every time. You know what I yeah, mean? But yeah. uh, anyway, I gave it a six out of ten, and I probably was being very generous. Yeah, I'm going five one, and that's you know what we usually do when we think it's nonsense, but the art is really good. Uh, yeah, I could I could even go as five five just because the art is so good. But we don't do anything. I you, you get just the you know, the next little bit from what was set up, the last bunch of issues. I mean, how many issues can you have a set up to get to something before people start getting upset? But the whole deal is, is that you kind of get away with it here because you are ending at 50. So people, oh, just wait till 50, wait till 50. But I just, it's just, it's getting boring and we're seeing the same things over and over and then just getting a little bit of progression. And, yeah, and buying and paying, you know, yeah, three bucks yeah, for the it's nonsense. So yeah, I'm going five, one. What about you, Eric? 4.5 out of yeah. 10. The yeah. art is okay. It does not like sustain this whole thing, though, because, like you said, the, we're getting the same thing over and oh, over again to pad out this thing to get to the final issue. And, like, you know, even this whole thing where John, un, like, he unveils the whole t- the teleportation disrupt. I'm like, we've been waiting three or four issues for him to unveil this motherfucker. Yeah. It's not a yeah. shock. And yeah. then to end yeah. with, you know, how Jordan's talking about he's got great willpower. I'm going to end with a fist fight. Come on. Yeah. That's yeah. nothing. Get out of here. Yep. Yeah, that's everyday uh, Green Lantern stuff, right yeah, there. Come yeah. on, two two of the that's reviewers, mediocre. two Black ten Lantern. out of tens. Sorry. This baby got. I told you, Reggie, two ten out of tens and a nine five that amongst that, other that, things. That, then it, two more yeah, nines. It goes down to a two, though. Somebody gave it a two. Well, uh, but go. yeah, uh, we're gonna move on to the next issue again. Now we finally do get now, to a finale, it, and that's yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't Here we? Here we go. Aquaman number 38. We get a finale, all right? Just not really in this issue. It's by it's Aquaman number 38 by Dan Abnett, Ricardo Federici, and Sonny Go. This week, poor henpecked Arthur gets some help with that pesky neighbor, Coram Rath. Help from his nagging wife. It's a new episode of The Curry's At Home Atlantis this Wednesday at 9 p.m. Yeah, yeah, this is the finale. Corn Wrath is taken care of, but he gets sent away. Anyway, I mean, you have all the things that I that hate. That thing was and so, an I, ending. I really had to almost I mean, this is that. a monstrosity. Like, Put him of out of course. his misery. Put him out of his misery. All the shit that he's done, and they just let him go. I guess that's a uh, punishment enough. He's a he's a fucking <laughs> monstrosity. Doesn't even get that kind of thing going on. Yeah, like that, I mean, that. To me, to me, and this is jumping ahead since at the very end of the book, Atlantis rises to the surface. Yeah. The awesome thing to do would be to have you know be like Cormrath is like I'm the king, I'm the king. Atlantis rises to the surface, and then he, he can't dies. breathe up yeah. there. And, and, he run, and he has to run away. You know what I he mean? He should like, be the like, jester. Yeah, I think it, what it they... almost had its own ending right there. Yeah, I don't well, maybe was like the it fucking squid jester. But yeah. uh, well, even that's... the whole thing where the abysmal dark that has changed Corn Wrath into this monstrosity. This abysmal dark is the away. only thing that was chained away. It was the only thing that was keeping Arthur's wish at bay from the end of Metal, which makes so sense yeah. because we no. had you know he grew the beard when this happened at Corn Wrath. You know, he did not have a chance to leave this and go do metal to yeah, make a no. wish for this. And, and dark even to that, hold back yeah. the wish. And sorry, we're going to make it where the Atlantis rises now. Sorry, Arthur. I'm like, what What, what the hell is going on in Scott's no, story? And, you don't and think and he this... just shaved during the events of metal and then let his beard grow? Uh, again? No, he had the, he had a beard in metal. Oh, okay. I, the thing about this is, though, anyway, is bullshit. I don't want these wishes. I mean, who, what was going on in these goddamn guys' minds when they were wishing for the universe to get back to, I, I saw that the wishing circle worked. 
They got rid of the dark multiverse and all that. So where are these ideas popping up? And, and then it, it happens to be shoved into this at the end. Oh, by the way, remember that wish you had uh, for, no. you know, the Atlantis and the surface to be the same? Monkey paw. That, that's all this is. And I've already seen this with the dark gods and Wonder Woman. And that sucks. Yeah, and the dark stars. Why are these things this nonsense? Don't give me this nonsense of, oh, my God, because now we're, 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 are we going to go three years? And also, it's too long, in my mind, since the, the metal ended to throw these things it's out there now. this whole goddamn story. Yeah, I'm telling you, why, why isn't this one of those that, that basically I think Reggie had the great ending was is that Cornrath takes this because, and, and the wish comes true. And then Cornrath, that's how he wins. And that would have happened eight issues ago. This yep. is a 13-issue story and ends up with an ending of, remember that metal wish you had? I mean, really, why, why were the, why were these heroes' minds wandering this much while they were trying to save the universe together by wishing? They, they were there together. I said, I made the joke when it was Wonder Woman, like, boy, you weren't paying attention. What a hero. It seems like everybody was just wandering in their minds of what was going on. And it's just a forced way to have this Atlantis rising at the end, which is nonsense. But with that, it's the best part of the issue because nothing yeah. happens in this that really – you end up ending well, I mean, any in, way in, that in you a, would like, end. Like, like we said before, in a way, everything happens. Everything we've been waiting well, for to yeah, happen. But, but the nothing there, – is there a surprise? Happens, to yeah. it happened in fucking the Mara. Yeah, and you say that. Yeah, fucking it? nothing did happened it? in Mara. Nothing happened in that book either. All I they mean, did as was... Far, as far as her grew getting people yeah. together... That and it was, was bullshit. With well, they came in and did nothing. Yeah. In Mara, though, you know, and this is the thing you know. that I love. When are people going to react that Zebel was going with Mara? And they're like, we don't want any queen that's going to be teaming up with Zebel. Get the fuck out of here. And at one point, it could have been Orm if in that book she would have lost. and would have made no sense. And with that, that's all it is, is Aquaman fighting Cornrath. And you get almost that victory lap where you have Dolphin show up. Ha! Huh, Dolphin, you piece of crap, pushes her aside. Yeah, yep. oh, hey, there, there's Volko. How you doing, buddy? Uh, things have been better. Oh, my God. We're, we're almost done. Yeah, what it, are we going to do? What's that? It's so ridiculous to me, too, because the thing is, you know, we have Aquaman and Dolphin fighting together trying to take down Cornrath. All looks to be lost when Mara and the Zebelian yeah, host come, like, you know, swimming in the freaking save the day. And you have Aquaman and Dolphin look at each other like, oh, well, Mara's back now. Guess what we had is like, up. we have not pushed this whole no. almost romance thing since the story nope. first began. Ever that, like, we had a weird little moment where it looked like something might haven't dealt with it since. So when they had this moment, I'm like, you didn't earn that. Get the no. fuck out of here. And even then, the, the way that this all ends, like, Cornrath is heading to the, uh, to the tower, uh, with the motherhood. And then it's, let's the fight. Yeah, the widowhood. And let's fight. Mara shows up pretty much as a distraction for the most part because the Aquaman yeah, really. runs him through, you know, injures him. Done. Done. There you look go. At, look, at Mar- look at Mara's booty in this picture, yeah, though, when I still, still in the just, eye. What, you, you okay. went all the, the nice You went booty. all this time. Just to have a dis- – and, and I'm telling you, you say 13 that's issues. That's all he needed. Well, you Don't say you 13 that? issues. That's, that's the, the problem is – yeah, the, the, uh, What's his name? Marco couldn't yeah. do whatever the Well, the, the problem is, though, we, we didn't Mark? have 13 issues. Mark. We didn't have 13 issues. We had 19 because we had six with goddamn Mara and the Queen of Atlantis. 19 issues to do this where she shows up with a big display to cause a distraction for you know Aquaman to run through. Run him through and injure him. Done. 
done. It, it's all done. That's with, the with end the of this end, war. This magic trident with the yeah. broken staff And then everybody the celebrates. They all, they all go, hurrah. Mara and Aquaman kiss. They say, hey, baby, it's been a long time. Let's get this you know, show on the road. You're the queen. All right. This is awesome. And then the darkness exits. Corrin Rath starts throwing you know, crap at Arthur. Oh, you didn't know that you made this wish. <laughs> they show the little panel of metal where he looks badass, I will admit. Uh, but Atlantis rises, and there you go. And he says, oh, no, Mara, I screwed up. I, I wondered, I wish that everything could be kind of both Atlantis and the surface. Well, Just you got like what me. you wish for. And then there you go. And then it ends with them up. And I'm like, really? This is the ending to all of these issues? We waited all this time and a miniseries? Yeah. And really, you say this miniseries, all the miniseries set up was so that she could ride in with a, with a cool-looking octopus. I didn't think the miniseries was great, but essentially, to me, we waited all this time when the important thing, which was Mera's insertion into the whole fucking yeah. But really, thing, yeah, she just shows up. up she, was the, she was the crucial distraction. Yeah, well, it, it's funny because... Her and Orm could have made a left turn at Albuquerque and just went right to Atlantis and, and on the way grabbed an octopus and they were in. That's all it is. I mean, this isn't like 800 zebellions surrounded Corn Wrath. They get rid of Corn Wrath by just I, as I, other I people are I fighting. Say the six issue mini was worth it. I just yeah. said. It's just, the, the I'm saying this whole thing, thing is nonsense. And, and with this, you have Atlantis rising, you have these things going on. Uh, all it is is just that now they're really going to tread water until Kelly Sue DeConnick comes on the book. And, and where you get this, it's a Suicide Squad Aquaman crossover. What the hell is that? Whoever, whoever heard of that? You were that waiting concept? for that. You were yeah, like, yes. Yeah, yeah but if Suicide Bring Squad. I'm actually going to it because yeah, it's, it's still new. wacky. But yeah, yeah, but with that, we're all going to be waiting until Kelly Sue DeConnick comes on. This book needs a change. Nothing is happening. This is oh, the yeah. Dan Abnett. I even told Eric, I'm changing. We used to laugh the Dan Abnett seven. It's down to a six. He just he doesn't do anything. I mean, I'll be honest, but I'm watching. I'm grabbing happily at this Atlantis Rising thing because it is new. It is yeah. at least at least. Well, at least and we you have Rob Williams, who we love. And we're on new arc, you know. <laughs> it's so, Rob Williams yeah, and Dan Abnett. We'll see. Maybe the, maybe the change my, will help. Maybe those are my boys, you know. Yeah. Me corazón. The art is good. The art is I, good. Like I think said. the art is spectacular. Yeah. You know I love this artist a lot. But the That's thing right. is, I've been pushing this art for so long. I didn't care for it this issue yeah, that much. I'm telling I you. Know, I like it now. Hold on, story or I was just hold on, hold on, hold on. Eric, yeah. did, did, you, did you see Mara's booty? Yeah, I, I didn't see it. He's not a booty guy. look at it. Yes. Booty I actually stabs. think that the best looking thing in it is that giant octopus, but yeah, you know, whatever. Oh, it's just yeah, crazy. Cormrath looks good. I don't know. If, you know well, and Cormrath, like we said at the beginning, just to you know make it clear, he ends up uh, basically being turned fully into just a you know a half breed. What they beast, say, yeah. a beast, and then he swims away. And they say, well, being a, a beast that he beast. hates <laughs> is just the just as much yeah, uh, you know prison fine. for him. He's in yeah. a prison of himself, and he it's goes fine away. fine that he was fucking, yeah. you know, beating the shit out of an entire neighborhood huh. in, in Atlanta for like, whatever over a full and over. year. Just killing people. Yeah, killing you people know. left or right. I, that one picture, though, where he, like, is all, you know, beaten down and looking sad. It's just, I like the art. I like was it, it, was it, uh, was it uh, Necron? What was the name of his, his servant that got, he got run through? Like, why aren't they getting justice for him? They yeah, they really should. These guys should have their heads on pikes. Yeah, right well, there they are, but it's done. What, what did you give it? Uh, in the end, I really loved the art, and I thought that this was, the, the again, the one issue, if you're going to read any issue, 
skip about the last 10 months of issues. You can read the first, and then you, you can pretty much finish off here. Uh, again, a very generous 7 out of 10. Yeah, I'm not even half that. I'm going 3, and that's all art, and that takes up for a minus 3 on story because this is nothing. This is bullshit. The, the way that this was padded out and to have this be what we've been waiting for for a year – it's ridiculous. It's it's goddamn ridiculous. And then to have it at the end be a part tie into a wish during metal, it just please just leave me alone with this nonsense. The art's great though. I do like the art now. While Eric doesn't like it, but it's just I'm, saying, I'm not going to say I didn't like it for some yeah. reason. It just didn't it's grab just, me. Because, and it's probably just because nothing happened. Yeah. Nothing yeah. happened when ev- like you said everything happened. But unfortunately, that means nothing because the, yeah. it's just been set up. And basically, at the whole thing, this whole thing led to oh my god they got to defeat corn rat they got to defeat corn rat usually there's a little more to the defeat except for well we defeated corn rat <laughs> that worked mm-hmm. out all right and nothing not not even in this one to have like a queen mara we salute you and have like a star wars ending where they're all standing and she's That'd giving them medals cool. and yeah. whatever just have something that i can grab onto and say oh no at yeah, the end go. of all this you have atlantis rise and like, okay, like no rest for the wicked here. And it's, well, you could it's, have even had Corn Wrath be defeated a while ago, yeah. and just show us more of the abysmal dark that you keep pushing. Because yeah. at the end, you know nothing about this. That no. it was a dark thing that got chained and up eons ago. Yeah, and, and, and I'm telling you, I could even go with an idea that at the end you tie it in where there's a, a prison where you see, you know, Corn Wrath's in prison, which he should be. That's and then the like, And then like, Psst, hey, buddy. I got some plans for the future. And you see that they put them next to each other. Like, that's a bad idea. But at least they're, okay, that's going. I'm just like, really? You're just setting up this next thing? And this is just nonsense. So when when you end a huge, year-long story that's so lackluster, I, I don't want to see what you're setting up for the next one because I just, I'm done. But, yeah, that's that. What did you give it? Did you give it a score, Eric? Did you say? I did not. 4.8 oh, out of 10. Oh, my goodness. I'm the lowest Ooh. by far. I've just had enough. But we're going to go off to some mail, and then we'll be back with some other books with Reggie. Yo, it's mail call. Eric, it is mail section number three, and we're going to go back in time. We're jumping on the Rick, the Rick train. That's going to send us back to episode. We getting Rick rolled? Episode number eighty-one. It is. We're being Rick rolled. Hello, all, Jim. That was an amazing new song for starting the work week. I'm curious to know if you've actually used it since. That was the back to work song. Uh, I almost did last week. I thought last week was a big uh, one of those where we had a lot of games and things like that. That is the get ready for the work week song. And since Rick says this, maybe you've heard one already tonight, huh? Maybe. 
Uh, if I remember. I'll, I'll do know. one of those. I, I, well, I'm saying I might do one, and I'll edit it in later. Are you a Will Ferrell fan? There are quite a few quotes from him. He says, I would be, but I do like the jazz flute, Eric. And he may be saying that, but I am a fan of the next person. He says, and I do like Will Ferrell a lot. I just, I'm kind of done with him, uh, as I think the world is. The soundbite of Jessica yelling terrified me the first time you played it. Can you hear me, Jim? You hear me, Jim? You hear me, Jim. Oh, you got a long goodness. way to go, Rick. Oh, my goodness. Have fun. It's so funny that he started in the 70s. If he would have started 20, 20 episodes earlier, he would have heard a lot of Edit stuff. that out. Batman number three. When the car split and Batman was on a motorcycle, I thought for sure the car halves were going to just run into something. Did anyone notice that Batman seems to only compliment Gotham on how he is doing and not Gotham Girl, Eric? I do think I that we remember way back. About. Remember way back in I Am Gotham, we did say that Gotham Girl was being left in the shadows, that he didn't care anything about her until I he don't did. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Well, that was a running gag for four issues of every time they do some, we're like, what? He don't like the girl, does he? He's just talking to the boy. We kept getting mad. And number two, Batman told Gotham he was doing good before Gotham Girl showed up. Then in this issue, he says, it's good to see you out there, Gotham. It's good to see what you did with your fear, which I know in this issue, Batman is referencing when he saved Gotham years ago. Like the story in art, but not quite as much uh, as much as the previous issue. And Tell yeah, me what issue it is. He did. I said at the beginning, Batman number three. That's oh, okay. how he started. For some reason, so, yeah. I just thought like this no. issue of Batman. It's, no, All it's right, Batman I got number you. three. For some reason, and, yeah, that he, uh, he's, uh, you know, don't get so uh, familiar with that Gotham guy. <laughs> Superman number three. I really like this. Other than Doomsday, Lex, and General Zod. I don't know a whole lot of Superman villains. I like the concept of the Eradicator, and I enjoyed the art. Why is Superman so hell-bent on finding everyone over-talking? John is going to think everything is solved by fighting. I love the idea of John's DNA adapting between the human and Kryptonian. I also learned that the Kent shouldn't have animals because that poor dog just showed up and is just ingested by the Eradicator. Yeah, let alone Goldie. Yeah, you you both seem confident that Crypto is not dead. If but the he's thing not, is, you, you even have the other dog, which I forget, like, we were yeah. bringing it to the one point. Remember when they are like, holding on to it, going to the, I think, the oh, Himalayan yeah. freaking, yeah, uh, said that or the was, Colorado. Yeah, he was going to end up freaking freezing to death. Yeah, that was in the uh, Lois and Clark, I believe, at the end of the dog? deal. That dog died. No, remember, I thought they had to give him away when they left. There's, there was something weird that they did that we just kept saying that they killed it and made up an excuse. It was almost like the John, like, oh, no, we had to give that to Old Man Rivers down the road. There ain't no Old Man Rivers. There's no Old Man Rivers. Oh, yeah. Well, we, we throw him in the river. Old man river. <laughs> we throw him in the river, buddy. If he's not, and, and don't take it out on any cat. If he's not, I really hope that later he burst out of the Eradicator's chest like the movie Alien. Oh, my goodness, Eric. He he is a mumbo-jimbo. Because you remember, that kind of saves the day. Justice oh, yeah. League number one. And I, I couldn't remember what happened to him. I'm like, oh, yeah. No, I do. Are we sure this is a Justice League comic? This is the first one. This is Brian Hitch. <laughs> it had decent art, but what happened to make this need to be a Justice League comic? Oh, you have just begun. Oh, my, my God. You have just begun a battle Don't that do you it. will rage. Don't do it, Rick. Through, and you will listening to our podcast back poorly. then. You're you're not going to get the full scope of the idea that I did not like that comic from the get go when I was being told by everybody it was great. And it, again, does it does it, it, does, it does it surprise you, Eric? It, it drove me nuts. Hellblazer Rebirth number one. Yes, thank you, thank <laughs> you. So I'm saying, just wait, just wait. When you, you get mad at me about say a Flash fifty one. 
Just give it time. Give it time. When you're sitting back right now and saying that you hear that everybody hated Burnside Batgirl, remember that Eric Shea fought a lonely fight against that book by himself for quite some time, including being publicly shamed by the writers and artists. Hellblazer Rebirth number one. I wasn't too enthralled with this issue. I liked the backstory of why Constantine she couldn't get be in London. I did. I actually was on. And at first I went, that's the last book of that I, I liked. And at first I wasn't a huge fan of the fourth wall. After a while, I started thinking about that question he asked during the fourth wall. If Mercury hadn't shown up, would I really have stood by while eight million souls were condemned to hell? I think he would. I think I don't know what's going on. I think he realizes he's in a comic book and his actions don't matter. Similar to the Joker. They kind of get away from that. Uh, that, that, that or Mercury. Abby so funny. Swamp thing, so whatever. funny. Just, just think. Rick, right now, it has read... The Rebirth special number one, this isn't even the first, but he read the exact first issue the same week that we're ending that series where we're going to say that thank Crazy. God it's done. Crazy world we're living on called and life. Imagine that. He doesn't like that issue. Yeah, that's the only one I did. Background Birds of Prey Rebirth number one. The art in this was amazing. I really like Background Black Canary's dynamic. Black Canary is constantly trying to get away, and Batgirl makes up a reason she needs her. I laugh when I saw Batgirl holding binoculars saying, the SUV looks like a manual, and I'm way too young to have learned how to drive stick. So I guess I do need you after all. The goofy grin and the fact that her eyes are shut made me laugh. I didn't really care for the Huntress. I also don't really know much about her. I saw the panel on Night- Nightwing Rebirth number one, but that was about it. That was just her saying, hey, what are you doing now, Grayson? As far as the Rebirth one shot specials, this is my favorite so far. He's in nice. with Batgirl and Birds of Prey. That's good. We, I think that I really think that we were one of the most positive uh, team to like that book, even though our scores nah, were nah, lower. It was all meandering. Yeah, but, yeah but still, I, I think that uh, overall, I bet you if you average out your scores, they probably came to like a 5-8 to a 6. That's pretty positive for what that was. Green Lantern's number three. This issue was great. Aside from Atrocitus looking like ground beef, I really enjoyed the art. I was really enjoying the story, and then Simon cured Bleas, and then Bleas was restored. Her wings were returned, and I was so excited that she was going to have a second chance. (laughs) Then Jessica ruined it, and Bleas transformed back to a red lantern. At the very end, Jessica is infected with rage. I absolutely enjoyed it, and I'm excited to read the next one. I gave that back row in the Birds of Prey Rebirth issue an 8 out of 10. Yeah, I'm telling you. I I think that you The series overall is a 6. Okay, that's what I figured. That's pretty positive. That's pretty positive. Green Arrow number 3, Good Night. I never see a picture I, – I, if I never see a picture of Dante again, it would be too soon. I didn't have an issue with the burn like Eric did until I saw Dante. Ugh. I did find it humorous that the leader of the Ninth Circle is Dante, which then makes the ships Dante's Inferno. This wasn't my favorite Green Arrow, but I look forward to the next issue. He says, thanks for bearing with me. Now, should I tell Rick that we will be coming up – it's not exactly soon – but should I tell him when we get close that we are in an issue and more than one issue of Green Arrow, or should I see if he can see that himself? Should I wait? Like, well, what, I think what was the issue first one, issue? Twenty-three. So he's it's got a like long twenty-three. Way to go. I, I'm saying though, when when he gets to like twenty, am I? Should I tell him like, hey, you're coming up. We're actually in the issue. Or should we see if he sees it himself? Because I'll, I'll wait to see if he sees it. If yeah. we're still alive, then. 
But, but remember, you're saying that, yeah, that's a lot of episodes. It is a yeah. lot of episodes, but uh, a couple times he's been doing three a week, so we'll see how it goes. Next uh, email is Damien, who says, oh, hey there, Jim and Eric and the Get Fresh Coop. Beep, boop, boop, boop. So it's Friday, and it was a depressing week. Freaking so hot at work. I know. Yeah. Like I'm working in a sauna, operating machines, and setting up jobs, sweating everywhere, and my goddamn boss or whatever. Die. Uh, whatever, Blair comes walking around every 20 minutes just stressing everyone out, making everyone rush. Fucking guy stands around in a Wonder Woman stance like he saves the day around here. I hate his face more than DiDio's right now. He, we even <laughs> move buildings, and I'm moving some paperwork from the office, and this guy is called the Estimator on old stuff, so I just laughed to myself about this guy being the lamest superhero whose only superpower is to give his best guess. He's I might a be tight. Face. Might, I, I might be tight. I might be right in the Estimator. I'm the estimator. So like, I've, at one point, we had a little uh, change of buildings where the boss, the two main bosses, the owners, ended up changing their office into the main building. They had their own little separate deal at one point, and we had to move these bookshelves. And one of the jobs I had to do was go and move the books for the bookshelf. And they basically made me chart out exactly – because I wasn't going to go in one book there, one book there. So they're like, okay, chart this out. They have to be in the exact same spot as Fucking they are assholes. or the boss would be upset, and he'll know. He'll know because – because he goes through these all Doesn't the time. So I start going through these things. So I'm going. I'm like, okay, here we go. I'm writing down titles. I'm putting them back. Until I found a Staples catalog from 1991. And I said, you know what? <laughs> fuck this. I started just throwing shit on there. I'm like, fuck you. I'm putting shit where it shouldn't be. Uh, let's see, Mr. fucking Staples from 91. Really? You go through these all the time? So then I put them there. And then I get called, like, I forget how they did it. Like, hey, we want to talk to you about that, that bookshelf. I'm like, oh, shit. Shit's hit the fan, boy. So I go, and they're like, uh, you know, the boss, uh, he's really happy the way you did that. He said that everything is great. I'm like, okay, well, way to go. I'm like, you idiot. And I walked away. I was like, really? I think the I The thing I, is, he, he, on that Staples catalog from 1991 or four, yeah, I forget what like you said now. But, or but that, that, that actually had the autograph of his favorite. Oh, all, like, my goodness. Also, also, we were going through and we found a road, like a, a road map, a pull-out map of Quakertown. And I looked. They haven't even – they hadn't even built the uh, – what's it called? The, the uh, turnpike. The turnpike yeah. that goes – that wasn't even there yet. That thing is so old. I'm like, fuck That's you. called an antique, Jim. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. People actually. collect those things. There was a couple of people who were like, oh, I, I'd like a bit of that. Can I take yeah. that? I don't know. I mean, this isn't yours. So lame he does his own voiceover. And damn, the guy who runs my department can't handle stress at all, and neither can I. So when Blair is on his ass, worse than a horny guy, I'm freaking stressed out too because that I got a big man coming over accusing me of not being able to do my job. Oh, so big and tough yelling over there with your big bicep dummy friend over there. You're over here, and he's over there. You don't know how annoying it gets hearing a synchronized boom yelled like 20 feet away randomly all day. Anyways, I also am sort of finding it hard to deal with a long-distance relationship these days, too, because I'm already oh, crazy worse. and just need a hug sometimes. If he lived around here, Eric would give you a hug. He hugs No, everybody. I would not. Eric Eric ends up hugging everybody. But I actually wrong I turn hug my girlfriend. I've she given wrong turn a couple hugs. on your side. I gave Wrong Turn a hug, like, probably within a month from this point because he was so upset. Catch from him. Yeah, he probably has more of a chance to catch something from me. But yeah, she's all good. the way uh, – she's way far away. 
don't we all get uh, just need a hug sometimes? Not Eric. He don't like being touched. He doesn't like nope. being touched. Well, shit enough about me. How are you guys doing? Oh, great. Oh, uh, yeah, Eric, you're I'm even more of a badass now for not smoking. Keep your chin up. Yeah, he's getting glasses. He actually Crazy. ordered a lot of money, those glasses. My pull this week uh, took a little while to get to because, as you know, Jim, it's awfully depressing all over D.C. these days. Really? I wouldn't have said that earlier. <laughs> That's all I've been saying this week. It's, even when we get done recording, I'm like, but people are really going to love this one this week. No fun is a rule up top. Must be. DC doesn't lift my spirits the same way, so I actually picked up that uh, relay book from Free Come Book Day to check out as well. Anyways, Doomsday Clock was depressing, so usual, but I like dark stuff and was in this for the Advertised Watchmen sequel from the beginning. I like it. The delays are my only big problem with this because I didn't expect to buy this much comics when I started. LOL, the rescheduling too threw me off and had me more excited for this week, though. Getting the origin to my marionette was not entirely needed, but I felt it went well with the story so far. I like the back and forth. Uh, but again, this is this was your biggest problem in the issue is that maybe it wasn't needed and we didn't move the story you know, too much ahead. The Joker was awesome this issue as he must have been walking through the streets at some point with his chained up Batman just not knowing what to do with himself for Batsy LOL. The League of Villainy was fun too with Riddler trying to lead and nobody believing Joker actually God, as Batman. And, and with that too, this... Uh, Jeff John's Joker's great, so you know we can yeah. all look forward to that three Jokers. Even though I, I, you know, that's another one of those stories. I'm that not I'm looking not forward to it. Though, I'm Jeff. not as hip as other people on that, but at least we know he's in good hands. And I love that the Joker has the comedian's button by the end. That gave me chills. Plus, the backup stuff continues to interest me as we get more on the Superman theory, and I believe this is going to lead to a crazy reveal twist at the end. Like Watchmen, I don't mind the similarities it has to Watchmen. Now, on that, I was going to bring it up. Simon hates those similarities, and Simon thinks that. Jeff Johns is a hack, and that he's just taking going, okay, what happened in Watchmen number six? All right, I'll make up my version of that. And he, he, he'll he stick with that. Don't start arguing with him with that. He, he he will not back down. I agree with Eric's 8-5. Oh, shit, dog. This is all long already, so I'll be fast with my other stuff. I don't care what you said. I'm going to be optimistic. Batman gets hit in the head a lot, and I bet him forgetting his family is important here is better done here than Tom King refusing to do good old family time, LOL. I'm going to have fun with Detective Jim though uh, any logic necessary like the road to action 1000 uh, laughing my ass off I started this yesterday and forgot what came before this <laughs> he's like Steve Orlando writing a book damn yesterday sucked uh, Flash sucked I was actually going to pick up the previous trades but nope to that now nope. that's it yeah no anyways I might tell you uh, what I think of Silencer and Terrifics when I pick them up next week. I had to get both covers of Doomsday Clock, and I just had to spend 20-ish a week. Can't wait for more Justice League. Also, can't wait for the weekend and the podcast. I'm hype and tired. Everybody's yeah. working for the weekend. He just said I have mad ups, yo. Hope you guys have a good one, and I'll catch you later, crocodiles. So, yeah. Now, they might say you, you have mad ups, not mad hops. No, mad hops is what they say. They, they say ups and hops. You just don't know. You're not on the playground playing it down at the street bars. I don't trust your kids know their slang. It's not the kids. I used to say that myself. That's probably actually that's probably a way done phrase that you just were around when they said it. And nobody's doing it. Mad hops, baby. That's what they'd say. Like you're a rabbit. That's there. what you said. That I said when I was trying, and they didn't see I was jumping on a trampoline. My my ups and hops are about. I have a vertical leap. I think of probably eight, and that's not inches. It's like centimeters. Nope. It's nothing. Eight, not even Wait, actually one. We had one that second. Beam at work. We all tried to touch. Yeah, yeah. I I don't even know if I could even get even close to that anymore. <laughs> oh no, my you goodness. ever got it? 
Uh, yeah. Well, we don't work in that area anymore, Eric. We no. can move, we're moving on up like George Jefferson, and you're wheezy. <laughs> you're wheezy, yeah. Eric. But why did but, our yeah. old place have air conditioning, but their new place doesn't? I don't know. That was the best. And I walk into that, that area that we used to work in, and I'm like, God darn it, we had it easy. I know. <laughs> we had it easy. Can you imagine a, a day on the small extruder there? This would be the no. best week ever. It, it would be the best. That. I'm telling you, this is why we have a podcast and a a. Uh, a site. It's because we were in luxury. We were in the lap of luxury. We were in all the fl- <laughs> right now. If it would have started now, there's no way. We're too goddamn miserable. We're fucking burning hot and worrying about my. I have a a, a blister that is at least seven inches in, in diameter. It is fucking nonsense. It's bigger than your vertical leap. It is. It's it's huge. I just I'm sweating all over Where's the socks? place. Oh my. God, where's socks? I, I want I want to get into some area. Let's go to Antarctica. I, I want to get arrested and taken off to Antarctica like Mayfly. So outside so send me there. Yeah, but that's it, Eric. We're gonna go off now to some more of Reggie's book. Give me a. You want a boosh? Is that what you want? Yeah. Boosh. You want a boosh? Poop. Poop. There you go. There Very you nice. <laughs> that wasn't one. How about? Do, do you think I might be able I'm to give you this. one? How about? How about the, boosh. There you go. Boosh. 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 Is that good? Is that good? It again. It's just that easy. Ah, uh, yes, it is. Story of continuity. Oh, story of continuity. There we go. We have two other books with Reggie right here before he goes off and talks a little young animal. Uh, and this next book and the first book of this section is something that I am looking for to have some fun with because I'm not having a lot of fun. Mm. And I know that um, one Eric Shea did not have so much fun with this. Uh, this is bullshit. And, yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a little odd, but you, you do have some fun ideas of what's going on, more Fantastic Four stuff going on, but yeah. I think that the problem is it's just relying too heavily on that. But, Reggie, give us the idea of what we're talking about. It's The Terrifics number 6 by Joe Bennett and Jeff Lemire, Sandra Hope and Matt Santarelli in Hi-Fi. Gee, I sure love the Terrifics, and yet to be more specific, I love how they enhance a room. They've got a man that's plastic, Mike Holt thinks all is drastic, and fills everyone with a sense of dread. 
Yes. Good old phantom girl is wishing that her body had not gone missing. The thought gives her a sense of gloom. And this feeling they are chasing, most of all the one Rex Mason, it fills everyone with a sense of dread. Okay. You can bin it, you can bask it <laughs> to be a team. They did not ask it. But their adventures we will all consume. And if we hear around us crickets, then the book is not terrific and fills everyone with a sense of dread. Dread. Yes. Uh, this issue is... Uh, now, the, the other thing is, a, as you were giving us your song, I, I just happened to glance up because for some reason in my mind, this should be like issue three or four. It's issue six, and yeah. nothing is happening. And uh, I don't mind it as much as, say, Eric. This is a very quick-moving issue, especially because at the beginning, you're pretty much just getting... You know, four panels, uh, big panels per page. So, yep. I mean, you are flying through, and some, two panels. Uh, by the end, pretty much to me, this whole issue is just to introduce, you know, Dr. Dread, obviously Dr. Doom, Amalgam here. And by this point, we're six issues in. And at this point, I actually really hope we were going to get away from this idea that this was the DC version of the Fantastic Four. No, I mean, they're still hanging out yeah, there. Although yeah, they really it seems are. like he's, he's pointing them over to that Tom Strong thing, which yeah, is sort yeah. of how this so all started. Eventually, but really, six issues, and we're still kind of dealing with this. And because of that, it doesn't have its own identity. And that's really, I mean, Eric will point out bullshit parts of the issue, but just in general... I want to like this book, but while you keep giving me an amalgam of the Fantastic Four, I said this last time when we talked about this, we're only weeks away from getting the actual Fantastic Four back at Marvel. If I really want right. the Fantastic Four that much, this book doesn't have Marvel. Because uh, you know, by the, now the idea was, yeah, that this was filling a void, but now yeah. that's no longer. And that's a thing. the problem is because six issues in and I don't have a grip of why I should keep reading this and not the actual Fantastic Four book. That basically, if you're a DC guy, gal, and you don't like Marvel, then yeah, you're gonna stick Here with this. Are, but yeah. it does not have an identity because we haven't really progressed in the major parts of this story yet. It's just odd to keep adding. And yeah, I giggled when I saw, you know, Dr. Dread. It made me laugh. But then right. I thought, really, well, what have we done for six issues? I mean, they haven't even begun to, you know, you started a little like, man, we got to figure out why we can't get away from each other. We got to figure out why you can't, you know, touch things. And we're going to do But really, you haven't gone anywhere. And in this, you have that giant, you know, other version of metamorpho that's the one yeah that's he's yeah. like the, algon, the guy take me away that yeah one. and and he's more algon i want to go away and metamorpho you could come and take my place but in I this mean, he, he comes and goes as you know it's so quickly it's almost like yeah. what were the stakes yeah. here what happened that's I didn't what even i'm know, saying like, it's, not it's, only yeah. that the whole issue is the rest of the terrifics trying to make their way to metamorpho and algon's fight when in the meantime it's Phantom Girl being able to use her powers again for no reason. Like no. Mr. Terrific giving a vision of his dead wife to tell him, you need to keep going with these people. These are your new family. Yeah. What is going on well, here? And it's weird, yeah. too, because with this, it just seems that something's going on with the, the raw. Uh, I don't know, because with her getting her powers and him seeing his dad, it, it's almost like we're in the middle of a wishing machine, but we're not because Plastic Man's just there going through the motions and, and he's, he's not even fun. Like, he's 
not even monster. fun there. There's just and... no consistency to what's no. going on here, you know. And it's like it's if they were all having weird visions of like past. That's regrets, what I'm saying. Yeah, that would be one thing. Or if they were all having their powers go or, wonky, uh, yeah, then yeah. that would be one thing. Or but wonky, just, or everything the, is different. Yeah, you know? or the thing that they haven't been able to do, they suddenly can because you're in some sort of metaphysical right. deal. Right now, they can be more than a mile apart. Yeah, now I they're guess, apart. I mean, I now say, they're yeah. When we started this. And when they got sent to these different parts of Element World, that's how it opens. And we, we have Mrs. Terrific is trapped by gas. Looks like so is Phantom Girl by gas yeah. and some kind of weird monsters. Plastic Man's getting beaten down by a big rock man. And then Metamorphose fighting against Algon. Take me away. Yeah. Uh, and, and we go back to that. I was, I didn't, it wasn't even clear they were even on the same planet. I, I thought I, they were yeah. all sent to different Neither dimensions. And I yeah. thought that like that they, the one mile mark would, uh, you know, run them out. Something would, that would fuck them up. But. Uh, apparently they were all on the same planet and within a mile of each other, or that no longer held sway because of whatever thing is making Phantom Girl's powers wacky and whatever else. So yeah, well, it's not yeah. even that. It's this whole weird thing where she starts up because you know she's intangible because that's how she has to be now because when she's solid, shit goes wonky. She blows but, it up, yeah. Exactly. But the thing is, now these these guests samurai, these guest warriors that are attacker, they're able to touch her. So then she goes physical, even though she could, you know, she could be touched anyway in her phantom form. But now she can control these powers that she only has because she was in her phantom form in the dark multiverse too long. Now she's being able to control these terrible powers. Like, what is going on? Like, she should not have these powers to begin with. That's part of the problem. Yeah. Yep. But yep. now it's become like her weapon or something out of nowhere, yeah. you know, which is weird. Yeah. Uh, you know, we got, uh, you know, then they finally do assemble. I like, of course, Plastic Man takes a bunch of different forms that are That's fun okay. to see. And like Metamorpho fighting Algon is just something that kind of just kind of keeps happening in the background. While all this other stuff happens, Mr. Terrific sees his dead wife in like some sort of a vision. She was in a car wreck and she yeah. is telling, like Eric said, she's telling him to let go. Yeah, let and, go. And you know, be, be cool with your terrific pals and, you know, be part of yeah. a team. And, uh, it's not, it's not untouching. Except, number one, we really didn't have the background in this series, or I don't know if ever, to really understand what's going on. And juxtaposed with, like, on the same page that he's cradling his dead wife with blood streaming from her nose, you've got Phantom Girl licking Metamorpho Dog, you know, they're, yeah. like, they're like cuddling. You've got Plastic Man with silly uh, gas mask face, you know what I mean? It's no, just like... Yeah. Very weird. Yeah, it's a weird a, a very deal. Weird bunch of images here and, on the and same. And yeah, Metamorpho page. Dog, who should be a lot of fun and isn't. It's I just know. there. He doesn't it's really do anything. There. No, no he, he bites, just kind of walks. He yeah, bites one of the samurai. Yeah, he bites him, but still, that really is it. It should be more I fun. I, this book in general should be. Twenty eighteen, right? We should yeah, see yeah. more. Yes, it should be. But you don't do anything, and then out of nowhere, it's just basically. Hold the, you know, the orb of Ra up to the sun, Mr. Terrific, to the sun! And then he does. Shit starts, you know, dissipating. It's blowing up. It's everything's going down. And then. Closing the portal. Yeah. You, and then you get Rex Mason, normal, and Dr. Dredd. There you go. He's like, oh my god. And the I, idea I'm... that we're in now a new universe because yeah. the thing is, we're gonna go through this portal that like get us back home, where we have to say we have to cure all these home. people that were hit with the elemental wave. Yeah. But they they're not in the they're the universe that they started out. They they should know this immediately. Yeah. And why is there an elemental wave in this universe to begin with? 
Yep, and, and the best thing is, is they're in this other multiverse type deal, this other dimension. You see this Dr. Dren, he's like, yes, we're in this other dimension. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go and kill Tom Strong. And I wanted the team to go, okay. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. I don't One care bit. at all. Have fun. I'm going this way. You're going that way. Don't I'm add going this that way. the pile of Bye-bye. problems. Yeah, because we already saw Tom Strong before. Now, you, you never – you kind of, I think you're going to get the idea that they're going to say, listen, he can't kill Tom Strong because Tom Strong was mentioned before, and he's the only one who could ever help us. And, but this isn't that same. It's, no, they didn't even game. go that far. Yeah, exactly. no, yeah, that's Tom what I'm Strong saying. Yeah, holding the uh, MacGuffin that will solve and the problem. What's yeah. the whole thing, too, though, is that if you're seeing this message, I'm already dead? Yeah, I yeah. So, but yeah, they're yeah, in but... another multiverse now, so this is the thing. I think that they're going to play the, the hand of, well, since but our Tom Strong's I dead. I think he might have came from this multiverse because yeah. Tom Strong's not a character of DC Comics. Yeah, I it's think that they were proper. playing the deal. They but again, this this might be, you know, there might be 17 million of these. He says he's in another dimension. I think that they're playing the card of, since ours is dead, the one that we were trying to get before, let's go and grab him and see if he knows what we should do. And, and But still, yeah, and, I, I and... just I just love this Dr. Dreadhead Noah. It was me, Holt. I released the war wheel that attacked yep, you at Ma- yeah. a Stag Mansion. Ooh. I gave Algon the orb of Raw, and while you were busy dealing with all that, I have managed to set one step. I have managed to get one step ahead of you. I'm like, I don't know who you are, and I no. don't care. Why is Doctor Dread a problem all of a sudden? Uh, I'm telling you, when when he said that, I started writing notes for when I have my big villain reveal for a adventure guy. I'm like, ooh, this is, is gold, solid gold here, because it's so just. Out of like a, a cereal or something when, like you said, I, I have a feeling I know who it, it is, but I won't yeah. say uh, because it would have been something that I kind of got from a solicit, so I will not say. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, there's just not much going on here. <laughs> really I sent out the wall. We are, I'm the yeah, one he that did it all. Everything he did. It is. It's the classic just twirling mustache. It it's was Dr. Dre? West Coast producer Dr. Dre. Yeah. Would you, if it's would Dr. Like Dre, it's yeah, I'm in there. Yeah. He's like, listen, awesome. not only did I lay down wicked beats, but I also Ooh. sent that war wheel. And in the meantime, <laughs> if you don't watch out, I got MC Ren over here. He's going to come uh, and get you. You don't want that. I got my and then they're in a, this. Oh, oh, there's, they're in the other multiverse. He's going to kill ECE once and for all. He's like, this ECE is alive here. I'm going to kill him. And there you go. Ow. You have a good and the now, end now scene. The now we got it going in. on. I don't even care if it's Doctor J. If he's got that Uh-oh. afro that defies gravity, going around slam dunking. <laughs> I don't Dr. care. I'd rather K. have that. I'd laugh Dr. at that. If he saw, I just want at least once though. You have to have Mister Terrific go. Listen, Dread, and then him. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't go to 10 years of evil, uh, you know, medical college to be called right. Mr. Yeah, get out yeah. of here. But it's just, it, it's fun for what it is, but it's not enough to sustain, uh, sustain yeah, the whole issue you, of nothing. Book, this book has a couple of strong things going for it. One thing is that it's two ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Number two is that it's, you know, at a glance, it's visually really awesome. You know, I'd say for at least three or four straight issues. And this one had another weird thing where this is a three-part arc. But on the last issue of the arc, Doc Shainer hopped off and uh, yeah. on came Joe Bennett, which is, yeah, which he looks, is, I, yeah. 
I like the art. It's just yeah, weird. I like that the artist. Yeah. It's weird that these artists aren't hanging on for the full three arc. And they did that in Silencer, too, didn't they? Yeah. It's like, it's and they keep changing every, all these every, every one of these, see, they keep changing. It seems changing. very strange. You think, I mean, with a three-issue arc, you would think they would keep somebody on. But whatever. You know, uh, nobody wants to. Here's the thing. If you're on this, if Doc Shinner's on this, and I can't even remember because I did do the Solicits podcast today, and he is solicited as being on some other book. If you're on the Terrifics and then somebody's like, hey, we want you on Action Comics, you're leaving this. You're, book and going you pretty much comics, run yeah. over there. Yeah, yeah you're true. running. You're uh, all the way especially over. If you already had your two because you know that Doc <sighs> Shana likes to draw suit plastic yeah, man, like but stuff like that. But yeah, he still, probably this also is likes to draw books that people are going to read. As yes. they, you know, they say. So what, but, what uh, did you get? I got to say though, I did enjoy it. I really, I really had a fun time with it. Even though I don't deny that it has problems, but the cover price really helps me to mitigate my uh, anger at it. And I probably would still hang in there if I was buying this comic. So I gave it a seven out of ten. Yeah, I'm going to go 5.5. I, I like the art. I know that it's supposed to be fun, but I don't even understand half of what's supposed to be fun. The big thing in this is it's just to lead to, you know, Dr. Dr. Doc Dredd and, and things like that. And it's just that. Now, this is where I might piss some people off, but this book is starting to remind me a bit of Super Sons, where a lot of people love that Super Sons book, where I still maintain the fact that the art was always good. But the main thing was liking the team, not exactly the stories. And I think that this is still relying on the fact that you have a team and also the tie-in to the Fantastic Four as well. I think that, you know, Jeff Lemire is really relying on that to, to keep this book going. I, mean, yeah, I, had a, I had a chuckle with the idea, the concept of Dr. Dredd, but it's, we, we it's should funny. be kind of past that now. You know? and, but nothing, I, I don't know, like, there were six issues, and really, what yeah. has happened? What has happened? I mean, like they said, at the point where Dr. Dredd then says, ha ha, it was me who, and he lists everything he did, I'm like, boy, that's all that happened in the series? <laughs> I mean, really? You're that proud? of that little bit of things a war wheel and and, you know basically nothing else so uh, i just it's just not sustaining i like last issue if you remember i was very positive for last issue because i started kind of but i even said that that issue to me seemed like it should have been the number one issue to me so with this though we're back to kind of doing nothing and so yeah five five what would you give it eric because of all those things you guys just said, I'm giving this a four out of ten because the art is fine, but these these four panel pages where just yeah, take up just, the whole thing yeah. where we just see we Plastic nothing. Man walk a little bit. Next page, Plastic Man walks a little bit. He might even be a buggy now, but yeah. we're not doing anything. There's no reason for us to be in this weird metamorpho dimension fighting Algon and then a war wheel before there's nothing going on in this book. It's just situation after situation, yeah. which means nothing because we have all these weird rules to these characters that don't matter depending on where you're at, apparently. And I, I'm just sick of this already. I want this series to end because it, it, I wanted yeah. this to be fun. It's nothing. And it is funny, uh, when you get this, you know, Jeff Lemire seems to be doing something where he thinks that he has to retell some of this backstory because really that whole thing with being solid and then not again is just to show that she can't do that. And Mr. Terrific, oh, my wife died. It's such, it's out of nowhere when we already know this from the series anyway. We've seen stuff like, so it's just odd. Yeah, but we have one last issue and it's the last issue of the the series. Oh my goodness. Oh my. It's funny. Uh, earlier in the podcast, uh, we ended up getting a mail about 
uh, Hellblazer Rebirth Special Number One from Guy Rick, who has been going mm-hmm. back. He's in like the eighties, in the you know eighty one, I think, is the episode he's on now, and he gives his little tidbits about what we talked about oh. in that. And he was not big on the Hellblazer Rebirth issue, and me and Eric are like, boy, I was all in at that point, and then it went down. I'm like, it's kind of funny to Imagine hear him. Yeah, to, to hear him. Yeah, really, to hear him really? talk about that. Holy to go God. now to the last, uh, it's kind of funny, but. Tell us about it, Reggie. It is the Hellblazer number 24 by Tim Seeley, David Fabry, Christian Dallavecchia, and Carrie Strahan. So me and the lads went over me nan's place. Me mate brought this proper fit baddie with him. It wasn't together or nothing, so mine was to shag her by the end of the night. While sat me nan, she made us some tea, and we left. Me mate suggested some fish and chips, but I said, nah, I'd rather have cheeky nandos. So we have to have better cheeky nandos with the lads, and laid a party over at Prince Risbo Park. Got absolutely smashed by the end of the night. This birdie was so amateur, he tossed me, both me and me mate off. Proper night that was. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so what you're telling uh, me is you don't know what happened in Hellblazer. Uh, I don't I, even I mean, care. I didn't know what happened. I, I just, I mean, even when I reviewed this, I got to a point where I was like, ah, I just don't care. This story's so stupid. Essentially, I could break it all down. You know, we have... Uh, that was her name, Madeline, right? That's her name. She, she's all aflame. She's on top of, uh, John Constantine. Everyone is knocked out. Looks like she's about to take him down. But when John Constantine had killed that vampire, was that two issues ago Sips. or one issue ago Sips. with, uh, the Huntress? Yeah, I think it was two. I, I kept, think it was two. I think it was two. He kept a little bit of blood. Yeah. He stabs it into her so that now she's a Margaret vampire. Yeah. So now she can, Margaret Ames. There you yeah. go. So yeah, now she can't go out. Because, uh, you know, she's a vampire. Well, she's, that's a va- her up. she's a Draculus, is what so, she is. This isn't is what birthday wanted when he came back from hell. Yeah, huh, that, yeah, yeah he really. Was, he, he didn't sign up for this shit. He didn't so, want his uh, grubs to give him this. I mean, what happened? And, and Constantine <laughs> is like, well, to the spirit, the monster, what's his name, Normal inside of him, right? Uh, he's going to, he says, I can give you another body. Birthday. You can, you can yeah, take, yeah. Uh, well, well, Burke Day is the guy, but wasn't there a demon? Or maybe, maybe it is Burke no, Day. No, it was Burke. Yeah. Says you can take over Huntress, it'll be great. And uh he's like, All right, let me go let me go take over Huntress. And uh but when he does that, it's a trick. When, uh, this whole <laughs> thing was so fucking stupid. Uh yeah. when John Constantine had gone to see his ex girlfriend Demon Blythe, she put a pentagram on his chest, so now he can summon a doorway to hell. Huntress's yeah. Huntress's mafia Franco. father. Franco Bernelli. He's like, yeah, he's like <laughs> he's hey, a former you know, priest. You know, do so not come stupid. to me on the day of the yeah. wedding marriage oh, of so my daughter. Crazy. And it's disappointing that even in hell, you still have to have that bullet hole in your forehead. I know. He didn't even, well, I, nobody ever said to your sexy self in hell. That, that's the punishment <laughs> of hell. You don't get to be your sexy self in hell. You get to be this bullshit with the bullet hole. It's just nuts. It's yeah, sometimes nuts. the, bu- this sometimes is the bullet hole is such a thing to have. This, 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 this Franco Bertinelli is dressed, you know, nice. He's got this bullet hole. He was a mafioso, but he, this is the idea that he has this cross and that he... He was a former priest. I know he's a former priest, <laughs> but so he's in stupid. hell, and this the whole thing of having a cross in uh-huh. hell, which his ghost then comes back with his ghost cross and performs an exorcism on Huntress, his daughter, to get freaking birthday out of my... What that we have just crossed over to a ridiculous no. threshold. Actually, I, I say we jested. No, it's the whole thing has yeah. been. This is yeah, this awesome. is all part for what you we've been are, getting. You are a priest witch. Yes, yes. that is. And a ghost perform an exorcism. Does that make a lot of sense to you as a professional? Well, that's a Catholic thing. That doesn't work in uh, my religion. 
would, but yeah. how would a, a, a witch priest perform an exorcism? A, a lot of uh, kissing and uh, uh-huh. a lot of and oils. hugging, kissing okay. and hugging. I'm like gonna that. get. Can we have nice. a ritual at work on Monday? Hey. I'm into it. Kissing and a hugging. Jimmy yeah, but I, I agree. I agree with Reggie though. How can a ghost perform an exorcism? It makes no sense. It'd be one thing if there was. How a, can a person? It was a one thing where if you had like, okay, I get one thing, and and that's Constantine's one thing to make Franco. Uh, come alive again for a man. I don't know. It's just there's a ghost doing it's this. It's just a weird. It's a weird thing it's because Constantine goes out of his way for the ending of the story because we have to do this to say an exorcism. You have to be really connected to the person for it to work. I'm like Constantine, I have seen you do exorcism after exorcism. I don't know what the hell you're yeah. talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, really. Nowhere. He's connected he to everyone. This is your go-to yeah. deal. He'll yeah. just be on the bus. He'll do an exorcism oh, on yeah. somebody for That'll somebody that he never met. It'll just <laughs> happen, and it's just ridiculous. And and. Ch- but yeah, yeah, a vampire. So then, in the end, Margaret Ames is <laughs> she's free a of of birthday, and now she's a vampire. So vampire. this is sort of a cute Beetlejuice like ending, where now he's going to take care of her and supply her with the uh, blood. She that- fucking hates him because she has made her. He has made her dependent on him to do. And like, I, I wanted to be yeah. away from you this whole time. Now you've turned me into a monster, so I must depend on you to live like what the and fuck I, you Constantine? I thought it was hilarious because I misread it at first because she's there and she Constantine's you know lighting a cigarette he's going off she's like be negative John you know and, and I swear yeah. I thought I thought he said okay oh positive and I'm like you don't listen you're gonna get but he said oh yeah oh positive makes you gag I'm like oh damn it I thought he was like right love oh positive no, no, I'm, like, oh, I'm listening dying. to Margaret Ames because I'm gonna be negative Oh yeah, this is be negative. Make sure to be negative, like I ain't But yeah, and then he goes and sees then the a smooches the hundreds. Yeah, <laughs> also sees a random awful looking they live person. He doesn't have the glasses on, yeah, but it looks yeah. doesn't it just look just like they live the first though? Issue of this arc. Uh, it, was, yes. it was like the only other magic thing he did was yeah. to walk by someone and know that they were like it's secretly just, a demon head. It looks head. exactly like they live. It made me laugh. But yeah, he gets Very pulled similar. He gets pulled into the alleyway by Huntress, who then must be a preach was because they start smooching and a-hugging. And Ooh. that's it. That's the end. We're done. We're done. They're smooching and hugging. That's what the priest witch does. And uh, it's, uh, the one thing about the the priest witch though is the sermon always happy. Nobody's ever sad after kissing and hugging. That's what I that's think. True. And that's why, uh, that's why I'm telling you, Damien earlier he wanted some hugs. He should get involved in some priest witch. Then you get the kissing Ooh. and the hugging. Uh, just from Eric Shea though, which you know there's there's a good no, that's and bad why I got out of religion. There's a good and bad of everything the guy he's a priest which he's got a kiss and hug he don't like touching people he, it's, it's it's the worst thing he could ever be he's like a ghost performing an exorcism but yeah it ends just <laughs> it all ties together but yeah wow. it ends with them smooching and then it's done back, it's done it's great it's really getting it, sharp it is done this book which is great but boy what the heck what the talk heck about, happened here talk about skidding out into a fucking smash i mean this this whole yeah. last issue and again more than any other, more than the other issues I've talked about on the show tonight, really everything fucking happened in this issue. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was ridiculous, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like, and, and with you, that, you, you can skip everything that happened before this yep. and just go right here. Uh, it's it's just so drawn out and so much back and forth nonsense to come to this yeah. kind of a you know cute rom com kind of conclusion that. Once Which again, doesn't fit Constantine, totally but that's fine. Doesn't fit Constantine. No, but it almost not at all. 
It almost but highlights if this is the story it's telling. It doesn't even fit to me. It doesn't even fit fucking Huntress. No, <laughs> not no at all. Sense. Although, you know, that's, you know, that, that's the, the worst, the least of this book's problems. It'd be great if he ends up, he, yeah. If he kissed Huntress and then he's like, oh, damn it, I forgot you're Huntress again. He thought he was still the gangster. But right. yeah, it just with that, it's still not my least favorite issue of the week. That's the craziest no. thing this week. Oh. It's not because I read Within this. Within itself. It's one of the better Constantine yeah. issues that we've had. I, I read it. it. Is, I didn't like it, it, but it's, it's one of the better Constantines. That's it's the problem. The strongest of this arc. There's no question yeah. about it. It's uh, you know, like a lot of a lot of shit does happen here. And, and you know what's the funniest is is that it gets away. He has no time to. Hey, fam, bruv, and uh, you get away from that, and then I'm like, okay, I can actually read this and know what it's going on and whatever. And yeah, it's nonsense, but it's just it's it's better than what we've gotten. But it's over. It's over. And what was with that variant cover? Uh, we usually don't talk about covers. I don't look at like Constantine to me in that variant. He looks, no, he looks so crazy in that. It, it bothers me every time I see he it. He looked a little chunky in that one. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. Very strange. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, the book is over. That's the best part about it. Um, yeah. Really has been disappointing. Hopefully that I won't try this shit again, even though we did see him show up in Justice League Dark. Yeah, but, I don't uh, mind him showing up in other books. It's just this nonsense. Yeah, I think that would, that works for me fine. I actually I didn't know. mind him in Just League Dark at all. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm saying. I, I don't right. mind that. But you if are, you're going to have him right... That, that showing is more like what I want to see. Yeah, and he he's, did seem like who he is, whereas yeah. in this book, it's who yeah, knows can always you know, throw a line and then he leaves. But if you're going to go forward with this, please, DC... Hold out and wait not to say, we need a Constantine book and I'll give it to you or you or you. Wait for somebody to come with an idea that really is good and makes sense and somebody who really likes the character. Not just, you know, play this shuffle with people who just want to get on a book because this has not been good. It, It really hasn't. And there are Constantine fans, but I think every time these things fail... It gets less and less. I don't see people yelling and screaming for more Constantine anymore uh, because every time we get it, it's just not that great. So, you know, maybe they just have to put him away for a while, have him show up in other books like the Just League Dark where then people will say, oh, man, what happened to that Constantine? I like right. this guy. I like the way he used in this book. And yeah, then come and back with something strong. Maybe you could spin a story yeah. out of that. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? come, uh, come with something where you can get somebody who really wants to write it and things like that but we'll see we'll see how it is but what did you give it reggie uh, i gave it a 3.5 out of 10 which i believe is 0.5 more than i gave it last time yeah yeah uh i'm gonna go 5.5 uh i like the art enough it, it's goofy but at least i can follow it you didn't have nonsense they had to get it's like one of those where it seems like having to have a direction because you're ending it really kind of tighten it up a little uh you have some things yeah. though at the end the smooching just doesn't seem right but <laughs> hey whatever what would you give it her I'm giving it a 5.5 as well i did enjoy the art in this issue and it did tie up everything that we've been dealing with Duddy, all the stuff that we dealt with to get here all in nonsense but at least all that nonsense is wrapped up here for the most part there and was makes a everything payoff, make sense. Yeah, yeah. and even going back to the whole thing where it does tie up our beginning of our series not the absolute beginning but the beginning i think of tim seeley's run with margaret ames we have finally gotten full circle now it's all done and constantine has really fucked her over while saving her yeah yeah so there you go that's pretty positive but we're gonna go off and i'm telling you five five for us is positive for that really? uh, we're gonna go say, off I'm now blown away yeah. but okay yeah yeah we're gonna go off now to some uh, uh young animal book what one is that reggie 
It is Mother Panic Gotham AD number five, so the penultimate, penultimate issue. Yeah, we're getting Sorry. a lot of these penultimates coming up, and so that all is going to end. And you and Chris are going to be doing the Sandman universe, right? What is that? What it's called, the Sandman universe? That's what they're I, calling it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll have that. I I've been reading some of those solicits, and I'm like, I'm glad Reggie and Chris are doing that. But, uh, <laughs> it will go. It's just not my thing. But yeah, we're going to go to Mother the Panic then, and then we'll be back with rant and raves. In every lifetime comes a love like this. Oh, I need you, you need me. Oh, my darling, can't you see young ones? Darling, with a young one, a young one shouldn't be afraid to live, love. There's a song to be sung, cause we may not be the young ones very long. Welcome back to the Young Animal segment on the Weird Science DC Comics.com podcast. My name is Reggie. My name is Chris. And we have Uno Bucco Libro for them today. What is that one, Chris? This is Mutter Panic number five. Different Bat Channel, part five. By Jody Hauser, Ibrahim Mustafa, Jordan Boyd, and John Workman. Second to last issue. Yeah. Some people would call it a penultimate issue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now we open with Violet having a night out. She's drinking all by her lonesome. And she watches other couples uh, in the uh, bar. I think she's in a bar. And uh, flashes. Or and maybe she, a club, but the kids might call it. I don't know. I think maybe, yes. <laughs> and she flashes back to beating the holy hell out of some dude while wearing, you know, her mother panic gear. Uh, we shift scenes over to Gala, who's got a dude strung up. You know, she's a blood painter, so this fellow's being bled out. He's upside down from the ceiling. I don't know if maybe this is Violet's brother. Uh, he I'm not sure. No he seems stuff. to know stuff about her, yeah. but it's just not clear. Yeah, yeah it's, I think, I think that's a yeah. bridge too far to... <laughs> Assume. To assume, yeah, yeah. It's, and the faces are kind of similar. I, I I look at Gala a few times, and I think it might be pretty. That character, pretty. Right, right. I remember that. They yeah. have the same kind of hairdo, and so it's it's kind of dicey. Uh, well, this fella reports that that young Joker from last issue was a runaway who fell in with the cult of the Bat. Gala ain't pleased, and she's even less pleased to see uh, Mother Panic's tag left on one of her buildings. That was that that little scraping that kind of looks like Mother yeah. Panic's helmet. Sort of. It's like a triangle with a, with a star in it. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. Really basic. It's a good tag. Very basic. It's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> now, she calls this a forgery. Uh, the fella is more concerned that the White Witch has taken the Oracle back. Uh, the scene ends with Gallo about to carve into him. Yep, she's about to go back in with a scalpel. Uh, back over to Mother Panic now. She and Fennec Fox are about to enter the deep woods in Robinson Park to check in with the cat. Fennec Fox is all about being a hero, and we'll come back around to that in a bit. They wander through the living woods and stumble across the skeleton of a collective officer. One of the cat's agents, possibly the same one that guided Violet into the sewers a few issues back, finds them and escorts them and the rest of the way into the Sirens' base. Uh, are we still calling them the Gotham City Sirens, I guess? That's right? what it said in the uh, in the preview, so uh, I don't think it's ever said it in the I don't book, think they ever it say it in the issue, solicit. but uh, yeah. sure. I mean, it's basically <laughs> who they would be. Why not? Or they could be birds of prey. You want them, whatever you want them to be. Whatever. Uh, so once there, Violet sees Harley Quinn, who, remember, she'd rescued from the Arkham Institute a few issues back. And here Fennec introduces herself, and she's really digging this hero gig. 
Yeah, she even offers to moiterize any bad guys out there. She's really into it. Uh, Now, Violet leaves Fennec with the ladies so she can head inside and talk with the cat. Uh, Selina fills her in about the cult of the bat. Uh, We learn that that young Joker was uh, with her uh, originally and Mm. fell into the cult. Um, Now, she also informs Violet that she's already figured out that she is Violet under that big white helmet. Um, now, Violet isn't without her own surprises, however. Uh, Selena is shocked to learn that Violet knows that Batman was really Bruce Wayne. And so, the cat throws her out. Uh, now, Violet drags a confused Fennec back to the compound, and Fennec doesn't understand why they're not working with the sirens to take down the Collective and the Cult of the Bat. Violet insists that ain't their problem, because uh, this ain't even their world. This isn't even, I'm not even supposed to be here today, is basically uh-huh. what she's saying. Uh, at this point, Fennec tells Violet that she ain't no hero at all. Now, Violet never claimed to be a hero, in fact... Some could say that she hasn't really been acting very heroically very often at all, but uh, but this statement by Fennec Fox really seems to hit her where it hurts, and she responds by stripping down to a little black dress and going out dancing, which is sure. just what I would do. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. the Sirens, the Cult, and the Collective get ready to rumble, and Fennec also heads up to join up with the Sirens. She likes the cut of their jib more than uh, Violet's. We rejoin Violet later that night, and she ties one on back at the compound. Oracle then drops some knowledge. That's, of course, her mama. She tells Violet in a roundabout way that whatever world you're stuck on, automatically that becomes your world. (laughs) Buddy, if you can't just go to another world, that's all you get. And the Mm -hmm. problems of that world become your problems, too. How about that? And that's just the way it is. And I gotta <laughs> say, that's very sage advice. It is. <laughs> and if you don't have any kind of interdimensional travel ability, then you're pretty much where you are, you're home. Yeah. Yes. So this shocks Violet back to her senses, and it's not long before she suits up and joins the fracas. And Fennec is overjoyed to see her and calls her a real hero. What proceeds is uh, a lot of fighting. We got a lot of fighting here. Uh, amidst the chaos, we see a redhead. Uh, maybe Barbara Gordon? Yeah. I don't It maybe. looks a lot like her from Batman Beyond a bit, uh, the the short hair, if I'm thinking the right book. <laughs> I think so. It's I, I, I see her, too, and I think it's definitely they're supposed to be in a... It could be her, or it's just like a, make an think, illusion. Make us think of her, her yeah. yeah. Now, uh, Violet lands a shot on Gala, cutting her open, and I don't know if this is the art, but it looks like she's bleeding ashes. She says something about ashes, but I don't know if she's, like, rubbing ashes on the face to make it stop bleeding, or if she's actually just bleeding ashes. Sometimes this book gets very artsy, you know what I mean? I don't know what the deal is. Now, while the battle rages, Lord Robin, that is, of course, Jason Todd, looks on from a rooftop. Uh, The sirens wind up winning. And later, the sirens celebrate their victory and reconnoiter inside the cult's base. They talk about how the cult of the bat is a sham, because Batman will never be reborn in Jason Todd or anybody else. He's just a mortal, or he was just a mortal. Yeah, until he wasn't. But, you know, that's it. no new <laughs> Batman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then Harley has wandered off, and we find her looking at that crucified Joker, and she makes a little joke about it. Why not? Later, the cat and Violet go around, get around to chatting. Uh, they make nice together. Vi tells her that Bruce was the Batman of her world, and Selina agrees to help her bypass Collective security. Turns out the Collective and the Cult are operating out of the same facility, which is uh, hey. Hey, the wonders <laughs> of series truncation makes for very convenient neighbors in this story. It That's does. Nice. 
<laughs> now Violet heads back to the compound and uh, thinks back to her final goodbye with her mother. This is uh, back at the end of the first volume where where Violet's mother seemed to know exactly what was going to happen and their their farewell seemed final. Um, now while she reminisces, she's slammed in the back of the head by Jason Todd. Yeah. Well, He's wearing a mask, so we're about 90% sure it's Jason Todd. It's like a red Batman mask. I it's mean, like it's Red Hood with the points. With yeah. the points, exactly. It's it's. But then again, you're right. This could be the old switcheroo. You're definitely made to think it's uh, Red Certainly. Red Hood uh, Jason Todd. So that was pretty cool. Uh, I don't know if we did it Absolutely. a lot of if we did it the right justice here, but it was it's actually a, a pretty damn intriguing story that I it's I really, really good. want to read about about characters that I am enjoying and I'm learning to like feel something for even if it's not always sympathy. Sometimes it's sure. Sometimes it's you know mild uh, irritation. Or yeah. Sometimes it's <laughs> irritation. Uh, I know you. I know Fennec Fox is your character find of uh, 2017. Oh, I wanted and to join the Teen Titans. Yes. That that actually wouldn't be a horrible thing. And like I, I, I kind of like this weird trappings of this like alternate Gotham. Uh, sure. You know, it's it's just got a whole lot of the interesting tribal aspects system. Of it. It's interesting. Yeah, the whole Robinson part. It kind of reminds you a little bit of No Man's Land. I think is probably why it's bringing sure. me back. So. Sure. Uh, yeah, uh, you you obviously liked it a lot, huh? Oh, I thought it was great. Uh, there were a couple of scenes here, and uh, they were the scenes where where Fennec says that Violet's not a hero, and Violet's actually affected by that. Yeah. I thought that that might be the strongest scene in the history of this book. You know, yeah. going back to the last volume and this volume, that was such a strong scene because. You know, I think at that point, like, that profundity hits Violet. Like, what am I doing this all for? I'm not a hero. I don't want to be a hero. But hearing that I'm not a hero really bugs me. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, – I think that's uh, – I think that was a pivot point. And uh, then we go to when she gets back from clubbing that night, uh, Mama Panic says, hey, you know, you're stuck here. This is your world. This world's problems are your problems. And it's like, oh, yeah, maybe yeah. they are. I, I just – some very, very strong scenes with Violet here, and uh, usually she's like the you know fifth or sixth best thing about the book, and here I think a she's very A character that good. we hated. We despised. And I think that that, that, that was meant to be, that, that it was came yeah. out that way, and you know, there was, she had growth in the, in the first volume, and definitely sure. in this one, in fact, I would say fairly rapid growth Mostly. as we come to the <laughs> Uh, end of this six issues, but uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's you're seeing a character change, you're seeing a development, you know, and uh, it's Heroes, huh? yeah. it's cool. It's 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 really weird that this has become the book we were saying before we got on to record. I was like, I kind of it is obvious now at the fifth fifth issue that this thing has been truncated. I I would bet my life on it, you know, and I, I know Chris is pretty dang sure about it himself. Uh, yeah, when when we find out that the collective and the cult are like neighbors, yeah, you're like, gee, <laughs> like, that okay. was that was that's like a Brady Bunch type <laughs> thing, you know, just to exactly. like move it along. So, and we do understand, and we think that here they've done a good job of kind of collapsing things. But sure, I kind of, I kind of might have liked to see what this was supposed to be in twelve issues, you know, like uh, yeah, where this was going to go. I think there was obviously, obviously, Jason Todd was supposed to be a surprise reveal for the. You know, second or another six. arc, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean, or whatever, a different arc. But uh, this kind of took away the punch of that. And I, I would like to see how it was. But what'd you give it on this side? What'd you say? I gave it a very strong eight out of ten. I think I'd be in the same place. Uh, my only problems are that the story was truncated, and with that, 
it's still super strong. You know what I mean? You still it is, can, yeah. It really hides the seams well. It, it, yeah. yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. You know, rush or drag. It's still paced well for the the issue. It's it's yeah. really well put together. You know, all the other issues except for uh, Eternity Girl, obviously, and Young Animal, have all been truncated and they've all suffered somewhat because of it. But this one really uh, does seem to have you know absorbed that impact pretty well. Sure. And uh, it's this book is just has become so interesting, and it's become like the only book, this volume even, where I think when it's all said and done. You'll be able to just grab it and read it. You don't have to know anything sure. else. You can just grab it as an you know alternate Gotham City universe book or whatever yeah. you want to call it. So uh, good job, everybody. Nice Absolutely. one. Nice one on Mother Panic. Uh, next week we have the final. We're getting into the month of the last mm-hmm. Young Animal issues, Chris. Next week is the final Shade the Changing Woman. So. Uh, I don't know whether you're going to like it or you're going to hate it, but you're definitely going <laughs> to celebrate it no matter what, because it will be <laughs> the last way. one that you'll ever, <laughs> ever have to read, uh, unless there's some sort of, I don't know, torture planned for you down the line. I have no idea. Possibly. But, uh, Possibly. Uh, I think that's all we got from this week. Chris, got anything else for him? Nope, that'll do it. Well, till next time, folks, I want you to keep it young and animalistic. Do you feel sweet, mama? Why don't you come back home? It isn't proper to leave your papa all alone. Sometimes I would... Welcome to the podcast! You know it's gonna be a long one! the rent rays and if you want to be involved in them you can call our rent rave line at 641-715-3900 extension 4523-28 followed by the pound sign it's just that easy it folks. is just that easy or you can make it even easier just send us in a file which most people do including our first one which is a callback and something that made me so happy that even though i rarely listen to the rent raves until we do these live to kind of keep the you know the freshness of it the fresh start uh this is one when i saw it come in i ended up listening and sending it to eric that moment oh, yeah. and here it is 
there, boys! <laughs> Guess who's hey. back? It's old hey. Jolly Drew here! Oh, howdy, so howdy, happy. howdy! Oh boy, I missed you guys. Oh, where does... Is he on a concert that way? <laughs> he usually is on the bus. Before, yeah, I wasn't he was usually on the headphones. bus, but yeah. Start, where to begin? Well, you know, I took a little break from reading comics. Uh, not completely, but, you know, for the most part, you know, things were piling up there, and I just really lost... <laughs> in- He's, he's at a recital. I think that he's at like a romantic freaking like, you know, uh, restaurant kind of thing where like, they have violinists playing. I, actually, on the I actually at one point actually thought it was a violin version of Back in Black. I thought it was going. I want to hear the comics. I kept reading stuff like Deathstroke and Action. But again, they started piling up and. You know, I just it just wasn't good, so I kind of fell behind a little bit on uh, the podcast, and I feel really bad about that. Uh, you son of a bitch! And we were so sad. We thought that it, that Jolly Droid completely just left us, but that's yeah. what happens. Sometimes people do kind of fall off, and we have a long show, so that's the other thing that happens. You, you fall behind <laughs> we're not two weeks. Anybody. No, you fall behind two weeks. You're in big trouble. Um, but you know, I'm back, baby. I just completed. Yes. Uh, Binging through all of Man of Steel and Superman number nice. one. I also finished all of No Justice, and I'm uh, in the. I'm about to start uh, Justice League number one. Uh, so those books, I'm. I'm. Uh, I don't know if I'm excited. Can say I'm excited about it, but <laughs> neither can we. I am excited to be back listening to the podcast. Nice. Uh, you can- and I'm sure Jelly Drew took your advice and just said, "Fuck it." If I wasn't reading those books, I ain't listening to that. Yeah. I just jumped on now. You guys are freaking awesome. Uh, Jim, listening to your you guys' review of uh, 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 No Justice number four, uh, you got so mad. Yes. And, you know, I, it's not like it made, like, 100% complete sense. How dare you? Uh, so I'm not going to say you're, like, unjustified in your anger. But I do just... Oh, I thought, thought not you, I thought it meant me! Here's the thing, too. It's not all about you, Jim. Oh, it is. And really, I'm going to make it about me when I say, just listen to what Jolly Drew's saying. All these people are like, huh, Jim, you love that No Justice so much. Because (laughs) what usually happens is people, weeks from, we do it, weeks from then, oh, man, you loved it so much. I can't even defend myself because I don't remember what I said. I have have no, yeah, I don't know shit about shit. So there you go. I'm going to use Jolly Drew. He's my mouthpiece now. I just want to be like... I don't know. It's funny, too, because I look back at it as very, being very positive. I, I should be back ranting and raving. I need to be like your Starro. Yeah. You know, like, yes. I, I need to be the yeah. Starro, the guy who's, like, going to, like... Well, oh, I thought he was going to kiss me and hug me. I like the kisses and the hugs. Hey, he's a witch priester. Hey, calm everybody down. Isn't that what Starro did all the time? See, calm them down. Kissing and hugging. Like, get inside your head and say, hey, oh. hey, buddy, it's going to be okay. Yeah. It's going to be okay. I need... Uh, but, you know, I got really busy with stuff, so... That's a brain hug, Eric. That's what I need nowadays. A, a brain, brain hug. hug. Yeah. Uh, you know, I haven't been able to listen to listen to as many podcasts as I was before. One. Um, <laughs> no, he's, sorry. He's there's a lot of construction on going stuff. on, and I don't have air conditioning in my car. There's construction going. Oh, maybe I guess maybe that was the music he was listening to. He's a cultured fellow, Eric. All right, so I gotta let the windows down, or else Imagine I'm gonna be a sweaty mess. Imagine this sound like driving down the street. <laughs> driving down, you you end up going by an orchestra. Then all you usually hear is either a guy begging for heroin, hey, and the next the you. next block is the guy dying from heroin. Um. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. I, I got a promotion at work. Yeah. Oh, oh wait. Oh, wait. Really? Yeah, you drive down quicker. Hey, 
Hey, man. Oh, hey, God, man. get away from the car. You know. Lock. Windows up, kids. The third anesthesia of just the gonorrhea is living in Quaker Town. <laughs> like, I know, buddy, I know. Works, so and I'm doing different stuff there. Nice. God damn it. Quit <laughs> it! It's too loud. Road rage. Um, right. Anyway, that's Chicago traffic for you. Yeah, you'll have it. Uh, but anyway, the windy uh, city. I'm back listening to the podcast. I couldn't, windy I Apple. couldn't be. The windy, the good old windy apple. Be happier about it. Uh, you guys are the best. Uh, keep on keeping on. Uh, rock my socks off. Uh, jack my cock off. And, oh my uh, see god! You later. Bye. He's asking a lot of. He's us. not leaving. He's not leaving. <laughs> Maybe he was. You thought you could get rid of me? <laughs> it's, it's impossible. It is. And the crawl space creature. Oh, no. I love the crawl space creature. And I've been listening <laughs> to the salad weather. <laughs> That's right. I've been watching in and listening and watching in some more. And every time you turn around, I'm right behind you, bitch. Oh, my goodness. Ah! I live in a fucking hole on the ground. Oh my! I'm goodness. capable of living in that. Thought he lived in, in the crawl space. He has no idea. Hey, so what? I think he's been talking to your mother. Don't. But uh, <laughs> I'm listening to the Saladwana, and I wrote a little song about uh, the most recent Saladwana. Uh, he could probably do a pretty good Louis Armstrong impersonation. Right. The, this, uh, yeah, crawl space creature. Uh, podcast. It's called Angela's Got a Dick. True. <laughs> Angela's Got a Dick. <laughs> you better watch out, you prick. Because uh, uh. Angela's Got a Dick and Balls. We're holding hands and skipping through the halls. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah! A lot of halls in that in that movie, Eric. I would assume it's in an outside no, camp. camp. Yeah, I would assume it's in an outside camp. Woo! I love you guys! Woo! <laughs> but Angela's got a dick. <laughs> Angela's got a dick in balls. Gonna skip out through the holes. And like best friends. And do everything that best friends do. Cause Angela's got a dick. <laughs> You fuck! <laughs> it's the best. It's the best when he cracks himself up. You realize that's Jolly Drew laughing, not the uh, crawl space of creature. What sleepaway <laughs> camp? It's so cool. Okay, until uh, next time. Toodaloo. <laughs> Toodaloo. <laughs> indeed. Toodaloo, indeed. Yes, we had a double shot there of awesomeness. Now we're gonna thank move you, on. Jolly Drew, and thank, thank you, crawl space creature. And we're gonna move on to. One dancing mic. Glad to hear him again. Yes, yes, indeed, Eric. Hi, Jim. Greetings, Eric, and hello, mother. That mic. So, first of all, I need to give a shout out to the Get Fresh crew. Let's see. Whoop 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 whoop. I dream in us. So, Jim, yes, that is for you. I do recognize Thank that you. song. Never heard anyone say that that is their favorite of a song, much like you had never heard any. Oh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you that the treat me nice is. I just like the, the way he does in between. One say that the uh, Kentucky Rain was their favorite Elvis song, which was written, of course, by the great late 
great Eddie Rabbit. Eddie so, Rabbit. And, and with Mike saying that, usually uh, if you do listen to a lot of a singer or group, you tend to go to an obscure one as your favorite by the time you're done because you've listened to so many of the, you know, the you pretentious like wankers. That's right. Listen to me. Hey, no guy. <laughs> What's my favorite Led Zeppelin song? Of course it's Stairway to Heaven. Is it not? Like, that drives me nuts. Anyway, um, let's see. Also, it need is, to give a couple. So, of so, so is hot dog, Eric. So is hot. Dog. Shout outs to the Prime Minister of the Get Fresh Crew. That's Pete from NYC, who needs to keep speaking power to the truth and saying <laughs> the things that we are all thinking. I also want to give a very special shout out to the King of the Get Fresh Crew. Again, if you're in the Get Fresh Crew, he is your King. Damien doesn't Do you believe hear that. Me, Brandon. Richard Richardson. Richard Richardson here. Yeah, Brandon and Damien. Long may he reign. So, let's see. I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, as the we speak. The guy is drunk. A stone's throw away or, uh, or a short walk away from the SunTrust Park where we'll be seeing the Atlanta Braves Atlanta play Braves. tonight. So we splurged and got the fancy seats. So we're going to be fancy. Yeah, he had, he had uh, pictures from those fancy seats. That's what you can get when you don't have kids, Eric, the fancy seats. TVIP type people tonight. A moment of peace, like you mean? Yeah, yeah. We he, he gets fancy seats. I, I get a lifetime of, of heck. Or So um, did get some books this week I want to talk about. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'll start with Teen Titans number 20, which I did not plan on buying, but I got for free because apparently uh, the guys at the Golden Age, uh, David at the Golden Age in 1942 decided to give this people on the pull list a special, you know, freebie. That's what so do. Started they give you a free yeah. taste. I'm telling you, he's, he's a drug dealer, this guy at the 1942, <laughs> Golden Age 1942. He knows how it works. Teen Titans number 20, so I got that. First the regular and free, the uh, <laughs> yeah, variant cover. Paying. And oh, like Chris's review said on the website, on the cover, See they look like month. the douchiest douches that ever douched, I think yeah. is how he said it. And the only thing that could have made them look more douchey is if they were vaping at the time. So I don't know. Oh. I did read it. It was you hear that okay. Wrong I mean, this is set up. Yeah. I don't know how dark Damien is going. And the biggest problem I had is... What is up with Damien's lips, the whole issue? Is he the love child of Lisa Renna and Angelina Jolie? What is up with uh, those huge, Dark face is still a pretty big thing, isn't it? Him? I uh, do not he's know. just, the, you know, but, uh, um, the inflated. Yeah, was, uh, okay, I don't well, What was that one lady? I forget. Like one of these heiresses that had the worst, but Lisa Renna, or Leah Renna, or Lisa Renna, or whatever her name, she had the worst. She if had I the will worst. continue it. It's, uh, yeah, it was free, so I don't Oosh. know. And then, um, Freeze for me. you know, the big yeah, crossover book that everyone's talking about, the big, huge series that's supposed to change up everything, and then you get to it, and it's a big disappointment. Yeah, that's that was this week. Um, of course, I'm talking about uh, Archie's Super Teens versus the Crusaders, number two of two. Yes, this book was complete, pure drivel, and really? just it was i didn't think the second issue could be worse than the, the book first that everyone's but talking about it was not a very good series i don't know what they were doing making that only two issues and the way they handled it so that two was issues. a big disappointment and again speaking of series that are supposed to be big and somehow turn out small doomsday clock number six <laughs> now oh my i read eric's review. i think me and you eric are the most positive people on this you and I, when, did, when did that happen I'm not going anywhere near that high because while the story of marionette and mine was a very good story it was a very good story. Nice, nice bit of say nothing happened. storytelling there. But it should be in Marionette Mime Number 1 or some other series. I don't know what this has to do with... You mean that, that series are going to come post 
Doomsday Clock, that new one instead of the pre. What was what was it called? The uh, the uh, Watchmen before Watchmen. They'll have after Doomsday Clock. This new series after Doomsday. And Clock. I was thinking about since because we did record that last night, and I was thinking about it since that I'm like thinking to myself about all the mysteries and all the things going. I, I guess that I just don't really care about those. I really don't. I just want Come to on, enjoy Jim. myself. Superman had a nightmare. For I don't Christ's care. Sake. Hey, I've seen it before. I just want to have fun while I'm reading it. And I did. That's all I want. I assume in the end, and this is what I was, I was doing this in the shower, Eric. And I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, okay, a lot of people are saying, like, we need more uh, of this okay. mystery. My my whole concept and my whole belief is that by the end, it all resets. So what the fuck mystery do you need? The mystery is going to be, where's Dr. Manhattan? When they find him, everything resets. There you and go. Even that, the whole mystery thing, solved. The- with the background of, you know, Mime and Marionette, I thought that was a great aspect to the book, but I also love the current aspect of what the DCU villains are up to yeah, I like in the that. world of the Superman just like, had, theory. I'm here for fun. The girls just want to have fun with me. And, fun. and yeah, all the thing when they go, here's what the Superman theory is. Everybody hates superheroes, and from now on, they're going to be killed on sight. Dr. Manhattan goes, whoa, whoa, that doesn't sound right. Snaps his fingers, and we go back to everything's open, and we have a nice universe again. That's what I think is going to happen, so why? I, I just don't care. And I think that one of the things is, I think Jeff Johns knows this too, so he's kind of letting it go. We're going to just have some fun while we're going, but I don't know. The big mystery is supposed to be, where's Dr. Manhattan? And I'm sure we'll get that in the last issue. So. I thought it is, why does Superman have a nightmare? No. This no, doomsday no. clock is just me. And where's John, even though he's oh, mentioning about taking random stories while not advancing the main plot anywhere at all? Like the Rorschach issue. It's like, I, well, Rorschach, fake Rorschach issue is just pure. Yeah, I, I just don't know that there's ever much of an ongoing. I mean, eventually we're going to go and, and find Dr. Manhattan, we think, but... I mean, besides that, I guess he just wants to set up to show you. And really, if you want to talk about everything that we've said and all, I think he's showing us the darkness of that universe so that it is the darkest before the dawn. And when it resets, then everybody's happy. But I I don't really think right now, though, while you read that, that anybody's thinking about it as being a year ahead anymore. I see people talking. I told you. Some people think it's a a multiverse story and an Elseworlds deal. Really? What's happened? Nonsense. And... Unneeded, but this marionette mime, yeah, it's a nice story and stuff, but it's where, why do we need all of that? Where is this going? How is this fitting into the big event? Maybe in the end it'll all come together and be great, but as well, of right now, I'm not going nearly as high as Eric did on her side. Having Eric. Kid and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, and also you, you want to see how, t- uh, you know, how... F- big they are of their love and how Mary and that, that can't do anything with mine because mine's not surviving this i guarantee the, you he's dying these are within two three of our years. main characters too you kind of want to know who they are huh. they keep like they, they huh. jumped out of like you know prison and like oh this is the watchman version of yeah. punch and julie and beyond that you didn't know shit about him well, my old deal is we argued now, about you know whether you know punch had fucking magic fingers or yeah, whatnot yeah. like that I yeah, punch yeah, it was fine. Yeah, mine. I, I i just i'm telling you i think that this is just a setup that he, uh, Jeff Johns wanted to show you that uh, Marionette really survived because of her love for Mime, and they even had a kid together, and they, uh, he's dying. He's going to be dead within three issues, and especially when she's like, listen, don't jump in front of things and distract things. That's going to get you killed. I'm like, you are done. And you know I always say that, but uh, why set up how much she needs him and show that there is nobody else for her? And then she meant, and then she'll get the kid back, uh, but mine will be dead, is what I think. Does some great reviews on this. And then you'll be sad because you saw what you'll see, but it'll break your heart now. 
if we just had we didn't have this issue and he died two three issues from now you'd be like oh that sucks now it would break your heart you because and heart, also yeah. really to go to the point where she he actually shows that they were little kids together that makes it even worse when it happens like oh no and then we'll it's go back to the together. whole deal. they've been there for each other jim <laughs> shut your mouth and then we'll see her crying again as a little girl while she's crying right now for mine and then we're all gonna cry i'm gonna cry we're all gonna cry tight by the way i saw a few people saying that this week and then this will happen in three years because this delays it's, it's gonna ruin everything and Jim does some good reviews too, but maybe he should he should look to Eric to learn oh, to, to learn the, the true craft of it. Or at least like I said, according to comments on the site, that's what I was seeing. <laughs> Action Comics number one thousand one. There's lots of words still and, and there's it was I kind of agree with Eric on that review also. It's yeah. just kind of boring. I'm not sure what this whole Bendis thing. I really should have recorded like a big or got Rimmer to record like one of those movie uh, trailers with that beginning of how oh, big yeah. it sounds and then talks about apartment fires. And on Superman, I thought I would be jumping on Superman and action comics. Yeah. May not be jumping onto those because I'm not really seeing anything I wish that I could entices jump off. me to spend. Well, and just think of, of Dancing Mike. Like, you know, unfortunately, he's not a Scott Snyder fan. So Scott Snyder, to him, has ruined a bunch of books. So you figure, okay, well, let me try to jump on Superman so I can have something going on. And then this happens, and he doesn't even want that. It's it's a downtime, Eric. You know. Dark days. Six, we seven bucks a month or you. whatever on that. So. Along those lines, I am sticking with Wonder Woman through this short Orlando run. Yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman number 51. Yeah, it was... St Thesis of Wonder Woman, he said? Steve yeah. Orlando, all right. It wasn't as bad as some Steve Orlando I've read. And the art was good, but... It's one of the better written you yeah. know, issues of Steve Orlando's. It just was kind of nonsense. Besides that, yeah. It's going to be uh, the 52nd visit. Wow, it was a big shock when that turned out to be the one at the end. Because, you know, 52. Oh, what my goodness. What freaking do? That was a pointless <laughs> oh goodness, story. Eric. And Detective Comics 985, well, I liked a couple of issues of that, and now I am kind of, after this big reveal, this issue, I'm kind of not nearly as excited as I was for the first two issues of this arc. Um, yeah, so I agree. it continues the Snyder trope of, uh, you know, what oh, started geez. with Snyder, where <laughs> Batman's a really horrible person, uh, makes horrible decisions, creates villains, uh, ruins lives, and does nothing heroic at all. So I was kind of on board until this one. It's like, well, yeah, Karma and all the people that they that he killed or she killed, whichever killed, yeah, I guess it was a he killed, that's yep. all on you. So, yeah. Uh, the whole Batman is a horrible person thing. I I really liked it back in the old days, you know, pre fifty, pre New Fifty Two, when Batman was actual, a, actually a hero and a good person. I guess we oh, don't dearly. have that anymore. Speaking of, my issue of the week would be Batman Beyond number twenty two, which is vastly improved, vastly improved over what we've gotten. And Robin has a real Robin costume. Got to fly yep. the Bat plane. Yep. Uh, Batman Bat finally up. wised up that people were against him, and then of course. Kind of. of course, we do have a bit of the backstory about how this new scarecrow yep. came along. It was kind of actions of Batman in the past, which... I don't know. I saw one written review, Eric. They said that they should have dealt more uh, with uh, the woman because they just left her behind to deal with the scarecrow. Not as bad as <laughs> what we got in Detective Comics, but still, 
when did Batman become such a horrible, horrible person and never a hero? I don't understand where we're going with Batman, but that being... It is true, because he does the same thing there. Oh, he yeah. beat the hell out of it. Really, and we didn't really mention it. We're, we're going to be talking about that next. Uh, the whole deal of him, when he breaks that guy's leg or arm, Jesus Christ, th- there's there's bone coming out. That's the you know, worst. It, it's going to be fun, and we throw shade at that whole thing. We, we didn't deal with Adeline Stern, like Adeline Stern at all. I'm like, why should it just be a big red herring and she's yeah, still out no, there? And we're wrong. Scarecrow. We're yeah. wrong. Said it was my issue. It's her twin sister, Eric. For the weekend, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Probably about an eight. Did I ever twin tell bro- you I have a twin, a twin brother? brother? Did I ever Howard tell you Stern. I had a twin brother? No. Because I don't, Eric. That's Good. why. That's why. That makes sense, right? Out of <laughs> ten for that. So that's my. Uh, you know, Elvis had a twin, Eric. He did. That's you did my tell me that you had a twin once. I just thought it had to be sloth. Enjoy a in the baseball Goonies. game in a bit and drink yeah. a lot of beer. No, as my mom took a shit right after I was born. They, they, it took three months for them to realize. For some reason, I think that you're the Danny DeVito of it, though. Oh, am I? Thank you. <laughs> and enjoy a baseball game and. You mean the funny one? Some beer. Yeah, and that's what I mean. It's your night, bro. There, uh, also, one other that. thing that Eric mentioned last week: the Shazam movie. I saw that trailer. Still haven't First of watched all, I hate it. the fact they call him Shazam. Okay. You know what? I watched the uh, Battle Angel Alita uh, trailer, though. I'm really like that, Eric. Yeah, I, I don't know, know what that Jim's is. Are, Jim's going to have a conniption here and say, but you can't call him Captain Marvel. They don't have that. Well, I don't know. Do what they did in those days. Call him Captain Thunder. Call him something, anything but saying Shazam. Captain Thunderpants, right? Uh, Shazam, because what's your name? Shazam. And he turns into a little kid. No, it's the intent. I don't. So it's, it, <laughs> the intent, it's you're making a hero where he can't tell you what his name is. That is not. Just remember that DC can't call him Captain Marvel. It's all their fault. It's their fault they can't. So you know, I don't care either way. It is silly. We talk no, about I it all during care. the NFL detail. But we used to yell about it all the time. Yeah. And then, well, why would we care? I we haven't really Captain gotten Marvel. much Shazam. So since then, eh. but yeah, you, you got to go with it. On sense. So yeah. So basically, yeah, they're calling it Shazam. But I saw this trailer. First of all, that Chuck guy doesn't look like uh, Captain Marvel. I'm sorry. Greg Brady. Or Shazam should at all. Doesn't look like the hero should at all because he's a skinny little dipshit and you should have someone that actually looks like you know a big beefy guy which is what captain marvel always looked like hulk hogan hulk hogan and they're playing the ultimate warrior he's alive still right oh no oh god and how about you know owen hart can we get him him as a complete doofus and joke and total Anybody I mean, here? It, there's a difference between humor and then have brett the hitman heart how about that being your i hate that i hate that guy who plays child uh, levi whatever zachary uh, levy zachary levi all i see levy. is levi and there was a guy levi. i grew up levi dingle and i was thinking of him main character looked like a complete dumbass dipshit so that's what they're doing with the Captain Marvel movie. So, yeah, I uh, was kind of, hey, they're going to make a Shazam movie, you know, but no, they're not. They're just making some kind of lame-ass comedy. Why don't they just put fucking, oh, I don't know, uh, what's her name, that McCarthy woman. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. I'm just saying, Kelly. what we saw right there is a little kid who just discovered he had superpowers and was an adult. He's going to mess around with that until he realizes how to become a hero. It's the origin story. I hated every moment of what I watched, Eric. Every moment that I watched. I haven't yeah. seen it. Is Melissa McCarthy in this movie? She she neck punch anybody? She no, stabs no, somebody no. in the neck or anything? No. Did that happen? Uh. Yeah, Melissa McCarthy. I just had to ask Mrs. Dancing Mike what that woman's name was. Yeah, just just put her in there. <laughs> if you're going to make annoying crap, you know, annoying, uh, terrible comedy stuff, just have her get in there and, and fall down a few times. And then you'll have a laugh run. <laughs> 
fall down a few times. And that'll be a... Didn't know that she was known for pure practice. Her physical comedy, yeah. She's the Chevy Chase of the female set, I guess. Is that what she is? Great movie. So, yeah, I was thinking too binary. She's just the Chevy Chase of our era. She's just the Chevy Chase. I, I don't really rarely see her falling down. I always see her punching people and yelling. Shazam. How often do you see her? Not, not much, but hey, uh, what I see, I see her. I've only seen that one movie, Identity Theft, and she's hitting people in the neck. You can tell. So and let's see, so that is see. about all I've got this week, so um, I'm keeping it under... What else am I going to watch? Uh, you know, that's, that's the worst one, but you could have watched Gilmore Girls. Was she in that Ghostbusters? Is she in that one? I don't know what she's been in, and yeah, Gilmore, Gilmore Girls. Girls, come yeah. on. What are you talking about, Gilmore Girls? I don't need that. I don't need Sookie. I don't know, isn't that what her name was? Something yes. like that. Yeah, see? I think I saw her in that for a second. I, I, I was too busy running. I was too busy closing my eyes while Tanya watched that whole series again. Ten minutes, maybe. Let's see. Uh, first of all, uh, you may, so until next week, you may turn off that spotlight again eventually when there are more books. You need to power off that Patreon spotlight. Again, that's patreon.com slash weirdscience where you will hear great shows including such characters as uh, adventure guy and oh the guy kid and of course the phantom reviewer I hear <laughs> he's a Draculus he is a Draculus again that's patreon.com slash weird science we will get a plethora of he's wonderful shows I highly suggest you uh, sign up for that uh, watch out cause you never know when but if I had to venture a guess I would think it would be this coming he's Monday those guys from the pop culture podcast will yes, pop will up be on, and culture that ass keep it weird and yes, I'm keeping it under 10 minutes this Daddy. week. And see oh. you in seven. See you. See you on the sevens. See you on the sevens. Thank you, Mike. And yes, uh, he's the Draculus. All right. yeah. It's been. It's actually been confirmed medically that he is a Draculus. And we're going to move on to our next rant and rave, and that is uh, a special guest, Aaron. And it's something that you will like because you have been rewatching like uh, the the star of this here uh, rant and rave. Here we go, Morty. Hey, guess where we are, Morty. Oh, oh, oh geez, right. Then. Uh, I don't know. It's so 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 dark. And, uh, don't know where sounds. Out. Uh, there's too many. Too much. Too much. Morty, calm down. You little piece of shit. We're in the podcast. Is, is this a uh, Rick and Morty call, or is this actually uh, me talking to Rafe <laughs> on any standard <laughs> day? Because this uh, it sounds like it. Dimension. <laughs> Today, t- yesterday, actually, uh, Tanya decides she wants a cat. Remember, after all this nonsense, we had these cats at work. We had these cats at work, and I was going to get one because it would make her happy. They were on vacation. I didn't. I ended up picking a cat, and then they gave it to somebody else. They gave it to somebody else. She walked over and took it away from you. Yeah, well, there it is. They gave it to somebody else. She grabbed it and said it was hers. Walked off. I said, I need to have. If I'm going to get a cat, it needs to be parking lot for that kid cat. It needs to be a male, and they could. They were so young, they couldn't tell. I mean, there was some weird things going on when they were trying to tell the one was the only one they could tell it was the cutest one as well so i'm like oh yeah i guess i'll i'll take this Everybody and they're like okay identifying male female and, cats. another what's that well within weeks you, you can't tell there's I'm nothing the same. Going like, well, I used, we used to breed cats all the time you know and like all, like when i was a kid and i never really had a problem with that yeah i'm sure you didn't see them right away because nothing's there it's blank it's a blank slate and uh, so they're doing this they're all looking whatever so this lady grabs it so i told tanya i was gonna get you 
kitten. Uh, yeah, and she's like, you can't do that. Phineas and, and Declan, for crying out loud, they'd be so upset. So yesterday, so yesterday I get this call, and she's like, oh, I'm going to get the cat. Here's a picture. I'm like, no, you're not. You're not getting it. It's an older cat. And I said, what, what about the Phineas and fucking Declan now? Who, who's caring about them now? The reason why is because when they went on vacation and I stayed home, the cats have taken a liking to me, Eric, and she's very <laughs> jealous and very angry. And now she wants And I know that's why. So I said that. So they come home. They're all upset. Well, today, then, then I – as always, break down. Fuck it, just get a cat. It's a cat or me get yelled at for a year. I'll go with the cat. So they go back to go get the cat. The SPCA is closed. So they come back. Well, one of the things as they're filling out the forms is they have to fill in a vet, and we don't. We're we're between vets right now. Oh, I'd like you? to say. So Ethan says, why don't we put Dominoes for, for the vet? I just looked at him like, what the fuck does that even mean? I don't even understand what that statement means. And he goes, oh, I just want Domino's for lunch. Like, I don't I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> I think I might have called him a dipshit. A podcast. <laughs> it's a bunch of ranting and ravings. Of I'm telling you, it might be me DC. still. Weird, weird science. I don't know what's going on, Morty. Shit. Is it, there is too much noise. Lots of lots of lots of stuff. I don't know. I gotta go. Let's go to Blitz and Chats. There he's going. Yeah. He's off there. I, I still think that was me talking to my kids. I, I talk in a very similar tone uh, when I'm mad at them. And thank you. And now we're gonna move <laughs> on to the Louisiana kid, Harry. Oh, hello, it is I, the Louisiana kid. <laughs> I have heard people from Louisiana. That wow. does not sound like spot on Louisiana. Oh my goodness gracious! Mind. There hasn't even been. Classic. We are. We're five seconds in. I have not heard a guarantee. So I right away I know it's not authentic. Calling to, to talk about my favorite <laughs> story, my macadamia nut, my hero macadamia. Oh my, nut. my hero macadamia a nut. Nut called from macadamia, and you put it in a cookie, and you get. <laughs> It's like, what it's is such, it? Is this like, you know, Louisiana, but beforehand he was in India? I think he might have been there and maybe uh, a latka as well. I, I'm not maybe. Sure. <laughs> Drunk and you eat the cookie. I, and I think it was kind of like from, say, uh, Ukrainian made up or Latvia. I, I always assume Latvia, but I'm I'm assuming it's some made up uh, Ukrainian town or, or uh, you know, country. And the weird science. And then you talk about. Oh, a bunch of nonsense for about four hours and to forcing the Rant and Raves to be pushed off to its own separate episode, its own separate podcast. Yes, my hero macadamia nut. <laughs> He's throwing shit. This Locker's week, country was never disclosed. Which is pretty surprisingly crazy this week with the macadamia nut. They've actually put it into a chocolate bar. A chocolate Delicious. bar, indeed. Yes. The chocolate bar is then soaked in Jameson whiskey. Oh, my goodness. Oh, the Not a Long Island iced tea. Whiskey. No. They put it in there, and it, sure enough, it, 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 you just eat it. You get <laughs> fucked up. It royally How fucked. How many of these have you eaten? We got our whiskey. You, the macadamia nut goes in there, and you just crunch it up as you're drinking. You get a nice meal. You get a, you get a good buzz <laughs> at the same time. Yes. An Irish, uh, Irish buzz of the Irish with the, the Irish Louisiana the Irish, kid here, with the Irish. 
the Irish. You'd Irish. think it might be French, but no, 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 no we go no. Irish. And you. my accent goes in and out Pretty from some sort of weird Indian drifting. to Irish to Russian to something that makes no goddamn fucking sense. <laughs> anyway, my hero macadamia nut. Uh, go pick it up. It's oh, Jim. You, oh, you would really like it. Go down to the uh, the what do you? What's the store you go to? The the uh, the cute one. God, Pian Cuban Abid. I don't know. Never heard of it. Uh, you just go on for fast forward for the next four hours because I got a lot to say tonight. I uh, got nothing else to do. So Louisiana kid, uh, fast forward and fast forward and okay, here we are. Four hours later. Uh, my hero macadamia. It's not. It's it's, it's you. I'm telling you. It's it, 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 the character development, the taste, the flavor. It's bold. Now you want that straight up macadamia Irish nut in your mouth? All up in your mouth, all over your face. Actually, it's just just it right off. Uh, next morning. Okay. Louisiana Signing by off. way of Dublin. The Louisiana kid. The Louisiana kid is gone, Eric, and that is the end of the rant. Raves. Thanks, everybody. I'm gonna go get some hush puppies. I'll be back. I don't like hush puppies. I am not a hush puppy fan. Uh, but if you had them, I'd eat them, Eric. I, yeah. I have to tell you that. Yeah, I'm about to turn would. them down. That's yeah, I'm sure. not going to turn down the hush puppies, but you know, I, I'm not seeking them out. I, I've had them too. Within the past month, I've had hush puppies. So isn't that crazy? Really? Yeah, because I went. I told you I went with my on my birthday. I decided that I was going to go to Long John Silver's out of nowhere <laughs> and hated every bit of it. I, I didn't <laughs> like it at all. Uh, but we'll get, you, we'll get you better hush puppies. Man, I got the hush puppies there. Where else am I going to get hush puppies? What do you think I'm going to You think I'm going down to Louisiana? I don't know. It, it seems like I got to get on a boat and, and go to another country with that Let's accent. I just heard. Uh, yes, but there you go. That's the rant and raves. Now we're going to go. To the end of the podcast, which will include both Josh doing a review and also us finishing up with two books. Hello, Weird Science listeners. Welcome back to another week of Vermilion's Visions. Josh Vermilion here. You guys know how I like to do things by now on this segment. want to bring you guys a little review of a trade. Uh, try to stay away from the, the big two as much as possible um, and bring you guys some other books for some, from some other companies. Um, and I'll be honest, it, it ends up being quite a bit of image stuff, and that's going to be the case once again this week. Uh, we got Dark Fang. Volume 1, Earth Calling, like I said, from Image Comics, written by Miles Gunter, art by Kelsey Shannon. It's the first uh, five issues of the Dark Fang series. Um, And, you know, I'm just going to jump right into the book here. Um, It starts off actually pretty wild. We got a cam girl on a screen taking off her clothes, slowly, you know, showing her body. Basically the stuff that Eric Shea spends time watching when uh, Lady Jessica isn't around. That kind of stuff going on here. Uh, But then there is just blood spattered all over the screen. And a lady has just come up and bit the guy that was watching this in the neck. And he was watching this as he walked through the park. Little weird, I don't think Eric Shea would go to those lengths. But this guy was so he gets bit in the neck he falls to the ground and she picks up his phone um and just a little side note here the first issue actually has very little dialogue and most of it is told through narration so there are quite a few narration boxes spread throughout but honestly it still goes pretty quickly 
Uh, so this girl that, that bit the guy, she's a vampire, and her name is Vala. She picks up the phone and realizes that this girl is making tokens from these people that are watching her. Vala obviously hasn't been spending much time in the human realm, so you get that that person out of touch with technology and the time that I always love. You know, your, your Thor, your Captain America after he's frozen, your Wonder Woman movie... Um, it pops up a lot in media, this person out of touch thing, and I always enjoy it. Uh, so Vala wants to know how this lady has so many people kind of wrapped around her finger, so she heads to a bar to find out. She meets a guy named Toby and gets him to, uh, kind of help her set up a profile. Uh, they go back to, I'm assuming, his apartment He takes her picture, um, and when he does, this startles her, so she severs his head from his body. But with a drop of her own blood, Toby is alive and well, just with his head detached from his body. That's pretty funny. It made me laugh a little bit as I was reading it, kind of unexpected there. Uh, But Vala goes live on a cam site pretty quickly. You know, she sets up a profile and goes live, and she gets quite a few viewers pretty quickly because she's a good-looking gal, um, but she's kind of she's getting all these compliments and emojis sent to her that she doesn't really understand, but she's not getting any tokens. So she lets loose her powers of persuasion, and everyone watching becomes instantly, you know, infatuated with her. People start pouring in money nonstop, even, even when Vala isn't live on cam, they're still just sending her money like it's nothing in these tokens she takes millions and millions of dollars from men all over the world and eventually has enough to to buy her own place so she goes overseas and buys castle bran the fabled house of count dracula Um, and as she settles into her new home we get to see a little bit of her her backstory so Over a hundred years ago, Vala lived in a small fishing village by the sea. She was the best fisherwoman in the village, but it was still a pretty tough life. They didn't have a lot of of money or, or, or food or things. They had to kind of fend for themselves. But one night, she was the last one out fishing, and she was attacked by a shadow and bitten on the neck. And as she turned into a vampire, this this other vampire that had bitten her took her to be a slave for him and his many brides. Vala, she hated being a slave, so eventually she revolted, killed them all, killed the vampire, um, beheaded the the three bride vampires, and and stabbed a sword through through their heads and and stuck them to a wall. Um, so as she walked out of of the castle where this other vampire lived. She knew she couldn't return to her village, so instead, she went to the sea. Being a vampire with, you know, no need to breathe and the ability to move extremely fast underwater, she thrived. She used her her persuasive powers to make friends with the sea life, and a jellyfish even somehow fashioned itself around her into into a luminescent dress. I'm not... Real sure of the science behind that, but, you know, I'm just going to go with it. It's comic books. Uh, So Vala explores shipwrecks. She reads books that she finds in these shipwrecks. And she's basically living in her own little dream world for a hundred years. But then, as she's hanging out with her shark and her fish friends, battling an octopus, 
there is an explosion and oil just soaks down into the water, killing all of her fish friends and enveloping everything around her just in blackness. So this this pisses Vala off, basically. So she emerges into this, this new world that she doesn't recognize, but she's determined to, you know, put an end to these oil spills and protect her her paradise. So she started to kind of enjoy the activities of the human world and got a little bit sidetracked having her fun, you know, preying on people and just, you know, enjoying this new world. Uh, but, you know, snapping back to the here and now in her new castle, Vala is feasting on on a poor, helpless man. You know, this guy had no chance against her, but she's eating him all up while Toby cleans up the mess of blood all over the floor. Uh, but she's all smiles and enjoying herself until Toby realizes that something is different. So he takes a picture of Vala and shows her, and she sees that one of her fangs is starting to turn black. Um, and that's actually the cliffhanger that we end the first issue on. And the next four are basically about Vala trying to figure out, you know, what the hell is going on here? Why are why is her her fang black? And she wants to put a stop to the humans poisoning the earth with oil and fossil fuels and all the pollution. So yes, it is a bit political and on the nose with its talk of, of you know, climate change and the problem with fossil fuels. But, you know, those are legitimate issues facing our world right now. And it does it in a way that it, it's a fun ride and it, it made me laugh quite a few times. This is a really fun book. And despite, you know, I'm not a real big fan of, you know, real world stuff coming into play in, in my comics. I like to kind of, you know, escape from all the noise and all the nonsense going on in the world right now. But this addressed something that is a very big issue and it did it in a fun way that isn't, you know, super heavy handed and just, you know, talking shit on everybody. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a good story wrapped around this this political aspect, and it's it's a fun read. You know, I, I did have a lot of fun with it, um, and it's a different take on the vampire genre that I found really enjoyable. The art style is definitely different, uh, but I adjusted to it pretty quickly, and you know, I even started kind of liking it by the end. Uh, it's not art that I would like all the time in all my books, but it fit this story well. Um, this is the first. First book that I've read by Miles Gunter, and honestly, the first time I've even heard of him as a writer. Uh, but personally, I liked his writing style. You know, it's not overly dialogue heavy, and although there was quite a bit of narration, like I said before, it, it's not a slog to get through. Um, it goes pretty quickly. Um, and, you know, I like my dark, gritty comics as much as the next guy, but. I also like to, to take a break from all that and just and just have some fun with a book. Um, so if you're if if you like vampire stories and want kind of a new take on that, this would be a, a really good book for you. Um, the scope of the story actually gets a lot bigger than I expected from this first issue, um, and some of the plot points are so off the wall crazy that you can't help but have fun. For me, this is this book is like a nine out of ten. That that's really how much fun I had reading it, and how much I enjoyed it. I sat down to just 
you know, kind of check out the first issue, maybe just see how things are going and see if I want to revisit it at some point. And before I knew it, I was done with the whole trade and and wishing that I could keep reading and read some more issues. So this is definitely a book I'd recommend to those of you out there just looking for a fun comic with and you know maybe if you like that serious underlying issue or a different kind of vampire story that's just an added bonus but the main draw of this is just the fun story that it that it brings and it it's really good and I definitely enjoy it and one of one of the books that I would really recommend to most people out there um so I want to that pretty much wraps things up for the review so I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to me go on about Dark Fang um, if anybody has any book recommendations for me, things that you think I should check out, uh, you can hit me up in the Slack chat if you're a member of the Get Fresh Crew, doop, doop, or you know, find me on Twitter at Vermillionaire3, send me some recommendations over there. Uh, Luke Hollywood, I do plan on getting back into uh, manga at some point, giving it another shot, see what, see what we can do with that. Um, I was actually kind of interested in that My Hero Academia Vigilantes book, uh, so maybe I'll I'll check that out and bring it over here. I know I don't want to disappoint you anymore with my non-love of My Hero Academia, but I, I'm, I'm going to give it a, another shot here soon. So Luke Hollywood got some more manga coming for you down the road. Um, but if anybody else has other recommendations, please feel free to hit me up. Like I said, especially uh, you can find me in in the Slack chat if you're a member of the Get Fresh Crew. And if you're not a member of the Get Fresh Crew, I don't know what you're doing at this point. You need to head over to patreon.com slash weirdscience and you need to sign up and join the awesome community that is the Get Fresh Crew. Um, just sign up for any level and you'll be in the crew and... You know, you get tons of awesome rewards, too. You guys you guys listen to this podcast, you know, 6 to 12 hours every week because you like the cut of Jim and Eric's jib, I guess. And you like the way they podcast things. Well, if you sign up on the Patreon, you're not going to get these, these superficial rewards, you know, stickers... You know, a shout out on the pod. You do get a shout out on the podcast if you're part of the Get Fresh Crew, or if you're part of the Badass level. But you know, those rewards are fine. Um, and you know, I I'm a patron to one or two other things that you you get stickers for um, when you sign up. But that's kind of a one time thing, you know. And if you sign up for this Patreon, you get extra shows, and that's why you guys like Weird Science. You like their podcast, so. By signing up, you just get that many extra podcasts, and it's fantastic. So, definitely recommend go over to patreon.com slash weirdscience. Support them if you can. Uh, but, you know, that pretty much brings us to the end here. I'll, I'll stop my commercial for for the Patreon and let you guys get back to listening to more comic talk. Uh, so, that wraps things up. So, I'm going to send it on back over to Jim and Eric. Thanks again, guys. And if the sun comes up, well, it's He's talking all about DC. Now here's Eric, and he's talking all about DC. Eric Shea will throw it down. His reviews are strong and sound. His scores are much better than Jim's, you'll see. He 
will tell us all about DC. So tell us all about DC. Eric Shay. Eric, are you I there? I am here. Are you there? Hello, there he is. <laughs> I'm Christine, and we're here also with Mark because Hello. we're talking about Batman Beyond, and we're gonna get right into it. Eric, hit the uh, blurb. I'm gonna hit now. that there, uh, blurb. Hit there. that blurb. <laughs> Batman Beyond. Yeah, hit it there. Batman Beyond number twenty-two, written by Dan Juergens, with art by Will Conrad, David Barron, and Travis Lanham. While Batman continues to get his ass kicked, Matt dons his Robin Beyond costume to help his brother out. Too bad that this may be their final battle as a scarecrow and affects everyone in Neo Gotham with fear of our dark night. Yes, yes, indeed. And uh, Eric, you like this issue a little more. That's than the worst what we've part is that before. I really like this issue a lot more. But the worst part about it is Batman himself, Terry McGinnis. Oh, no, that's not the worst yeah. part about this issue. The worst you know, part is about the worst this part? issue because is the, the worst cover. part for me is nothing happened. No, it's the cover. The, the, the cover. Yeah. The cover. Because no, I, uh, I, I don't worry covers. about this. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> we is, don't even look at it. Tell me to judge a rough. book by its cover, Mark. Uh, oh, when there it, it goes. Reveals the reveal well, at yeah, the end. It does reveal it. That's the problem is I think that they're going with the surprise of who well, the it, scarecrow it, might be. I think that that's the play. Exactly. And if you hadn't had the cover, if you hadn't had that cover, assuming you didn't read the solicit. Yeah. It would have been a huge surprise. Oh yeah. Like oh, that yeah. that's the yeah. biggest problem yeah. with this issue. It, it it's a well done cover. It's it's gonna look great on the front of the trade. It's just really shooting yourself not even yeah, in the foot, in the face. Eric even told me when he was telling me about it. He's like, Yeah, and by the end you see what it is, but it's on the yeah, cover. So it takes away yeah, I don't look at the cover. I, I rarely even see the covers. I go right past those. I'm trying to get covers. this done. But, covers yeah, you're right. The cover ruins it. And the cover should never no. ruin the, no. the cliffhanger reveal. That, that's the case. I think that the worst thing that happens is this issue pretty much sets the story ahead three seconds. That, nothing happens. I know that you guys like it. I like it enough from what we got. It's a good setup issue with character setup. And like you said, though, it gets ruined by the cover. Right. You get Matt in the Robin suit. But other than that, nothing really happens. Connection between Adam and Stern and Batman that might be the catalyst for all of this is like this weird stuff where Jack Ryder, like we have all this, you know, strange history between Bruce Wayne and Jack Ryder, the creeper, where he could just enter the Batcave and come on down. He's like, thought you were never going to talk to me again. Shut up, Bruce. We got bigger problems than this. You know, we have to find Adam and Stern. I mean, I'll be honest that it kind of bothered me when I was first reading it. Like he just went in the Batcave. But at the same point, it's been yeah. like it's about 40 years from right now. 35. It's in. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's because Whatever. that's because regardless, their timeline <laughs> is advancing just like ours. Not my point. My point is is that there's been a quite a sizable amount of time that he yes. could have brought him to the bat cave. Oh, yeah. Like or creeper oh, yeah, just yeah. could have came in and been on it all in the creeper could have been. It's not like it would be right now where anybody can just walk in and it feels stupid. You know, yeah, it like feels like it could have he could have legitimately been like, here's the bat cave at some point for yeah. some reason. Yeah, they they could have had a reason. And uh, the thing is, and I mentioned it before, the thing that I, I really hate is at this point, why I don't think they should start the issues with decades from now. It, it always is a problem for me uh, because no, I thing? think that it's starting with a flash forward uh, I, because we're in isn't this book. What, no, what, isn't, they, what they yeah, need to do is everyone decades from now, Earth Zero, because, oh, my God, people just keep getting confused and I get like. Well, and, and you started off, and I, I'm telling you, like, yeah, oh, people think it's that, like, yeah. No, it's, even if you check their website, they say Earth Zero. Please stop bothering me. 
Even that, I'm saying you start in a book. If I start in a book that's five years ahead, you don't have to keep telling me that because if you tell me, you know, five years, decades from now, I'm thinking decades from now means decades from now in this book. I actually thought we were flash forwarding again to kind of see something. It, it ruins it's, it every it's time just for the me. Trope like, that oh, happens well. with Batman Beyond and comics yeah. that happened in 2.0 yeah. as well. I, I just but, like the idea that's the too. Thing is it's, you have this every time you have Batman Beyond. Let's say it's like a all right next issue, decades from now. Uh, now no, each, see Batman each number issue 52. advances by at least two decades. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just it always just throws me off that you don't need to set a timing in a book that is that right. time. I, I kind of get the idea they're flying around in spaceships and things like that, and you have all that Bruce is all whatever. But it, it just always every time I see it, Everybody I shake my head. But got their future cause. But yeah, with this, you see the origin of a new Scarecrow, and again, it's going to be, it's very similar to me of what we get this week in Detective Comics with the origin of Karma. It's the same thing with these where you always have to have the origin is Batman creates his own villains, even if he doesn't mean to, and this is what happens. Yeah, even decades from now, and you know, because you have Jack Ryder, he doesn't know where Adeline is. He's going to find which, her. Can I? Can I? And just, it, and can I just say it's very strange because last time we saw her, which was maybe a minute ago, two minutes ago in universe, yeah. they were walking. They they had just seen the shadow of Batman flying overhead to the riot, and they were they were like walking up to their to their studio. Like right. to the to the studio, yeah. and, and in that time, she disappeared and got across town. I yeah, and, and, less, and that's the other thing. To me, maybe, well, Terry's still fighting, well, so that throws it off. I'd even say that this is the next morning where they're supposed to show up for work, it and she hasn't. doesn't feel like the next but, morning because she was well, at Terry's still fighting. She was at Terry's work. still fighting, too, so she she might have scooped off or whatever, but they're waiting to do this news report, and Jack's like, no, i got to find her, and he starts doing a little creeping around, Ooh. and he goes, he talks to the whole deal. Hey, uh, it lets uh, him yeah, in, like, hey, uh, open the door, Melissa. He uses a piece of tech yeah. to uh, fake his voice to make the yeah. AI. So this, this they go in, like and the it big, seems big problem for the security in Neo Gotham. Yeah, you have your freaking Cortana hooked up to your thing, where somebody just has a voice yeah. scrambler to match that whole thing. I'm like, it does. Could be yeah. burglaries all over the place. Yeah, yep. yeah. And well, they go in, and that's the whole thing. Is he uses the the uh, Melissa to see what is going on, and nothing really points to the fact that she has done something. Nobody's attacked her, and then he goes in and sees that you know she's been writing the Turns back. Turns out she's yep. bad shit crazy, and she's been photo. And finally, somebody a in a book. Yeah. Finally, somebody in a book realizes that, you know, if somebody says the bat, that means Batman. And these other ah, books, ah. Are like, huh? I I wonder who about this Batman? is. Man bat. Well, even you're talking about bat last wing. issue when we had the thing where, you know, stay away from me, bat demon. What does she mean by that? Terry was all like, what like does a she moronic mean? last That's, issue. Yeah. Well, yeah. So at least somebody's, he's, somebody's <laughs> wised up. So he's like, okay, I'm going to go talk to Wayne. And he goes off. And in the meantime, Terry is fighting. He's having problems because there are a lot of people and he can't hurt them. He doesn't want to hurt them. So he there. can't use pretty much the equipment yep. at civilians. You see Bruce realize that. You see Matt even ask, like, why isn't he using the tech? And he can't. He's teaching him a lesson. And then says, we got to do something. And that's when we see what will be his suit. Which you know, out of nowhere, the, you know, there's the prototype love, suit he's going to use. Except so. for the fact that it's not covering his face and head. Like the futuristic domino mask S kind of aspect to it. it almost looks like a, a little bit lower down gambit, like, you know, kind of it, like, I can't say mask, but the thing that gambit wears on his head. It looks like yeah, an yeah. old, uh, an old, uh, I can't remember if it was golden or silver age, 
uh, Dick Grayson mask. Yeah, Earth okay. Two Dick, Dick Grayson, who oh, yeah, uh, like, saying, yeah. was always Robin. Like, uh, it looks like one of his like masks from during like one of the times where they were experimenting with the costume, like right. face wise at no. least. Yeah, and then you get where you get kind of a goofy, fun thing where Matt's like, "All right, now I get to ride the motorcycle again." All but right, take like, the no, <laughs> not the cycle. Hey, what? Oh man, take that! All right, he's all yeah, that, that he is actually up and it's this cool. whole thing is like one. Like I really do enjoy this issue as a whole for we for what we've been getting from Batman Beyond, but. Were we like? There's no real continuation from what we had last issue. Like this whole thing is like Matt's been setting up this whole thing. Terry's not the prom, Bruce. It's Batman. But as soon as you give him a costume, I can follow orders. Bruce Batman's no yeah, problem. He doesn't well, seem no, I mean, to be it, it is and it isn't. And I think it's interesting because throughout last issue, Bruce was referring to Terry as Batman. Then uh, Matt started reacting negatively to it. So then he pointed out it's Terry under the mask. And then this entire issue, he's been referring to him. Uh, uh, Terry as just Terry and reminding it, it's Terry. It's yeah. not Batman. It's Terry. So I think he's picking up something that's going on and he's kind of playing. Maybe like the I don't know the right term, but he, basically he's he's using loopholes is what right. it feels like. To so me. he's it, he's tricking his mind without even doing because that's the thing is we like, don't know how Batman, anybody that's Terry. We, we don't yeah, know how anybody's yeah. being affected right now by this Bruce, new scarecrow because Bruce people are just afraid of Batman for no reason. Yeah, and and when he goes though, if that's the case, then why wouldn't Matt react when he sees yeah. his brother in the Batman costume? He doesn't. He he starts fighting with him and helping and doing yep. all that. So I don't know. I think they actually kind of just kind of got rid of that. Just like, eh, that's not going to work out. We'll just too do much that because he goes in and, and, no, angsty. Teen. Let's well, go in the med- in the middle of this, while this is going on, one of the better points is there's a little girl, yes, and she's person. like, "Hey, little girl, what's going on?" She's like, "Me afraid," <laughs> and like, "Don't be afraid, child. Okay. Use this. Shoot all those people who will get you afraid." Oh, okay. I killed the monster, and then just starts ripping bullets. And and if it was <laughs> if it wasn't for Matt showing up, I think everybody would have been dead. And Matt does go disarm her and it's pretty cool i mean i like that that's one of the better moments and then when jack Ryder, because the next scene is jack Ryder going down into the cave finding out the cave or going to the Which, cave to talk by to the Bruce, way why is the and i bat, like it i just i just have to point this out because it bothered me why is the uh, bat computer especially bruce's chair right next to a like a ledge like he's on a ledge yeah like, it seems so the computer know, moved it's, all the way space. over to the edge of a ravine <laughs> yeah it is there but yeah Some of he, us live he, our he life on the edge. At it. he can barely does, walk but this is yeah now and with with this whole deal is we have we have been pissed off that Dan Jurgens does not move things forward. We always get from one cliffhanger to the next that nothing happens. And I said not a lot of time goes by in this, but a lot happens. He does not prolong this because you have Jack Ryder. But I'm telling you, now you can complain that it's really quick because it's basically Jack Ryder. Hey, by the way, was there anything that could link you to Adeline? And the well, wait, let me see through this. You know, the camera that was on my belt that one night forty years ago. There it I'm is. Agree and that it's it, it's a bit ridiculous and that it feels like he should be in a different suit. It gets us where one, we're going. At the same time, I don't care about that. I'm just saying it's so quick. That weird. I'm just that gonna... No, it's not that. It's just the idea of Jack oh, Ryder coming down, and up. within three seconds, he's like, type, type, type. 
There you go. Yeah, there so it is. Yeah, the I, I, greatest detective, I beat up Jim. her dad. And that's why beat up he has and the again, best computer, not talking about the fact that he true, probably has one of but, the last computers. But it's, it's Yeah, that and the last and also one that never can seem to find out anything unless it matches the story to the deal. But you have this here. And again, I'm kind of I am kind of getting sick and tired of this idea of, oh, yeah, I remember that night. You know, I don't like guns. So I was overly vicious. And that's what caused this. That's what caused because they freeze. They they put some light. They go. There's that on. She watched her dad get completely crippled by Batman. And this again, this is almost what happened in Detective this week of how villains, these villains are just there's have it has to be a trillion of them out there where Batman just it's always that that one night. Yeah, that one oh, night. No, it's it's, it's every night face. Yeah, I mean, it's every night that he goes out. He seems to be over the top. No, yeah, but saying, this though, is what you get. But... That's the thing is, oh. that's a legitimate villain, yeah, though, from Robin. But um, I, I would actually that. like the whole thing where I don't like Tom King's run. I've made it quite obvious, but we could have this synergy going forward to really prove to people that this yeah. is our universe by him doing this right after the wedding kind of thing, where we do have the more brutal Batman, yeah. and we could have had yeah, that have be the reason. But no, it's just some uh, random thing where he has the gray and blue suit, which I enjoy. Yeah, you could even say... Where Jack Ryder even goes, huh, that's before that nonsense at that sanctuary, isn't it? Yeah. Like something like that. Tie it anything because like you said at the beginning, Mark, like Eric and me have to argue with people. And really, we say this. People may argue with you, Mark. Nobody Not talks anymore. about this book. But they used to. <laughs> they used to and say, well, and in reviews, they would put – Hey, you know, it doesn't matter what they play with because this is a Elseworld, different yeah. Earth. This is a multiverse. This is an Elseworlds, and it's not. So, yeah, when when you do get the chance to tie it in, it would have been nice. And, yeah, yes. here he is. He was overly violent, and he ended up – and th- this, again, this has happened. And I said, Derek, there's another New 52 story that had the same thing where there was a kid who watched his dad. The same deal, but you have that. So you set it up that this Adeline, she was scared, and now she is a Batman villain – which seems to be that she is the the and, and not even just a Batman a little villain, a true Batman villain. She is mentally yeah, yeah. snapped. Based oh on, yeah, she is. Based and, on and, all and the point where she doesn't even her. know that she seems to be Scarecrow. Exactly. Yeah, she probably doesn't even realize this. Yeah, and where I really, really like this is, and and that's the problem is when you see this and then you go back to the cover that I'll look now, you can't even get a little. But I really like the way it's drawn here, where you're like, yeah, that that's a woman. I can oh, see yeah, no, that that must be her. Great. Yeah, yeah. So I really like that idea, and this is where I'm saying that. Because of what he's given us before, I give I give Dan Jurgens full kudos. Because usually this issue and this reveal and this little thing with Jack Ryan, this would be four issues no, for him. This- we'd have seven. We'd have three straight, uh, you know, cliffhangers to tr- to lead us to this. But he gets right to it, and now we're gonna we're gonna have to still deal actually kind of yeah, mad that Kelly's like still it. fighting this crowd because this is classic Dan Jurgens on this book where this crowd is the main action of the story. Where I'm, well, I'm actually yes, going to defend it because the the whole crowd. Crowd thing only happened at the very end of the last issue, where like the SWAT team with their blue armor and right. Well, I'm saying there was the crowd, up, and, and then and the it's DC still going TV on. Showed up. Now it's the whole issue here, and then we still going to continue it into the next issue. Yeah, it's still continuing. And the thing I don't like is that T- Terry, get out of here, Matt. Get out. You're not Robin. You're not Robin. He shows up. And as Robin looks to be being beaten up by seven guys, believe it or not, I'm happy you're here. Really? He looks good He's got audio. seven guys oh, beating uh, him up. Like, He's got on. seven guys it, beating uh, him up right there. Um, yeah, when he's saying that, what I do like is that uh, he throws the gun right into somebody's face, Robin. 
just yeah yeah he throws it but there's also seven guys behind him beating him up and and just the idea of i don't want you in this because you're going to be in danger and now he shows up and he's in more danger than he ever was before matt's growth spurt over the course of maybe 20 minutes yeah he is he does not look two issues ago he was very much maybe up to like the like the top of terry's stomach like lower part of his chest now he's maybe like a half foot shorter yeah, yeah, yeah. And with that also, I I have a little bit of a problem because the way this is set up is kind of the whole idea, okay, Matt's going to be a, a different Matt now. He's a different Roman. He is going to remember this time you're following orders, Matt. Got it, Mr. Uh, boss. <laughs> but the problem is that should be something that Terry would say and they would have set up like the only way you can come out is if you follow orders. You got to do this. You got to do that. He just throws them out there. And then Terry's just like, I think at this point, I guess Terry's just happy to have I think, anybody I think, yeah, fighting I, that, with I him. I mean, all these civilians who he's trying not to hurt or shooting at him, is he tries to get away and a guy immediately jumps on him and pulls yeah, him back yeah. down. He actually saves a guy. Yeah, no, yeah he, he saves, saves a guy, guy by going. And, yeah. and then he just yeah. gets basically and then dragged they just to the grab ground. Him. Save after saving the- I do like the idea too. It's like, hey, uh, he can't ha- hurt civilians except by punching them right in the face. He's punching a lot of guys in the face. There, then they are attacking him. But I mean, still, there's but, self-defense, yeah, just, but there's to a point, as I think what he's trying yeah. to imply. It's like, if you're attacking me, I'm going oh, to, stop go to a grocery you, store. But I'm not going to be throwing batarangs into your like face. Yeah, I, I just expect him to just start running and dodging people and get the hell out of there. But he's just in the middle, just keeps running. And the only the two issues, like I said, I had was Matt shows up and he's like, "Oh, I'm so glad to see you." And it, the, it's all changed. And we'll the idea, like together. you said, that why isn't Matt, you know, reacting to Batman? I mean, even if he thinks, well, you know, when it, you got to go help Terry, you got to go help Terry. That's what I'm saying. I don't think there's anything with Matt. I don't think there was before. I think he was just he angry, and now they've decided. I think he might have Dan gotten Jurgens a little bit to... of whatever it was that was affecting them, but not a lot. Yeah, you're you're filling in the blanks because if they, if they were, you would have had Bruce say, "Listen, you got to take this or whatever." I I just think he said that's not good for the story and's moved on. I, yeah. I really do because there's never anything that's said or done about it. Like you said, he does. Bruce says, "Terry, Terry, Terry." But while they're looking at Batman, 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 it's still Batman that he sees and Batman that he goes to. So I just think that that was something maybe where we read a little too much into. That's possible. Or it just, or it just didn't fit the story the way you want it to. But, uh, you know, I'm I like Matt being I actually, sad you know, I'm saying that. I say I, I have issues with this probably is my favorite issue of Batman Beyond the Wolf Hats. This is I, my just, favorite issue I, this run. That, that's, that's yeah, without yeah. a question. I agree. Yep. Well, what would you give it? Um, honestly, I'm going to give it an eight. The art was gorgeous. I actually like most of the um, the riot piece. I love how the the gun, which turned from like a arc laser gun into like a blaster yeah. pistol that looks like something from uh, the Brother I War thing. I love how that just is a big focus where it's like first Barbara has it, then it gets knocked away, then the kid has it, and then it's like I, I actually yeah, like that dynamic. Um, I I like most of the things. I love how uh, they keep breaking out of panels. Like on that first page, Jack Ryder, I thought the motion there was great. Just having him like stepping out of yeah. the panel. Uh, the, I, the biggest things I have against this issue are a lot of nitpicks that, that kind of yeah. chip away at the score uh, and the cover. The cover, for because it spoils it, that is basically – that is huge – like they, they do that so much at that. DC, and it's always infuriating. I'm like, why would you put it right there? This is our like, big even, reveal of the issue. Like even even the, uh, the, the Damien thing uh, a while ago when it yeah. had when it, the picture with him 
first the solicit actual version of it Ma'am. actually had a the face mask on, so you didn't see who was under it. Um, the release version had it, but you'd already had the reveal a couple issues ago. They didn't spoil. No, this is the problem. What I was going to say is they, that I've talked to some of the artists. That this cover was probably done seven months ago. Exactly. These covers are done so far ahead that the problem was is that it might have been that last issue was going to be this issue. Things got yeah, changed no, around story wise, uh, but you still have this. this. That's what usually a six happens. Six issue arc and was reduced to yeah. five. Yeah, that's what usually happens. Things get shoved around, and when you get this, where like, man, this the reveal spoiled. This was supposed yeah. to be the copy, the cover after the reveal, where because the the scarecrow does strike, but it's more of revealed yes. and then strike probably next time. So yeah, things get wonky, but that's where DC has to kind of step in and do something when because these things fall into place. Not last week, yeah. no. you know what I mean? Like we're saying it's way before. Well. Four months ago, three months ago, these should have fallen into place. This should have been submitted. You get the art going. And then Dan Jurgens himself, which also the other thing is, from what I have been told, they have no idea what the covers are. They they just write the script. I blame editorial for this. But you can get more involved. Because it's a well-done cover, and it's going to look great on the front of the trade. It's going to be an amazing front to a trade. It's DC's fault. It's whoever is the guy who puts these together. And again, you probably have a person who's like, okay, here's the cover, slap, bang, send it off. It doesn't even read the issue. I mean, this is where you have. This issue didn't actually have a solicit. The solicit for this issue is for next issue. Yep. Yeah. This is the 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 issue. So, yeah. Scarecrow's already revealed, probably. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So you you go. yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm telling you, some of these times where I, I talk to some people and that, you know, somebody who you think should be reading every book because they're supposed to be watching things, they don't. And somebody who's supposed to put art together with paid, they don't. They don't, they don't care. We, Eric and me have seen multiple times where you even get wrong board books oh, yeah. for people. Well, where, who's, who's paying attention? But, uh, I'm going to agree with you, Mark. I'm actually giving it an eight after all this complaining and all that. I, I did really it like was it. Fun. It's just the whole thing is there's, there's some issues with it, but, yeah, you have Terry still, and that's the framing device with Terry still fighting. That's fine. You have that. But the, the idea that the creeper goes in to the Batcave, they find out who this villain is by, you know, what appears to be three seconds later, it actually impresses me for Dan Jurgens because oh, I, I said think he was, this is something he would I go for. I honestly think he was and, being and, forced to drag things out because oh, yeah. Yeah, well, pacing-wise, uh, yeah. read more like some of his uh, older Superman stuff, pacing-wise, oh, where yeah, things yeah. actually yeah. happen, maybe not a lot, but things happen issue to issue. So if, if he was told to drag stuff out, like, because of the whole, uh, well, drag uh, so, or, clock or stuff, you can say, I can absolutely yeah, believe yeah. That. and it's weird because this book shouldn't have that crazy an effect the way they have the universe. But, uh, the, the thing for me is either that, or he's been told that you got so many issues to tell your story. You better start that's my on five. it. And maybe that's the case. Yeah. That's that another might be the case as well. Well, we'll see. It might be both. It might be neither, but we'll see. But, uh, Eric, what do well, you Somehow think? I became the odd negative Nancy out of this. I've been telling <laughs> yeah. you all week how much I like this issue, but I gave it a 7.5 out yeah. of 10. I really enjoyed the art. Still, still I, solid. I like the reveals yeah, of the yeah. big Robin beyond the scarecrow, the new scarecrow. I'm like, all of these things are very solid. Just the thing that Terry, in my mind, is the worst part of this book where, yeah, he's Batman, he's trying to save civilians, but he's getting his ass kicked like we always see him doing in this Batman Beyond series. I'm like, you need yeah, a better really Batman because the rest of you got solid right now. Well, my my big thing with that, it, just to end it, is the idea that really the biggest problem that's going on in that square, on that roof, whatever, 
is that Batman's there. He's got to get himself out of that situation. Those people are reacting to him, but he could. I mean, he, he uh, you don't think he could zip line up? So That's a he fair point. He has an extra just, Yeah, he doesn't. Or do you see where he could even matter. jump off? Yeah, he, he could do that. Do that. He can, <laughs> I'm looking at a part. You know? I don't. He can get through seven I, people, push them aside, and jump off that railing. I think he, he, he and and this is what I'm I'm saying. He has to just get himself out of the situation. He doesn't have to beat him. So Tim was crazy, the last one to yeah, go invisible. Yeah. yeah. He hasn't yeah, yeah, but Why hasn't he? Yeah. Hmm. yeah, he just hasn't done it. But it's it's what it yeah. is. You, you want to, Matt to it's come. Good issue. You have to have him go. And yes. This. Yeah, so there we are. But that's it. And see, I said eventually we'll have an issue where we all enjoyed it. Eight, eight, and seven, five. That's solid. Holy moly. That's solid. Yeah. yeah, it is. And if it keeps going like this, you know, then I'll be upset when it gets canceled. No, I'm just joking. But uh, the whole deal, I, I do like it. But we're going to move on now uh, to Teen Titans. All right, we're here with Chris. How you doing, Chris? Hey, how are you? Great. And we're here, obviously, to talk about Teen Titans, not Raven. You even said when, I called, when we called Raven. you up, you're like, hey, we don't have Raven here. I'm like, thank God. <laughs> thank goodness. But we're here to talk Teen Titans. We're going to get right into it. Let us know what it's all about. Let's see here. It's Teen Titans number 20, Set It Off Part 1 by Adam Glass, Bernard Chang, Marcelo Maialo, and Rob Lay. And this cover is the douchiest thing I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. I this cover so much. <laughs> it's the hippie this cover. Is Teen Titans. I'm like, I don't want to. Oh, oh, yeah. I, I'm oh, surprised boy. one of them isn't at the end move of possibly a break dance where they're on their hand like that. And, and Robin and, should have a clock around his neck. But be And what's that. that stupid thing where they, like, have their elbow out and their head in it? That's it. Yeah, that's what I did. That would be the deal. Uh, I actually it, it is ridiculous. It's ridiculous, though. I'll give the one credit. At least we always complain that they don't have the character names in it. This goes over the top. They're on the cover with that. Yeah, it's good. It's so it's goofy. True. It is just completely goofy. Uh, just as we go, and since we, we're talking the cover, then you have the, uh, you know, you have the variant cover, which is pretty cool. I, I, I kind of yeah. like that. Then you get where I, I don't know why. So much. Yeah, I don't oh, know why awful. though. That the next thing you get is they decided that a third variant appears to be this character model of Crush. Crush. And yeah, to me, because yeah. that does not look like the Crush in the book. And I said to Eric, <laughs> I, I really, really like this Crush. And I know a lot of people didn't. I, I have a feeling that both Eric and you, Chris, do not like this character model. I did. I actually oh, thought I it was fun. Yeah. It puts yeah. her it puts her in a twelve year old, thirteen year old deal that makes sense with Damien. It also puts sure. into me where you have, you know, Lobo's daughter that might even have a little bit of crush on Damien, her name crush, and have that going. When you see Now her, the question is, Jim, which Lobo's daughter is this? Well, we have the, the Phobo and we have the Lobo. Yeah, well, I think that this is the regular Lobo. We'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to deal with either. Uh, you know, to the, uh, to the he was in a Lobo. bottle in Green in, in Green Land. Yeah, yeah he's, oh. he's in a trapped Brainiac in a bottle. bottle. Yep, he's in a okay. Brainiac bottle. Uh, with that, <laughs> you go in. And when she does show up, you go from this, like, you know, she's a goth girl there, you know, to to pretty much She-Hulk. That's what it looks to me. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, she is now 17 and Bulked just out. bulked up. And, and it yeah. actually threw me. It kind of reminds me if they had Rampage as a good guy in, yeah. in DC Comics. Yeah, it actually, mm. it, it threw me off a little. Though, I, it doesn't matter either way. This is what they're going with. But with that, and having that as the variant, I'm like, 
Yeah, that, that's the crush I like, wanted. You say uh, Daughter of Lobo, you might say, like, you get you say Daughter of Rampage, though. I'm good there, too. Anybody yeah, who yeah. have a big bulking character and say Daughter of that character, okay, that's yeah. who we got here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sad, Daughter of She-Hulk. But yeah, you go, you and go. this issue is going to, and we already had the special, so you go into this, and this issue does give you... You know, the, what a standard number one issue will give you. They, they're going to show how Damien recruited people. They're going to show what they're doing. And then with a twist at the end of how far he's gone. But Chris, tell us about it as we go into it. Yeah, as we open, the Titans are busting in on the Church of Blood. Uh, Robin saves a would-be sacrifice. And uh, then he thinks a bit about how he formed this brand new team. <laughs> That's basically it. So, thinking. I'm telling you, I, I am so happy that this is not going to be an arc or something that we just deal with yeah. Brother Blood yeah. right from the get-go yes. to show you what the team Titans well, do. Well, that's what I, I thought. Blood so much. And oh, Eric he's, said he's he hated boring. Yeah, Eric hated Bl- Brother Blood, and I thought that possibly Adam Glass, that's kind of the joke here, where you go in and think that you're going to have to deal, because most books do at the least a three-issue arc with something like this, sure. that you think, oh, this actually shows you this throughout the issue especially when we get to the end and talk about it that it shows you that damien is more about the the you know uh, enter and grab and go he's not involved in much of a you know let's make this last too long or whatever except for when we get around to what appears to be you know a monster villain in the background but yeah you, the other? you don't yeah and if you don't like brother blood that's eh, fine because he's gonna end up in a bad place very quick in this but, quick. but and like you said <laughs> they, they start with the whole idea of let's Damien, it's so funny. It's almost like, yep, we're going to stop this brother blood. That's why I started a new team with an old ally. And then he just drifts off. I, I can just <laughs> right imagine the- them snapping. <laughs> Damien, over here. Let's go. Because he's snapping their fingers yeah, at him. And, and here's the what what I hope that I would think that you would agree, Chris, because I, I like this issue. And I did yeah. see the score you gave it. And I did read your review. And I did also see that Adam Glass thanked you for that review. So uh, Yeah, yeah, that? yeah. And I, I will say that that kind of throws, you know, it's kind of a spoiler for what we're going to, you know, get to the end. But you have this idea where one of the worst things in the Teen Titans in I'm not even gonna but most rebirth is that they never wanted to be a team. They fought. They yeah. fought. They went. So, and one of the big things is. How they came together because Damien kidnapped them all. Yeah. So, That's this right. is the only kind of guy in here right now that is a legacy member. You're going to get Kid Flash, and it already shows you that Damien has learned a little, and he wants to get Kid Flash because he knows how, and he's willing to even bend a little, which he never yep. did before. So, he goes to, to meet him and says, You know, I, I really want you in this. And Kid Flash. And, you know, I'll think about it. Okay, I'm in. But I get a say. I get to add a guy, whatever. And he's like, that's fine. I'm in. I want you. And then, you know, on the side, I'm going to make him the greatest ever. So I, I really did like that. And I, I think that, to me, this beginning of that is like, okay, you, you're kind of throwing away that nonsense. Now we do get with Emiko. She's kind of a, a fighting with it. But uh, I do like it, though. Kid Flash, his big thing is, you know, getting Roundhouse. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> nobody it's weird, likes. though, because we, we had that last issue, the Teen Titans special that we just read yeah. before, you know, last time we talked about this, where we spent that entire issue to talk about the three characters we know the most about. And here we yeah. have little, like, flashbacks where Robin talks or yeah. how, like, you know, how they got a hold of the team with Crush, Roundhouse, and Jin. Uh, Jin. And by the end, I'm like, I really don't know anything about these characters no, still I, I or think why they're, like, you know, part of anything. To, yeah. It's just, and we, how long are we going to spend dealing like, you know, dabbing our toe into their backstories while we collect all the evil we can? It's just, it's a weird thing. Like, 
Why did we spend so much time on characters we know when we could have been getting... Um, again, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why. Like I'll tell you why. They, they did that special so that you would buy this. That was just an yeah. advertisement. You have a special where you're talking more roundhouse. Nobody's buying this. Nobody's they they want to see Emiko and, and Kid Flash. And, and you know, <laughs> so you have this. And, and at least you get... And it's it's kind of the generic, uh, let's show the one thing. And it, it is funny, even with Emiko, where he goes like, yeah, you know, I, I know about the other. What the hell did you just say and you even have that with low <laughs> with crush as well where there's these key words but you go on tell us about you know as they go on from uh you know uh, getting kid flash in yeah was, uh, we have damien meet up with kid flash and he's playing some uh ddr type of game yeah I think. yeah uh and it looks like he's caught uh, gar's uh social media addiction here it's uh that's it's the all problem. hashtag yes. crap really afraid that that's gonna happen not only that because we have that with uh kid flash here who needs that roundhouse on? Who is a YouTube and star? And that's why I think you just I, you I, just took yeah. over Beast Boy's spot. I, I'm telling you though, that. I think yeah. that the reason why they have Kid Flash and they're pushing that is so that we're like, oh yeah, that makes sense, even though whatever. But I also <laughs> think that there's the thing where Emiko kind of puts a, an end to it by shooting her arrow through oh, his phone you. and saying like, yeah. yo. You're in, you're a nuisance here with that. Stop yeah. making <laughs> selfies. And they have some cool little back and forth. You know, you have Emiko and he's like, Hey, Hunger Games. And then she's like, listen here, asshole. And you go with that. And I'm like, I, I kind of like it. I, I actually, because Damien does say like, basically, if I die, Emiko's the leader and Emiko is stepping up and like, none of this nonsense. So I think that hopefully, yeah. This idea of well, Amico's my favorite already. Yeah, and I, I think that this might be the idea where, yeah, you have to have the setup with the view tube and things, but hopefully, yeah, this gets, they, they put a yeah, and they put a deal yeah. on this because of the fact where Damien says, "Listen here, Roundhouse, you're either on." And this, the the weird thing about it is, Damien does not want Roundhouse, and even says the minute that he screws yeah. up, he's out. I would believe that he's going to screw up by having something on the view tube, and he's going to have to decide to stop that. And and then we can move on with that because we don't need a Beast Boy again with this nonsense. No, it really is nonsense. Beast Boy's not even doing that anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we don't need somebody else doing <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, somebody else. But go ahead. Uh, keep going, Chris. Uh, we have uh, we have Emiko shooting that arrow through the phone, and then we get a flashback to Robin drafting her. Yeah. And that's when he asks about the uh, the other, and yeah. she's, you know, the record scratch. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. What? what the hell did you just say? And I, that's one of my favorite parts in any movie when they say that. So, yeah, I do yes. like that. There's just so much in this issue, though, that's shrouded in mystery for this big, you no, know, it's the first issue. First thing. I know it's the first issue, but, you know, we have them coming together and kicking ass. We get, like I said, we're dipping our toe in things. We have this over the top, like, other kind of evil to a degree. Like, I don't know if this other was created by the source wall being ripped open, like every other story is doing yeah. now. Yeah. But, like, we have this other that people seem to know about, and we have these, like, you know, you know, Crush, I'm going to help you find the, the killer of your foster parents. Okay. And, like, Roundhouse, you know, like, even Roundhouse, he is wearing this stupid suit. He's got blue skin and a freaking, bo- bo- like, yeah. a blonde bowl cut. I don't know if it's the suit that gives him his powers, because he yeah, keeps I don't pressing know. that giant button on his button, belly. I'm yeah. like, I don't like you. Stop yeah. it. Again, the thing <laughs> about the so other, funny. the only person who seems to know about the other until Damien then tells him is Emiko. That seems to be her end. I, I just, you know, you're going to get the generic of he found out exactly what to do to get them in and he, he's going to do it. And, uh, you know, I didn't mind. It's the first issue, like I said. And, uh, yeah, it, it, you set up the whole idea of having a team. But, yeah, keep going, Chris, because then, the, you know, you get crushed then after Emiko. 
Yeah, because Emiko fires an arrow at Brother Blood, and he catches it, so it's a good thing it was electrified. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Then we have a, matter, he gets up and gets away anyway. Yeah, yeah, he does He does run, yes. Uh, we have got Crush performing like a bowling variation on the fastball special with yep, Roundhouse. Yeah, yeah, yep. Even and, uh, by putting his, her fingers in his nose as the bowling ball yep. holds, which made me laugh. <laughs> that that made me giggle. I, I like her already. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, Crush then hops in to sock one of the Brother Blood followers in the face. Yeah. Then, a, then another cult member fires a bazooka at the Titans. Yeah. Wallace is able to get them all out of the way. And uh, I think this is where it's officially uh, stated that Roundhouse is YouTube famous. Yeah, there's the view. I too. hate him already. Yes, everybody um, does, I think. And also that what he is What about when I become deal. YouTube famous? Will you hate me then, too? No. Yes, that's I'm what happens. I'm going to do these very special – I'm going to do this whole thing where Dracula reacts. I'm going to dress as Dracula and react. Dracula reacts, yeah. It's going to be a sensation, Chris. That's don't YouTube. Know. They don't have YouTube in our thing. Well, so when, we'll I, like when I start you. a superhero team, I'll draft you. Yeah, there you go. You're in. He's a Draculas. Yes. <laughs> He's a package deal with the Kid Flash, and uh, the Titans get either both or neither. So, uh, yeah. They're stuck with them for now. I guess uh, you know, I'll trade in this dumpy freaking bowling ball for a speedster. I guess that's okay. Yeah, he even sure. says, Damien even says, the minute that he does something, he's out. And, and by then, I'm sure he's thinking to himself, basically, Kid Flash will be in fully on the team. He won't care about this nonsense. So, yeah, you, you go with that. And Roundhouse is so brightly colored, he'll attract all yeah. the fire. Oh, yeah, anyway, yeah. So, and he's on. got a big target in the middle. I mean, right? it's there. It's just there. Who doesn't in the want to push a giant button? Yeah, right? really. It's funny too because in the in the on the cover, it looks like it's supposed to be like a basketball or something like that. And then it's just like an, an open, big round thing. But yeah, I can go with the ball because he kind of does turn into a ball at most of the time. Sure. But yeah, yeah. He's like the descendant of Bouncing Boy. Yeah, yeah, that's what it seems. Yeah, <laughs> or an ancestor, I guess. Yes. Yeah. 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 Now, the uh, Titans chase uh, Brother Blood to a tunnel. However, that tunnel's been sealed off by a magical barrier. Yeah. And we hop into another flashback. This time it's Robin and Crush. He offers her a deal. He'll uh, track down the killers of her foster parents if she Even joins. Even Lisa Rojas. Yeah, oh, Rojas. Yeah. The so Rojases. She, yeah. And uh, she's cool with it, uh, but she uh, it's clear here that she hates Lobo. Yeah, so. she hates And that's the thing. Is I think it's going to be a weird turnaround because I think a lot of people are trying to forget that, you know, the emo Lobo that we had in yeah. the New 52. But oh, yeah. it would be funny at one point where they she finally does meet Lobo. Hey, Japan kid. That's yeah, that other, yeah. like, you know what? That's one. that other guy. <laughs> that's, that's the sexy about. version. Uh, the ladies yeah. don't like me. But yeah, that's I mean, that other bastard. Well, again, if they ever go to the whole idea, like, who's the mother? You have no idea of that yeah. as well. She has a foster parent, so that that would be what you could have where people would want to know, like, oh, my God, who did Lobo hook up to do this and it with? Does and, say, and it does say in that character design that you can see her pupils because she is half human. Yeah, yeah. So you'd, you'd wonder who that is, if it if it is, in fact, somebody important, but it may not be. But, yeah. Sure. But, yeah, you, I you think go it's on. Lisa Rojas. I like her. Yeah. I actually, yeah, really, yeah. I like her. And it does start with she's part of some freaking fight club. <laughs> the yep. Intergalactic Underground Fight Club. Thing. Hey, uh, and it looks like the Fight Club involved possibly everybody Burn fighting firebrand. It, it looks like seven trillion guys are there, all dead. You're like, yeah, this is. She just calls it Fight Club. It was actually just a factory. She showed up at, and well, beat no, up, and I'm killed her. Normally, normally firebrands are trying to get that conflict engine yeah. to calm down. She wasn't there that night, so like yeah. you know, crushed she just her beat everyone up. She beat everyone up, and Robin likes it. Robin actually seems to be like, yeah, she's the heavy hitter, so I'm fine. Mm-hmm. It's just a weird deal because as we're going to the next deal, it will be Jin that we're introduced, where there is 
a sealed door. And this is where – this is probably the real – only thing that I didn't like about this because Lobo – or Lobo, I keep saying because I'm looking at her crush – starts beating up this magical portal deal, this the door, seal yeah. on the door. And we haven't been introduced to Jin yet. So where do you get this idea that Robin's like, oh, Jin must have trapped herself in there with Brother Blood? I'm like, that's really odd. That's a really odd progression yeah. of what's happening here when we haven't been introduced to Jin yet. But this is her introduction. Yeah. just seemed odd. But go on, Chris. Yeah, that's uh, like you said here. That uh, crush is pounding on that door, and uh, this is where we meet Jin on the inside. She's a four thousand year old teen, yep. which uh, I guess if we let you know Nark, the teenage caveman, yes. uh, the cave boy, I guess if we let him join. He can a four thousand year old genies. Okay, yep, too. There you go. Uh, now she's fighting with Brother Blood. He bites her on the neck, vampire style. But yeah. the feedback is too much for him to handle, and it knocks him over. Uh, Roundhouse then bounces in and knocks Blood over, and then the rest of the Titans pile on. Yeah. Uh, leads us to a flashback where Damien meets Jin, and uh, he finds her while she's caring for dozens of stray dogs. That's why she's good. lost, just yeah. like her. Yeah. And yep. she's lost. I'm not telling you, she has all these stray dogs in what looks like an abandoned factory. She agrees, in my mind, to go with Robin to Brooklyn for uh, All those strays are the dead dogs. now. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're, dead, they're dead. Oh, shoot. But uh, the big thing, too, she's is when, when she's, she's, yeah, on her mind. When she's, she's fighting. Distracted. When she's fighting Brother Blood and he does bite her and then she kind of reacts and she attacks him and tries to do this, the big in with her is the idea that she ends up using too much power and says, oh, no, I got to back off. If I use too much, he will find out. He'll find me. And even Brother Blood's like, huh, who are you afraid of that? And then it kind of ends. So that's her mystery that we're setting up. And Which like is, Eric said, you have these mysteries. Gun. Please not I don't, try again. Yeah, I don't mind the mysteries like, because though. everyone it has it. just like a raven yeah, it bit, does. though. It does, but like, like I said. If raven does something too dark, she's going to like get the notice by Trigon again kind of thing. But really here's the thing. I don't mind that it's a genie who grants wishes. And I, I said to Eric today when I was talking about this because I, I read it last night. And I said to him, you, you have an enchantress on your deal. Maybe even worse because this mm-hmm. is wishes. You could wish. she Legitimately, it seems like she could say, I wish, that, I wish that all <laughs> bad things were gone. But – she can't do that because final yeah, crisis. but if she does that she'll be found because that's the power that she is obviously an escape genie who is right. under the control of somebody and has tried to escape as hidden so I don't mind the idea that you put a limit on her power because if you don't then you get like it's, suicide yeah, squad with then, enchantress yeah. where she well, gets knocked out every time last? Well, it, it, the thing is, it could last forever. If, if it's up to me, you'd never have to find out. She just can't use, you know, she can use magic. She just can't snap her finger and get rid because it's just one of those things that feels like it needs to be resolved. And once it does, she like she becomes this overpowered character. And until yeah, I then, don't she's think it'll be resolved. Of Enchantress where she can't overuse her power, so yeah. that instead of Enchantress get knocked out, oh, I can't do this. Like I said, I, I think that we, we've had characters that have their own solo series that have stuff like, oh, I, I better not do that or this is going to happen. And then it goes on for years. I mean, you don't really have to have her be found and change. Yeah. You could just do this the whole time. And But they, they do set up these things that, like you said, eventually we'll have to, if it lasts, we'll have to get crushed. Trying to find the killer. There's an arc of her trying to find the killers of yeah. her deal. But that could be three years from now. I don't know how, how things are going to go and how they're going to go if we're going to get right into it where you get let's introduce these and they get right to solving the <laughs> mysteries. They may just sit there for a while while they so have the team. so many villains to lock away in yeah. freaking dungeons. 
Yeah, yeah, and then you you know obviously Emiko at some point you'll have you know her mom come back and, and kind of you got to get away from here and then there'll be all that nonsense including the and the then other. when everybody discovers what Damien's doing yeah well that yeah so we yeah. have a lot on the plate but I don't mind that each one has a little mystery because the mystery is kind of involved in why Damien got them and how he kind of forces them on the team as well so he's taking advantage of that as well so I don't mind uh, sure. but yeah I just hope that we don't get an enchantress where she ends up knocked out God, every single fight <laughs> and, and also I, I, I that's get, the thing is i don't think she will because right now she has just put a cap on her yeah, power so i like, don't mind right now, that I, I actually, that to me that that's thinking ahead that they didn't do with suicide squad and it was nonsense <laughs> and eventually after 40 issues they have to shoot her out because it's just nonsense but yeah the whole thing ends with with brother blood hell chris because it's kind of funny to me <laughs> Well, they they uh, do they use like a boom tube? Do they, they have a boom tube? No, it just seems like they that she to me what happened is, and this is just me guessing because there's a weird progression is that I think that when she backs off her powers because of Brother Blood, it does put the portal down. That's the only thing because it does seem that after you have this whole deal with the dogs, they see the the thing with the uh, they, but they're right there anyway. That you know they hmm. seem to be right there. Damien kicks Brother Blood, just knocks him out. That, that's the whole thing <laughs> after all this. Right he, he roundhouses <laughs> him, kicks him in the face, and then they go, they see the scratch mark. They he's like, there it blood is. Out. Yeah. And they yeah. say, there's the scratch mark of the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, and he says to them, and actually says, hey, guys, this other, the end game's unclear. We're going to be doing this. Let's discuss this later. We only have a few minutes because it's Emiko and Damien kind of explaining what this is. To me, that's no mark. That just seems to be somebody who's pissed and scratched the, uh, scratched a wall and made it blo- bleed. But then they're like, let's get out of here. And hey, Kid Flash, did, did you uh, make sure everything's clear? Because I'm blowing the shit up. And he ends up blowing <laughs> up. But the, the best thing to me <clears> – <throat> Excuse me, I just want to drink. The best thing for me is the idea that Roundhouse comes out and he actually has something very important to show that he is part of the team and says, look, I got this USB. It has all of Brother Blood's, uh, you know, info on it, the account info. This might lead us to the other. And Damien just like, doesn't even say anything. He just grabs it. And I really like the art where you have Roundhouse like, look at me. Huh? I'm part of the group. And then he just grabs it. Let's move. And, and he's, he's all Aww. sad. Yeah, he's all sad. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. And then the other thing that makes me laugh is when Damien blows up the whole place, he puts up the, the charge deal. He hits it. Everybody walks like a badass. Roundhouse is scared as hell. You see him. Oh, my God. And it made me laugh. It made me laugh so much. But then go on uh, as I take another drink. See, that's I don't the, know what's going on. With, with this whole other thing, I really think it's going to be Aquaman's old team, the others, finally coming back because he left them. So How long dare ago. you? you that's be- if that's <laughs> it, I'll kill you. It's not the other, it's the others. No, uh, if that's it, I'll kill somebody. They, they can't have that. Now I, I not even let me get my drink. But yeah, they end up. I, I just like that yeah, Roundhouse is scared. He doesn't walk away like a badass, but they go back to Brooklyn. As long as this other isn't uh, isn't a you know a Spider Man with uh, organic webbing. Yeah, no, it'll be something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Fifteen years ago. Uh, but how does it end? Uh, they go back to the uh, let's see. They go back to Mercy Hall in Brooklyn, where they. Uh, it looks like they're like in like a real world sort of dorm. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Loft. 
pretty cool. Yeah, I'm telling you. Safe house of Batman's that he took, he abandoned because it was like deemed unsafe from some report yeah. that we found out that Damien actually, Damien you know, did. he falsified this report. The so he would be yeah. able I like to have, it. yeah, this whole structural I thing. I think it's but cool. But that's cool. It's a weird, I got so angry though because we always joke about, you know, all these Bat characters, the Bat family, overusing Bruce's funds and stuff like that. Damien just had that gigantic freaking team Titans Tower built in San Francisco. Now he's just using this old freaking Eric, thing. What was the point of that? Come Eric, on, he's, Damien. Think of he's, daddy. The, he's a biological son. He's allowed to do it. It's those others. It's those <laughs> others that, that get on my nerves. Damien's allowed. He had, he had a really bad childhood. He's, he, he's earned that. But yeah, I, I like the setup. Like, like I said, I know that, like you said, Eric, you don't like, but this seems as if we're going and things are planned out to the point where, like you said, he has an old safe house that Damien went. Like everything to me checks out. There's just one big thing by the end. And then you get this thing where they're in the real world house, like, like Chris said, and it is because then they start like during downtime, they start with their fighting. Hey there, you know, tell the tubby. Hey, what are you? You're an emo on steroids. Then they start fighting or whatever. And Damien's not there because. Why isn't he there, Chris? Because it gets crazy now. <laughs> He's heading downstairs, and he goes way, way deep under Mercy Hall to a dungeon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what it is. Up, they're locking up all the bad guys they've fought recently. We got, the walls? Oh, my God. Yeah, we got yeah. Anamanapia. Anamanapia. With the, bl- the blazing skull. Uh, yeah, the atomic, atomic skull. skull. Atomic skull. There and is. then the big one is a black mask who we black saw in that special. special. And he has a bullet fracture in his <laughs> mask that is still. He looks awful. He he looks beat up. Now, this is where the, the little bit of a problem is, is that in the books, in this current continuity, Atomic Skull, and it carried over into even the Brian Michael Bendis stuff, I think is where we saw it. Uh, where Atomic Skull, it was one of the books, but Atomic Skull. It was, it was like a Superman special or, yeah, comic, yeah, or yeah. Uh, you know, action comic action, special. Action, one of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's Atomic Skull is a, you know, he's part of the Metropolis Police Department with Maggie Sawyer. Crimes unit, yeah. yeah, and mm-hmm. he's been a good guy. Now, I said, I, I tried to ask Adam Glass, I sent him a note that maybe there's something going on there that he could tell us, uh, because they even talk when they're talking. It's set up where they're like, yeah, man, we already took care of Atomic Skull. Go on, and we rated on him on a P. Yeah, and they're going down, and you see them. Other symbol here. So, yeah. And Damien, the, Damien's like going the injustice route, where you know, and he says, "I'm sick and tired of the Arkham, you know, the the uh, turnstile deal with that, with these guys that. getting out." So I can make it where Damien's like, "Atomic Skull, no, you don't. I'm not going with you being part of this. You are a bad guy. You can't you fool me." And, head. and I'm going to grab you, and I'm going to put you in my dungeon. But he has a villain dungeon, and this is messed up. It is. Com- oh, yeah. I mean, and these guys are all beat to crap and, and that even <laughs> yeah black skull yeah welcome to hell <laughs> he's there i'm like oh my god like look at them and it's a weird thing though because a lot of our stuff for all like you know jim and i've been talking for weeks now with like you know rebirth talking about all the light and hope that it was going to bring yeah. back after the new 52 because they screwed up they realized now rebirth it's all about the light and the hope things have gotten darker since then this one 
it's gone over the top dark well, to a here's degree, the but thing with it's it. a very interesting it's, thing though yes. with Damian Wayne because we haven't had a lot of interesting things yes. with him since he came back from the dead. Yeah. This is yeah. actually the first big thing that I actually care about with him because it's at least something new. And that's where I'm sure. going, where you have Flash this week where Wally West gets sent off to the sanctuary that I lost my mind about. You have this where you can say this is darker. But the problem is this is darker with the idea that Damien is kind of going about things the wrong way, as he always does, thinking he's doing it right, going around the hard way, and that I want to see how this progresses. And it sets up the interesting point of what's going to happen when Batman finds out about this and what's going to happen as they go and how is they how is Damien ever going to get out of what he's doing with this that's interesting to me so if it's yeah, setting up too. an interesting you, you set up a guy who's the you know, Wally West to send him to go to the sanctuary for an event that's uh, for some reason that doesn't interest me that is something that you're setting up for something else and you kind of go this and is you're really Damien forcing it. yeah this is Damien there, there's nowhere where last that special people are like oh my god Damien killed somebody. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Well, you see, he didn't, but it's yeah. almost worse. Not for lack and, of trying. <laughs> and, and again, though, with that, that he's there. And where does he say, like, Batman comes and says, like, what the hell are you doing? Well, you, you know, the big thing is you, you don't want me to kill. I'm not killing. Yeah, no, yeah. no. We're, we're going to have to have a talk there, buddy boy, because this is worse. But I, I don't, you know, he. You're really skirting the issue here. His intentions are that he thinks that he, you know, and he even says, like, as it's going on, the progression that we've had in the special in this is the idea of. Well, I'm not listening to the Justice League. Look at them. This is the world that we have because of them. They're not the big league. We're going to be the big league. We're going to show them how this should be done. And he's going about it in a Damien wrong way. And, you know, you really want to tie some crazy things into this. I wouldn't even say that it's not a big thing that, or it is a big thing that John was kind of the light that was keeping him. Now John's gone. And, and yeah. now he's there with his team, and and yeah, and who knows what he's thinking or doing? And like, screw it, I, I'm just going to get rid of these bad guys. This is nonsense. So I like it. I really like this issue. I like the idea that there is a reason where, uh, you know, y you want to tune in next time because maybe you're an Emiko fan. And you want to see how this Which thing with the other is resolved. Or oh my god, I really like this crush. I want to see more about her getting revenge on who killed. But in the meantime, never roundhouse. And then, then <laughs> yeah. But in the meantime, though, that's secondary to the part of I like this team. Like this team yeah, right yeah. now, I had a smile on my face reading this. I didn't have a smile on my face of any of these Teen Titans throughout that. Even th th no. since when? 2011. We we've rarely got an issue as good in my mind as this from any of the Teen Titans. This actually seems like a team that I'm like, okay, we're gonna learn things about. And maybe the the point is that you do have Jin, Roundhouse, and, and Crush that we don't know much about. So it's like, okay, I wanna find out. Even Roundhouse, I know you guys I don't like him either. <laughs> but I like the idea that he's trying to fit in and sure. I just I worry that it's gonna go with that view tube nonsense that they're pushing. But I'm interested to learn because I don't know. It, this isn't a team with Beast Boy where when we do find out about Beast Boy, it's 100% opposite of what we want from Beast Boy. I mean, yeah. if we end up not liking Roundhouse, then there you go. You cut Roundhouse, you know, have yeah, him Roundhouse die. is no Beast Boy. He can yeah, go you know away what I mean? and nobody's yeah, ever going to question Exactly. It. That's what I'm saying. He can go away. You don't like Crush. Well, at one point, Crush ends up finding out about something. She's gone. You can yep. do this with those, and it also can evolve. You can have Adam Glass sitting there like, ooh, people don't really like Roundhouse. <laughs> like, maybe I can make them like him by this and kind of 
change him around. Like, all of a sudden, he's like, I don't like this YouTube stuff. And, you know, it only takes, you know, a good writer can make us like Roundhouse. It's set up. and, And really, is he not set up to be the annoying guy that Damien wants to kick off the team? And then when he turns it around, then we're like, oh, man, I'm glad that he's around. Because, uh, you know, bowling bunker, ball with a heart of gold. Yeah, yeah. There he is, a bowling ball. And I hope that that's not all this ends up being a bowling ball special. <laughs> mm, you know, but, yeah, I, I really, really liked it. How about you, Chris? thought it was really good um the i thought the art was especially strong it, yeah it doesn't make this book feel like an afterthought I, I, no. and i've liked some of the art before this but it, it always felt kind of like a fill-in yeah yeah because uh, we lost uh was it john boy what's his face yeah john boy, early, yeah, john boy myers, myers. Right, right, he yeah. ended up getting mad and and remember that first issue with him it was incredible looking it was awesome. so good yeah. and then yeah you got in a kind of an argument about things in the left but still did covers which was odd but taking my pets and <laughs> going home yeah but man. everything felt like a fill-in kind of it felt yeah, it kind of like you it was never just an fe- afterthought yeah. and we always said while we were reviewing it it always felt like we were just about to get going like okay yeah. now we did that let's get and then the next issue we'll be like well it doesn't seem like <laughs> well, that. Now that contracts over yeah. we're gonna finally get yeah, to you it. deal with stuff and, and this actually and and this is where, again, it may not pan out, but we don't, the three of us don't like brother, you know, brother blood. We, we don't no. like it, the thing, but we got an issue where he was kind of like, well, we got rid of him. He's done one issue. And you're like, yeah, okay, well, yeah. Yeah. and you're like, oh, my God, like this is something where they've had people who will give you six issues of this. He is done by by Damien Roundhouse kicking him. And then he's done in a dungeon. <laughs> and it like to me. That steps it up. It really steps it up to the point where, oh my God, like this, they mean business. Like, we're and moving. like yeah, you said, really yeah, moving. and this seems like DC really cares about it when again, it might just be that they have the right writer and the right artist because it does look great. And, yeah. and we're going to end this in a weird way because while we were recording with Chris, we lost power. We talked about it earlier in the podcast and, uh, and the thunder rolls and the lightning and the strikes and Jim's rolls, power goes out. It went out. So we didn't get to finish quite with Chris and, uh, we were going to give our scores. And I know that Chris on the site gave him an eight out of 10 yeah. and, uh, he did like it. And actually Adam Glass did thank him. Like I told him, he thanked him for that review. Uh, I'm going to give it an 8 as well. I actually had fun with it. That's all I need. I'm going to wait to see what this whole mystery nonsense is of what Damien's really doing. But if you're going to talk about you know, introducing the, the team, I like the team. I know that we don't like Roundhouse. But even then, he's still kind of funny to be there as a guy that we can not like for a little and maybe it'll turn around. But I like the team and I just – I, I'm having some fun, and I want to see what's going on. And that reveal at the end, it does make me want to keep reading. So, I, I mean, it, to me, this is better than anything we got before. So I'm going to give it an 8. What would you give it, Eric? Yeah, that reveal to me is the best part about it because it's it's it's, it's dark as shit. It's not something you always want to have with your, your you know, heroes have, but it's something different for the book and for Damian Wayne to go yeah. off and do on his own while, you know, Batman just deals with his whole marriage problems and whatnot. But – the thing, like, I'm not a fan of the team so far. These these introductions of the team, like, we got these guys. We have Robin introducing them. It didn't really sell me on the characters just yet. I hope it does going forward. Like, I hope I want to get on the Teen Titans train, the trolley. 
But I am interested in the story overall, but I'll give this first like iteration of this team a 7 out of 10. Yeah, I uh, I just think that, you know, you have Damien, and usually they're going to play Damien as a guy who's just yelling and screaming at people. You actually, while it ends dark with that reveal at the end, you actually see a progression a bit of Damien that we usually get when he goes to Kid Flash and says, you know, I yeah. want you on the team. And, hey, you know, I get a say. And he says, okay. Damien, most people would have Damien go, forget it then, I'm Fuck out. you, buddy. Yeah, yeah, you're not going to do it. And then it, wrap, it does, yeah, really, why is he talking like that? But it wraps around <laughs> them by the end of it where he does say to Kid Flash, hey, you know what? Yeah, you can add this guy. That's all. And then later it's like, yeah, I'm going to get you rid of that guy. To fr- so you Brown still have the Damien there. Say it right yeah, now. you still have the Damien. I, I just think that he'll eventually end up showing Damien that he's worth. He already did. He grabbed, I mean, out of nowhere, he went and grabbed the files of Brother Blood just so that he could, we could, they could figure out some things. And Damien just grabs him like, whatever, buddy. And, and then you see a big sad roundhouse. And who wants a sad roundhouse, Eric? Who wants uh, a roundhouse? Who wants a sad you roundhouse? You say you, I'm going to give you a roundhouse. Yes, me. Uh, what is your <laughs> book of the week? My book of the week is Doomsday Clock number six. Yeah, I think that was mine too. I'm not sure anymore. I never know. Uh, I often think though, I'm like, did I talk about something like with Brandon? Nope. So it's, it's yeah. Doomsday Clock number six is mine as well. And I'm hoping that, yeah, I Talk hope the flash. story, I hope the snow, it was not, it is uh-huh. in, in my negative speed force, still force version of myself. It wouldn't be, but the problem is, Eric, while that happens, I'm also affected by the sage force, which makes me smarter. Oh, and, which means and, that we have no idea what and any of the means. strength force, which gives me the power to tell you the truth and then i'm back to my 3.5 see it all works out it's all been explained right all been explained just wonder these these writers they're just sitting there like yep i did my job here i'm what job i i don't know whatever is going on in your book it's all a mystery wrapped in an enigma and a whisper down the lane and that's fine This, this is fine if it's a book that's supposed to be a mystery you know no Please tell us the basis of what's going on, please. Please, Eric, will you? Will you tell me? Will you hold me, please? I just want to know why there's only three forces. I don't know, and it's because it's the it's the fresh force is what I where's the fresh force? That's what I want. Eric. Is that what the we're gonna call force. the Get Fresh Crew? The Fresh yeah. Force. Man, there was a rap uh, a rap you know group that had the uh, the it was Lisa Lisa and the Colt Jam, and then there was somebody else with the Fresh Force. Eric, oh. there you go. Where are the Fresh Force now? There you go. A, a new era has been born. must be must get fresh be crew reborn. Fresh Force reborns. I, I was saying on Twitter today. I just can't wait for must be rebirth reborn. We're, we're gonna be saying that and i guarantee you when this all resets it's going to be called dc reborn then i gotta it's wrong turn he'll be making a mint you want to hear what we're going to talk about next week you want to hear that sucker we're going to be talking about adventures of actually adventure of the super sons number one that is that one yeah let's see well it's going to be a long adventure it's a maxi series 12 issues starts this week uh, kind of out and in of continuity by, you know, kind of together. It's going to be a multiversal thing, but it is Peter Tomasi. Uh, so if you were upset about Super Sons, 
there's your book. And I, I right. tell everybody to read it because when I'll I thought about it. it, well, at first I was all upset. Oh, this is bullshit. This adventure super sense. Then I thought, you know what? That super sense <laughs> didn't do much. And part of it was with Cracklow in another multiverse deal anyway. So who cares? We also have Batman number 52, Eric, continuing the trial of Bruce Wayne. And with that, you also have that that will be on our Patreon because Batman is on the Patreon. So if yeah. you want to listen to that, you can go over and this is going to be a weird one because there's another book as well later. Deathstroke number 34. Uh, we continue the whole uh, Deathstroke versus Batman story. We have Green Arrow number 43, which if I'm not mistaken is Marguerite Scott's uh, last issue before the Bensons jump nice. in next issue, next month in the next issue. We have Green Lanterns number 52, which we just found out this week. It's Dan Jurgens taking this book to a finale coming up uh, down the road in August. We have Harley Quinn number 47 with her on Apocalypse. We have Justice League number 5, where Scott Snyder told us that we'd start getting answers to all of Eric's questions. Have. I say about time. It's issue number five. What am yeah, I, yeah, I know. We also have, yeah. yeah yes. Where's my ding? <laughs> what did you just say? Can you repeat that? No, I'm good. Uh, we also have Mr. Miracle, number 10, Eric, on the Patreon. So right away, the Patreon, they, they already have two Old called Kings for books. And yeah, so it's, it's a classic one there. We have both. Nightwing, number 47. Continuing the whole tech, uh, you know, the oh, nonsense, nonsense. Eric. Uh, you have Shade the Changing Woman number six, which will end that series. And Chris and Reggie will be talking about that. We have Curse of the Brimstone number five that unfortunately doesn't end that series and keeps going. And the expected number three, which is quietly becoming one of my favorite books to talk to Eric about because we lose our mind and it makes me chuckle. Uh, so as I said, books that you and I are going to talk about. Next well, week. here's the thing. As I said, Mr. Miracle and Batman will already be on the Patreon. If you want to go and join up on the Patreon and have a vote of what the next book is, because I told everyone that you then get the, the badasses get to pick one more book. It'll be a three book Patreon only spotlight, but you can right. go over to patreon.com slash weird science and uh, join up the there for a bunch of other shows, including like Dancing Mike said earlier, so eight books. The, yeah, the pop culture podcast will be coming on Monday, and we have a lot of other things dropping. And by the time that uh, Spotlight comes out with the three books, it'll be the beginning of August, so you can join up and not get charged for a whole month. It'll give you a whole month to sit there and see if you like the cut of our jib. Uh, yes, yeah, so next week's podcast will not be that long. Maybe we'll have another day off sans losing power, Eric. We'll yeah. just be able to have that, uh, which would be nice but yeah it, it's going to be that i hope everybody enjoyed the podcast night thanks everybody for contributing and everybody listening now but eric we're not done we are oh. not done with the podcast because i have a little something for you hello weird science ole ole the wolf man the wolf man <laughs> Way cool. <laughs> Freddy Cougar. He's a Draxelus. Ole, ole. That was a mix in there. <laughs> Wrong turn. <laughs> He's a Draxelus. Way cool. Freddy Cougar. Jason. Wrong turn. Halloween. Jeepers creepers. That ain't right. He's just Draxelus. Just do it. There you go. <laughs> what a, a mess. That's a remix. 
Uh, the worst yes. part is I usually like to mute the mic during that whole thing, and I'm like, yeah, oh, no, I'm fine. <laughs> that the wolf man caught me so uh, off guard for some reason, I started sticking my happened? eye, ruined it. You laughed, and then it, it threw me into, <laughs> into off the rails. But yes, this is wrong turn explains it all, and, and as you would be able to guess. This is the end of the podcast. So yeah. unlike last podcast where we had him explain a movie at the beginning and told you at the end we're going to do which this at the end of the podcast. Predator 2. Yeah, which was Predator 2. I, I even forgot. We forgot to even say that. It was not – and a couple people because a bunch of people were guessing. A, po- a couple people said Predator and I said you're so close and then they never guessed Predator 2. They went from there to other things. Nobody but ever guesses Predator 2. It was Predator 2. Uh, but – here we are now uh, that we are going to do this, and you're not going to find out until next podcast. So you'll have to tune in next week, and and there's a good chance we'll forget that we did this. So you'll never know, but if you want to message me again, I had fun with people messaging. A bunch of people said Inspector Gadget, and I'm like, no, that's close, but it's a sequel. Go, go Gadget. I said, this is the best. Yeah, this the is killers. the best. I said, no, no, it's, it's close, but I'll give you a hint. It's a sequel, and then they wrote back. Inspector Gadget 2. I know. It'll be in Predator 2. But here we are, and this is the movie for this week, Eric. It's all about killing and talking, and he died because he burned his face, and all he does is whoop ass now. Yep, there it is. I'm going to play it one more time. <laughs> I just like that. Are we ever going to have one of these that it doesn't start with I like the killing? It's I'm always the same. Is, I think no matter what he watches, he's going to like the killing in it. Right, he does. It's weird. He watched Bad News Bears start it with I like the killing. It's all about Taylor. killing and talking. And he died because he burned his face and... All he does is whoop ass now. Yeah, that's all he does is whoop ass now. So you guys can think of what that movie will be. You can message me or wait till next week when we possibly will tell you. Well, that's the thing. I'm pretty sure I told them it was Predator 2 by the end of last week's podcast. Yeah, I think we did too. But I'm saying next week we may just forget we did this. Uh, That would not be beyond us. So uh, as long as people message me, though, uh, I'll, I'll keep it in mind. And we will reveal what that movie was. A lot of killing and the talking, he said. Yeah. Which right there, luckily the killing was there because he ain't no, the killing outweighs. He don't the like talking. the talking. He's not a big guy <laughs> who likes the talking. Uh, but that's it. That's the end of the podcast. Thanks everyone. And what do we say at the end, Eric? Everyone have a great week. We keep it weird. Weird. We'll see you in seven. I like the killing. Must be Superman Reborn. All around me are familiar faces. Worn out places. Worn out faces. The guy is drunk! Right and early for the daily race. Right here on Weird Science. Must be Eric Shade Reborn. The tears are filling up their glasses. No expression. No expression. Hide my head, I want to drown oh, so my much. sorrow. No tomorrow. <laughs> no tomorrow. <laughs> I find it kind of funny. The wolf man. find it kind of sad. Dreams in which I'm dying. He's as Draxilis. Find it hard to tell. Who else in the love car say yeah? yeah.